Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is some bull jab. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome everybody to another episode of The Value Pack. In fact, this is a very special episode of The Value Pack because this is a celebratory episode of The Value Pack. But of course, we'll get into that later. First, we gotta address two things. First of all, obviously, I'd like to thank our lovely patrons. Uh, Infrax One, I Has Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Lord Carrot, Mayo Knight, Minaria, Slytech, Talus, Acceptum, and thanks. Appreciate you guys and all the other patrons who support us and all the Twitch subs as well on our individual Twitch streams. You guys are the fucking best for doing what you're doing. We appreciate it a lot. Second order of business that we got to get to. We have a very special guest here today. Uh, he is one of the most popular streamers in BDO. I feel like I can pretty confidently say that. He's one of the longest streamers in BDO that's still streaming today. Uh, it is Vert. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Now, first things first, before anything else, we should, we should, we should come right out and say uh, we will be drinking during this podcast. Uh, we are filming, or filming, Lamal. We are recording this uh, Saturday night. It is just after the fights were done that you guys did together, right? Mm -hmm. Did you guys, you guys closed out the day together, didn't you? Well, yeah, a we did like analyst. the analyst desk thing together. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, today we, uh, we actually, last week we casted a lot of matches together, which was, uh, I had, I had fun. I thought it was, uh, it worked out really well, and then this week I... I cast with Armin, which was also very fun. Um, yeah. and it worked out well, and then we closed out with uh, me and him just talking about some of the matches that maybe some of the people missed early on in the day. And y'all are doing tomorrow as well, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. And I believe, yeah, All me right. and uh, uh, me and Vert will be casting Striker, Mystic, and Hash together. Yeah, basically uh, all the same fights as last week, right? Pretty much. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we think. did those three last week, yeah. And then Reslar yeah. is... You're lucky enough to be able to cast Shy again with me. Tomorrow. Hell yeah, dude. dude! I asked for it. He asked me. He asked me. He was like, "If you could pick one class to cast, which one would it be?" And I said, "Well, Berserker, because I actually know that class." But unfortunately, that's on Saturday, which I can't do. So uh, I'll take Shy because that was a good time. <laughs> but uh, Vert and Frosty are already drinking. I will be here soon. I had to uh, place an order, so to speak. Uh, so my alcohol is on the way. Um, so it's a celebratory podcast, but before we get to that, I'd like to find out a little bit more about, uh, Vert Frosty, you had some, some yeah. kind of questions you wanted to ask. So, kind of the obligatory Vert, how long have you been playing BDO? When did you start playing BDO? How'd you hear of it? And when did you know you were kind of stuck playing oh. BDO? Okay. <laughs> so I have what some might call a very addictive personality so mm -hmm. a game you know games like mmos where you can get into the levels in the world and you know you progression it's just it's hard to escape right right but uh no in terms of getting into bdo uh my buddy hit me up the day before it was coming out in north america 
And I guess there was like, if you bought the most expensive package, you could play like a week early or something. So I mm-hmm. guess people were already playing. Right. And uh, so my buddy hit me up the day before and was like, hey, Vert, you know, you want to play this new MMO? Because uh, we had played Arcage together and we're bored of that. And I was like, yeah, let, you know, let's try it out. Why not? And first day, I <laughs> I ended up picking Tamer, which has a fun story to go along with it. But yeah, the first day, I think we both put in like 28 hours straight or something before we went to bed. And Jesus. I, I just, I knew, I just knew I was like <laughs> this game. I, I fell in love. Like as soon as I picked it up, I fell in love with the combat, man. It's, yeah. it's just so incredible. What was the, what did you play? what did you pick first? Uh, Tamer. So, <laughs> so I, I picked Tamer uh-huh. for, and I was on Tamer for the first two days. And then there was a reroll because I, I was following a guide on BDO Foundry and if anybody else followed the same guide, they know exactly what I'm talking about. But essentially, it told me not to enhance any of my gear until I got Grunnel or Boss gear. And oh. guess what? Two things were not in the game when it yeah, first came oh. out. <laughs> Grunnel and Boss gear. So oh, no. I ended up, uh, I got pretty far with literally zero enhanced gear. You know, I was at Catfish and that's when stuff started to to get rough. I would use roaring like the rp skill where <laughs> tamer's like thank you as as your beast goes around you yeah and i was just dying to mops and i was like talking to my buddy i was like man like tamer sucks bro <laughs> i don't know what to do like i can't even kill catfish and of course he's playing a ranger like 90 percent of the population yeah yeah and so he's like oh don't worry about it you know come down to the Marcus shadow cave you know i'll boost you a little bit and so i was like okay so i hopped down there and these mobs hit even harder than catfish. And I ended up dying to stalactites, like the stalactites falling from the ceiling in the Marcus <laughs> Shadow Cave. Oh, I died no. like three times. I said, you, you know what, bro? I, I can't. I got to start over. I'm re-rolling. Tamer's trash. I'm dying to rocks that are falling in this cave. Like, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't handle this class. And so that's actually how I ended up on Sork. And I played Sork for uh, a while. But yeah. The start was rough, but I've been playing since the beginning. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I didn't start at the at early. Like I was way behind all of you guys. I I was playing something else, and then randomly like was just searching MMOs, and that was just one of them. And I was like, well, any of the ones that are free or really cheap, like I'll try. And then yeah. my, my computer couldn't handle it, so I just didn't play for like all the way until Awakenings came out. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. So I missed I missed the whole pre awaken phase that you all got to enjoy. I feel I yeah, feel bad about that. It was uh, it was special. Yeah. It was some of it was fun, like the duels for sure were pretty exciting because you know it wasn't just one ability and someone's dead. You know, right. there's actually like pretty in-depth combos like multiple cc's and then awakening just multiplied the damage by like 10 so yeah so when did you and it was also interesting sorry but i just want to point out the other thing that was super fun about it is nobody knew shit so like everybody was just like doing their you saw you would see like a million different quote-unquote combos that just consisted of like two or three abilities essentially because like nobody knew what the hell they were doing yeah, I had a few weeks ago. I can't remember if this happened on the podcast or just during my stream, but 
Someone was telling me that they missed the old days when it actually took skill to kill people. And I, I went back and found a YouTube video <laughs> of Lazy Peon in RBF oh on his God. Sork. And I was like, really? This is what was more skilled? And it's literally, he's just using Dark Flame on repeat for 20 minutes. <laughs> yep. Nothing else. So I was like, oh, this is that high... That like super high octane, super talented player. Like, look at how long did it take him to practice this dark flame into dark flame combo? I wonder. So, oh, like, <laughs> see, that's part of it though. Is like, and I'm sure Vert can agree with this as well. Like, Sork and Ranger, those are the only two fucking classes like at launch, basically. And the only reason that Ranger was like uh, able to compete against Sork is that Sork just couldn't close the distance. Yeah. You you had you had Rangers running. Uh, what is it? Talus, I think, for the move speed. So they would have five move speed with the move speed passive, and they would literally just run away. They would put their weapon up, run away from you, and then yep. keep like shooting you from range. And you're just like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, it was it was pretty ridiculous. If you didn't catch them with like a DOD, they were just they were gone, and you yeah. were dying to shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> So, someone's asking how long the uh, how long did the pre-awakened phase last? Because it well, awakenings came out in in phases. It was like every two weeks, but it yeah. was it was yeah. kind of Which a was while. The most bizarre choice. Yeah, but it was kind yeah. of a while. You guys were on pre-awakening, right? Um, well, it was there was the Calfera, which lasted about a month, and the way. <laughs> I don't, Resler, I don't know if you remember how they released Madaya, but essentially there was a YouTube video uploaded to the Black Desert channel at like 2 a.m. the day before the patch. And it was just like, you know, the RP, they fly over the region video. And yeah. then the servers went down, servers came back up, and we had Madaya. Like there was no <laughs> announcement, no nothing. So no one was, no one was ready for it. No one was prepared. But then we were in the dark ages for a while at Saucens for mm -hmm. 10 hours a day for uh i, I want to say it was like another at least like couple months right Dude, you say dark ages i say glory days what do you mean okay the pvp was glory but <laughs> grinding saucens yeah yeah man, not... i'll give you that yeah. yeah yeah also like the amount of people that just griefed you and stood up in the tower i mean even in the awakened days like still a lot of us were stuck grinding saucens and it was like these people are like, oh, I can I join? And then four minutes in, sorry, I got to eat dinner. And they go up on the tower and you're like, what the hell? And then you kick them and they're like, why'd you <laughs> kick me? And then they come back and deck you. Yep. Uh, um, so at what point did you choose Mewa? When did you gravitate, gravitate towards Mewa? Um, so Mewa, I actually, it, it released in North America, like with just pre-awakened. And I saw it and I was like, eh, you know, that's not super interesting. I'd watched like a couple of KR videos on it and I wasn't too into it. And then the Awaken trailer came out for it. And I saw just, I mean, to this day, I think Mewa has some of the best ice like effects mm -hmm. or just effects in general, like in the game. And I was like, bro, that spear is sick. It's so fast. You're zoopy, you're flanking. And I, I loved it. I topped on it. <laughs> Was PvPing on Pirate Island and pre-awakened, trying to get the skill points ready, and I don't know, man. It it was just such a good time. Yeah, and then um, Maywa. So I remember there was a time I remember you playing Maywa early on. <clears throat> this is how long Vert's been famous, by the way. I remember you <laughs> playing Maywa early on when I was still relatively new to the game, 
But at that time, not a whole lot of people were playing Maywaz, but there was a point, I can't remember when or why it happened, and, and maybe you can tell me, but if you remember when Lakari rolled to Maywa, after that, like right around that time, there were a lot of Maywas. There was so many Maywas. And honestly, I think kind of that timeline when Lukari rolled to it is probably the best, like where Maywas was at its best in terms of like patches and damage and the meta. Oh, yeah, that's why you re rolled to it. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. It was so fun. I mean, why, why was everyone re rolling to it? Was it just like the ult or was it like just overall a good class i mean it's just i don't i think it's just everything man like it it had protection it had insane mobility the ult was fun you know you get those huge bombs like the dueling was good for a non-grab class it just uh it pretty much held its own in everything yeah you're not gonna remember this but there was a there was a war where i think you were in man up at the time uh or sorry a siege you were in man up at the time our guild reslar i believe was in there with me our guild yep. decided to place. Someone asked us to place on C. I think it was the uh, demo was coming back, um, aka like FML, but they were calling themselves yeah. demo. Um, yeah. They had just made a comeback and they they planned to one v one barcode on uh, Serendia, and we went there, and we had to zerg out man up first. And there was a, a point in that war, we were grouping up to push man up and you literally came from the <laughs> back and you basically killed our entire guild with just your alt. Yeah. Like everyone died and I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. I feel horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, dude, that was, that was bad. It was like, I was definitely like ahead of the gear curve at the time like by quite a bit and sieges reflected that so heavily i mean man up like you know man up shot calling at the time was lakari yelling big damage and right. you know it's you know similar like snake was super powerful in madaya and like you know it was people were just getting gear checked essentially for for a couple of years there and mixed with the maywa 100 and you know its ability to flank and everything and set up plays it, it was just, it was so juicy. I have so many just bomb clips of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I find it funny that you talk about Lakari shot calling because like people today will like look at like Lakari shot calling and be like, he's not even really shot calling. But what people don't understand is that he didn't need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the gear differential was so enormous that he didn't have to like actually shot call like we, like you have to today. Yeah. He, he just he just had to tell people which direction to throw their abilities and uh, entire guilds just died. <laughs> yeah, it was a mix like so man up right after merge was it was like maybe 30% man up and then it was 30% mango bay and then it was you know the the rest was relevant which was my guild from Orwin and like we had gear but we were just also like like stacked with just players that like knew what to do and knew where to be. You know, it wasn't your, I, I feel like I see it so often and it might be the fact because like tag system and the meta is like so heavily, like if you want to join this guild, play wizard type of thing mm -hmm. that you see a lot of players that kind of look lost. Whereas before everyone is, you know, they're on their class, they feel at home, they know their role, they know what to do. And 
you had a lot more standout players it felt like that were just very impactful so fast forward a little bit mm -hmm. cc changes happened um oh, it was huge news it was huge it was crazy they completely redesigned the cc system all the way from changing protections and ccs to changing how the cc system works people forget the only way after you put someone on the ground to get them off of the ground to re-CC them or extend your combo was to grab. You couldn't yep. re-CC from the ground. So you had to do like Musa's, I don't know if it was the same for Maywas, but Musa's would go stun, stiff, stun, and then float and then do their yep. damage on the ground. Um, ninjas would extend their combo with a grab halfway through. Tamers, same thing. You tried to save your grab for after. You like weren't even really going for the grab as a catch because you wanted it for the extension. So CC changes come out. They change the rules. They change the CCs, the protections. They kind of remove everything from Awakening. There's no longer protected CCs on any class not named Wizard or Witch. Um, how was that experience in that time for Mewa? Oh, also, it. can we just point out that they decided to remove protections before yeah. CCs? Yeah, it was a two-week patch. They re <laughs> removed protections first and then the CCs. That was rough, dude. <laughs> That that yeah. was rough. My my guild like we lost so many members because that that whole week of wars where people were just getting cc'd over and over because they removed all the yep. protections and not the ccs was like it was hard to keep a guild together for that that first week. But but how was Dude. your experience in that uh ver and oh, on Maywa and just for the guild that you were in in, in general? So this this was like these two weeks were like the darkest times I've had in BDO. I, I was. It was, it was really bad because back then you had Dr. Positive and Good Vibes who were hosting the BSL. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it that patch went through the week, like the following weekend was the finals of the tournament. And <laughs> I was fighting Vanguards, who was a warrior. And they gutted Mewa. And I was fighting a warrior, like which is <laughs> already our like worst matchup possible. So I was... I, like I went out there, I tried to do everything I could in the first fight, just impossible, like an impossible matchup at the time. And then the second, the second round, the gates lowered. I literally weapons away, walked out to the middle of the arena. He killed me, and I don't think I played BDO for like a week and a half. Like I, I took a break from my stream. I was, I was so upset, man. It was crushing, absolutely crushing. Uh, after that happened. Um, how much longer did you play Mewa? So you came back to the game after your little break. How how much longer were you playing Mewa? Um, I'd probably say after that, I I put like another month or month and a half into it to like try and make it work, and the class felt just so bad to me. I was so, on the BA, I was in No Doors, Sieges, just nothing was working. What was the biggest thing on Mewa that felt bad? Because it, it was also coupled with these stamina changes. Well, I mean, well. they they quite literally took like everything away, right? They did the the stamina changes. They went as far as to remove the super armor off pedal drill and like leave it as a stun, which the ability literally doesn't work without protection because you have to fly through the air and you're just getting hit by every CC before you land. Uh, they took the direction off Petal Bloom, which was, you know, our, our massive damage and left the CC on that. And it it just didn't make sense as a kit anymore at that point. All right. What was your first reroll? 
that's uh i think that's right when dk came out and so you know i was like new class okay you know maybe i'll be a little less actually no 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 so dk came no, out no, no, a year no. before yeah yeah. dk came yeah. out the year prior exactly one year before the cc changes okay it was so, right after mystic came out that the cc yeah, changes happened that's, that's right i uh so i was dk right after dk came out but then i think i went back to mewa okay um and then when it happened again, I want to was was Archer? Did Archer come out around that time? Um, Archer was a little bit later. Ar so later. Archer came yeah. out in like December of that year that the CC yeah. changes happened. Um, we need to make an official timeline for this shit. Yeah, it's, yeah. there's been a lot. <laughs> I got this all in my head, dude. I got it all saved. I, I can answer all those questions. But I I, I think essentially like I just. Uh, kind of pushed BDO to the side for a while. I think I was like dabbling with other games. I was playing like story story games and stuff on stream, and just kind of trying to forget about what they did to my <laughs> poor poor Mewa. Oh no! And uh, yeah, I think the next reroll eventually, when I did reroll, was Archer release. Okay, that was the first one that you played like legitimately seriously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so you've gone through, like you and I were talking about this last week, but you've gone through a bunch of classes. So, um, but it seems from outside perspective, um, the two classes that you've hung on to longest, Maywa obviously, but now you're on Suckhash and you've kind of been on Suckhash for a long time and you seem to be enjoying it. Is that fair to say that you feel like Suckhash is a pretty good class? Yeah, I'm enjoying it, but I'm having... It's kind of getting to the stage of like suck on for me. The successions, like I, I find them fun for at least a solid, you know, couple months, but it just feels like there's just always something missing when you're not playing Awakening, right? There's there's not much depth to the class. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have the C swap, the pre-awaken, the awaken, like that aspect is so fun to me. And so it's kind of similar to suck on, where I was, you know, I was really enjoying suck on, but there's only so many times you can like fly in and spin before you just kind of get bored of it. And that's, that's honestly kind of the feeling I'm getting with hash. And that's why I, I tagged Sage Awakening, but that <laughs> felt like the biggest clunkiest piece of shit. And I, I did not enjoy that at all. <laughs> um, and now I've kind of been uh, thinking about like either Lawn Awakened or Ninja Awakened, but so it'll be down the road a little bit. You don't have any interest in awakening hash? I bro, it just it makes me so sad in large scale. It's just yeah, it's hard. It's super it, hard. With everything backloaded, like with as far as damage goes, you know, even if you're playing at your absolute best, you're it, it's kind of like the Mewa in a sense. And this is why I don't really play Mewa anymore. But it feels really, really bad in this game, especially in kind of the phase that we're at where you put in like 200% to your class and you can have like a day one sage or wizard do like, you know, just be so much more effective than you are, even though you're nuts at your class. Yeah. And that's what, that's kind of the vibe that Awaken Hash gives me. So I, I mean, I kind of feel the same as you about Awake or Suck Hash. Like I, I don't, I got bored pretty quickly. Um, yeah. I still think it's like kind of fun to grind on and play occasionally, but yeah, it's like, there's not a whole lot of depth and yeah exactly awaken hash has a whole ton of depth but the mm -hmm. problem is in large it, it doesn't fit in the current 
way node wars are played out, which is uh, ball, just mostly ball v ball. Because I actually yeah. do think that Awaken Hash and the way its slow damage comes out would feel fine if we were against flex with flex. You know, like you're with a flex group and you're against other flex. But the moment yeah. a sage or a wizard or a caster or something with big AOEs, a guardian's thrown in there, the 1vx is just impossible on Awaken mm -hmm. Hash. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's yeah, kind of going back to what, what I was saying with, with Mewa is like you, you kind of get the same feeling. Like if large scale had these true objectives, you know, like if you were spending the entire time, let's say like hunting flags or hunting cannons or, you know, stuff like that, like the class actually feels pretty good and it's fun and can perform. But the second you have to do anything close quarters, like if you have to go into a castle or into a fort, it's just your class becomes irrelevant and you know nothing feels worse than trying your heart out bro and just getting bullied <laughs> just straight up getting bullied if you have that's how i feel with my black star gear <laughs> 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 if you had the reins if you had control um to change something about awaken hash because i think the style the style suits yeah. you, right? Like it's actually like yeah, kind of yeah, cool yeah. and fun. So if you could change something about Awaken Hash to fix it for Node Wars, like what what would you change? Um, man, it's it's tough to just be like, you know, one change would fix it because mm -hmm. I, I think the concepts and like just kind of the way the abilities come out are it's just not great. Like it needs it needs more front loaded damage, and it needs that front loaded damage to hit like a real skill. Like, it's fine if you have these animations and stuff, but don't give me, like, a 10-second RP animation where I'm swinging my arms <laughs> in the air like a helicopter. Like, <laughs> unless I'm fucking flying into the air and I could fly into a castle, like, I don't... Like, what is the point of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've always but, felt like on, on... At least in my experience in Node Wars, if, if they just made ensnaring sands yeah, a, a legitimately skill. good skill for large-scale... Yeah, and then maybe like is that the shift left click? Yeah, that's shift LMB. Yeah. It just comes out so slow, like so yeah. slow. Like you would think based on the numbers and like the animation that like that's one of those skills. Like, oh, dude, you got to get away. Like, look what he's doing. Right. Yeah. But like people literally, I mean, classes you wouldn't even think. Like, I'll have a succession Kuno sit and trade me in that, and I lose the trade. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it just feels yeah, the front loaded damage. I do think the style's like pretty cool and you can still utilize the pre-awakening and stuff. It's just yeah, ensnaring sands, but I, the other big thing is not being able to move in Al's breath is such a yes. big difference. Yes. It it makes the skill feel borderline useless. It it feels RP-ish as you say in awakening yep. compared to Sock, where's like Sokka has real value. You can walk over stun traps, um, it's more difficult to track you, you can disengage or engage. Yep. Not no, having that feels bad. Hundred percent, and that's like that's like one of the best tools, if not the best tools, out of outside of air to salt right now for suck hash is because it's essentially a super armor stealth, right? Unless mm -hmm. people have effects on, um, right. which is it's pretty rare. Like there's there's a couple like zerkers here and there that are like, yeah, you know, I have effects on you. You're easy to grab. I'm like, well, fuck, fuck you. Stop grabbing me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, overall that skill is just, it's so good. Good disengage, good engage, you get stamina back and it is it it literally makes the kit, in yeah. my opinion, in large scale. Um 
How is uh, Sakahashi in 1v1 in your experience? Oh man, it it uh, it suffers from the the rock paper scissors 100%. There's matchups where it feels like you could never lose it even if you were terrible, and then there's matchups you feel like you can never win even if you're the best player in the game. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like obviously the shield classes, the you know gauntlets. It's winnable sometimes, you know, if they leave gaps. But for example, I was fighting a. I think his name starts with like a M, like Man Mandarin or something from Cho. Mm. Plays Suck Mystic. Yeah, he's like always on Arsha. Anyway, yeah, it, yeah. it's like an unwinnable matchup for me. I fought him like a hundred times in a row. I think I won one matchup because he he like messed up. Yeah, I know who you're talking. He's a soul basher abuser. It's terrible. Um, yeah, soul basher abuser. Dude, three second cooldown with a four second super armor. What is that, dude? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It, it's there's yeah. So I what, mean, what are some of the ones that feel it's bad. highly advantaged in? Um, any, I mean, really, any class that either has a lot of frontal or relies on a lot of frontal, because it's like, you know, I joke about it, but if you're in battle arena, you know how the icons pop up. Mm -hmm. I, I tell people basically, you know, blue means go. As soon as you see a blue <laughs> icon, you you're pressing air to salt, and you're you know you win the fight off that. And there's classes like if you pressure like Sork, you know, eventually they have to block. Makes that matchup pretty easy. You know, basically any any stamina heavy class that you can force into a block is just you end up winning the fight. Right. Without getting into too many details about the uh, the global labs, with the arid change where it's going to be semi-reactable, do you think that that'll be different? That those classes will have a lot better time? Yeah, I I honestly like I don't think it's going to be super impactful or a big change in large scale outside of like maybe if a hash has like bad positioning and gets caught before it goes off. Mm -hmm. But I think one v one is where it, it's truly going to be impacted in a negative way. Right. Um, one more thing before we go into the global app stuff. What what would you change about uh, Maywa if you could, or or because since you've played Maywa, Maywa's actually Ooh. received a bunch of updates. So they do have yeah. super armor. Uh, yep. now on like they added super armor. What two different abilities? They added some chip damage to some abilities. The bond skills came out. Um, yeah. So what what state do you feel Maywa's in currently? And if you could change anything about her, what would they have to change on it to to make you want to go back? Um, so currently, uh, I think Mewa is getting better and better. And a big part of it, actually, in my opinion, is the fact that so many people are going DR. Because Mewa, you know, it used to be like the evasion killer. You would float someone, sticky snowflake, sticky snowflake, float them, sticky snowflake, sticky snowflake, right? Mm. And you could just kill anyone with evasion. Um, but they, they nerfed that, right? And... So outside of that, her accuracy rate is actually pretty bad unless you're e-buffed. And so you don't do a lot of damage in large scale, like with your heavy hitters. And so the more people go DR, the better Maywa's actually getting, which is pretty cool in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But uh, in terms of what they could change with her, I oh, I don't want to get into the whole like grabs versus non-grab situation, but right. you know, some sort of parry for grapples would be great. So you could at least deal with that. And then a long time ago, they took away our iframe on sleet steps, which right. is the little side skirt. 
Yep. And <laughs> and without that protection, you know, your iframe is on chase, which honestly puts more holes in the kit than it actually protects your glass. Like it's it's yeah. a walking meme in the Maywa community. It's it's the one so me, I always make fun of the Maywa complainers like Nayashi, because we have them on, so we tease them every day. But yeah. We um I me personally, I've been saying for a while, like if I if I could change something with Maywa, like obviously there might be more stuff, but I feel like the most impactful change that you could do to Maywa that would make them read the patch notes and actually feel incredibly hyped is to just give them either on sleet steps or something and a completely separate cooldown iframe that they can use at will when they feel like they need it that's not locked to chase. Yes, exactly. Speaking of, I completely forgot to mention, uh, Nashi's not joining us today. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's moving into his new house. Uh, he said oh, he will exciting. be in there completed tomorrow. So that's, uh, that's exciting. Forgot to mention that at the start. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Just figured I should mention that in case people were wondering where the hell Dianchi was. So this grab parry you speak of, or how, how would that work? Yes. Uh, so I've kind of theorycrafted it like a million different ways, but essentially, you know Mirage on Hash? Yeah. If they had a skill similar to that, that mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to, like it could react in a stun or a knockback or a stiff, you know, whatever. Just something to make grabs less impactful and classes that don't have grabs feel more important and feel like they can actually do stuff in those right. scenarios instead of just getting run down you know so like mirage you'd have to time it yeah exactly so because one of the most frustrating things is if you have like a grab andy right like you have a a one point zerker one point warrior that's just walking at you in RBF, just walking and just <laughs> rotating their grabs. And it's just like, you know, I can't really do a whole lot about this, but if there was, you know, an ability to parry it and react and essentially punish them for being sloppy with their grabs, then mm. I, I think it'd be like game changing for, you know, classes that struggle like Maywa, DK, etc. classes without grabs. Yeah, I kind of like that idea. What What do you think about? I mean, there's a lot of people that said this on Musa's and Maywa's. If they gave Maywa and Musa a grab, uh, I mean, I like obviously it would help. I'm not gonna den deny that it wouldn't help, but I would just I would rather see grabs have a counter than more classes having grabs. In my yeah. opinion. Grab grab as it is for most classes and with the damage in the game, it's it's kind of just an I win button. It's like you're CC'd. Okay, now I can set up my next combo perfectly, barring resist, of course, but it, it definitely feels like an I win button in, in most cases. Um does Suck Hash need a grab? No. <laughs> Suck no. Hash has its own I win button. Yeah. Yeah, that I win button's pretty hard countered though by some classes. True. Uh, what's your least favorite? Yeah, I mean, match? so are grabs. What? Hello, Zork. I mean, it's not hard countered. What? You think grabs hard countered by Zork? <laughs> I think grabs are hard countered by iframes, considering you can't grab them. Yeah, but the mm. problem with saying they're hard countered by iframe is the counterpart would mean that the person loses, and if you fail a grab on an iframe, does not 
guarantee that you're going to lose. It, it just means on, in that moment you're probably not going to win. On certain classes, sure, but on other classes, it's it's a pretty hard, especially when desync occurs and you have to go through the entire animation of the grab because it desynced. Yeah. Even though you don't have them grabbed. Sure. Um. What was I going to say about hash? Hi, grab Andy here. By the way, just wanted to uh, point that out. <laughs> No, see, my my problem with that argument is the patch that we got this last summer that gave grabs priority over iframes. Because you used to have, like, you know, you would have desync or you'd have, like, the force choke animation that happened for a while. And they finally decided, okay, you know what? We need to essentially get rid of this tie. Like, if someone grabs and someone iframes to counter it, you know, it grabs are prioritized now. And as someone that plays a lot of classes um, that have iframes but don't have grabs, it's absolutely miserable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's it for the, the class stuff, for the individual <laughs> class stuff. Um, yeah, if you yeah. do roll off hash, you're probably going to go, you said Ninja or what was the other one? You were thinking Awaken Lawn? Uh, Awaken Lawn, yeah. Awaken Lawn, yeah. They got some damage buffs since the last time you played Lawn. Yeah, the damage buffs and uh, the cores, I, I feel like, bring so much to that class. Yeah. Yeah, that class is 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 strong. Do you feel... You run evasion, right? Yep. Do you feel limited in your class choice because of evasion, or is there any class like that you're like, oh, I'd want to try that, but because I'm evasion, it's probably not going to feel that good? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, like, my evasion is about as borderline as you can get, like... It's only effective because I'm on hash and hash is like really, really good for evasion. But even if I, I think I was on like an okay evasion scaling class, I'd I'd basically be paper. Like I don't have enough evasion to to go nuts with it. Um that being said, I've kind of been considering like the whole DR swap because we we were having this conversation earlier when we were talking about the tournament, but you know, you get CC'd right now, you you die. So right. I'd rather do, you know, big damage, do big things before I go down, take a couple with me. Yeah, I, I swapped to DR a while back, and now because I play hash sometimes, like, so many people are like, LOL, why are you playing DR on a hash? And it's like, well, yeah. originally, it wasn't like a conscious choice to be like, oh, I want to be a DR hash, but I just, it just hasn't really felt like it matters that much to me. It's like, I the reason why I swapped to DR is because I had kind of the normal full C9. I was like full C9 evasion with the C19 heave and uh, C15 yeah. kudum, and like, I mean, there were times where like I would get CC'd and I still just die. But then I run into people that I can't kill because I just don't have either enough AP or enough accuracy, and I yeah. got tired of that because that would result in my death more than me getting caught. Mm -hmm. So I just swapped to uh, I swapped to DR, and now it's like. I mean, unless they're PA'd, it's very rare people just, can get they're out. Dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. The damage is kind of nuts. And it makes some of the classes that their damage doesn't feel that good, like uh, Awaken Kuno actually feel like it has decent damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and then on how, I mean, people don't really, dude, you, when you have 400 sheet accuracy and 316 AP, Prime Descent <laughs> feels insane. <laughs> Right. Everyone tells me you don't need accuracy on hash, but like, dude, pop the e-buff and fight choice, and then don't pop the e-buff and fight choice, and see how much accuracy helps. Yeah, exactly. And 
unfortunately a lot of the uh the chirping up about gear choices typically comes from people that you know might be quite a bit lower than you and haven't really had that experience mm -hmm. that you've had and so you know you know you know it's like damn if i throw on this turo if i throw on these bed gloves i'm hitting kind of different yeah dude i've got i've actually gone back and forth twice because i originally was going dr and then I was like, wait, these ninjas and kunos that I'm fighting like a year and a half ago were so tanky. So I like swapped off of DR, went to evasion and then evasion got nerfed. I mean, there's so many things. This is what I always say. There is a massive list of things that has changed in the last like 18 months to make evasion so much more difficult to run. Um, yeah, they nerfed a lot of the buffs on mystic striker, uh, kuno ninja. Um, like now a lot of magic classes are super powerful. Ninja Kuno just, they have melee evasion. So it's like less mm -hmm. impactful. Um, Elkar crystals now exist. Distortions give extra AP and accuracy for some reason. You have an accuracy accessory <laughs> in every single slot. People have so yeah. many Kafra stones. People don't realize if you get to like C15, C20 on every weapon, like that's an additional 30 accuracy that yeah. you get. Um, yeah, there, there's just so much access to accuracy, plus the PvP add-ons that they added later on. It, so it's like, I don't know. It's fairly, it's a lot easier to get enough accuracy to deal with evasion than that. I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's a tough, tough choice. Plus, uh, I mean, I don't know what Fallen God's taken forever to come out, but the direction it looks like it's going, it looks like it's going to be a DR build. Black, I mean, Black Star boots are Ergon boots, and. Yeah. Black Star Helmet is Griffin and Gaeth combined. Yeah, I think that's... I feel like a lot of people are just kind of holding out mm -hmm. until they fully commit to something, until they see that armor. Because, I, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, okay, the Fallen God chest, you know, could go either way with the following pieces, and it's just like, do I spend all this money to swap the DR and lose money on the marketplace? Lose some Kafras? I don't know. Yeah. But that damage right. is appealing. It is. It's kind of cool. It makes Maywell feel like it hits hard, I bet. Okay, relax. <laughs> relax. Imagine a three. Dude, suck Maywell damage is wild, though, right? Like, Yeah, it is. It's very good. Nayashi, for a while, was running like off in Lieber, and he had like 306 sheet accuracy, and he's taking choice down to 5% in a combo. And I'm like, yeah. what? What is happening? Um, yeah. all right, so we got a global lab patch. We got a big, Ooh. big, big fat global lab patch. So I want to get your guys' opinion on where, where do we want to start here? So I, I'll give the little breakdown. There's the class balance changes. There's the new crystals. There's the new node war siege DR buff thing. And then, um, I think that's it. But that's a lot yeah. of stuff. That's it says that's it, but yeah, that's it's Christmas. It's it's literally Christmas. Yeah, it's kind of insane. Uh, I think we should start with taking a drink because I now have one. Hey. So Ooh, cheers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with taking a drink. What's your drink? Hmm. You got what? some white claws. <laughs> you drinking white claws? You get a little sixer? <laughs> you got some white claws? <laughs> Not rum and coke, and I made it a little strong. Holy shit! Um, 
I don't know. Should we just start at the top and go down? Like yeah. the actual notes itself? We could do that. Or do we, we want to rank these in terms of like hype and then like go go small to big or big to small or I don't know. What do we no, what are we thinking? What are we let's feeling? Just, let's just roll down it. Let's roll let's down just it. Let's roll and down go it, man. Alright, so um let's fast forward down to we got some new crystals added to the game. Um they added these crystals called Jin. Bond or one honorable valor crystals of ignore resistance. Now these crystals, again, I, I actually haven't gotten confirmation on this, but I'm 95% sure this goes in the offhand. Um, and the crystal stats at the best roll at Jin is 10% ignore resistance, all attack plus three. So all AP three and max HP plus 100. Um, yeah. And then the resistance choice is based on the crystal that you use to make it. So the four crystal options are um, the crystal of valor ignore or the ignore knockback float resist. You can use the crystal that has knockdown bound resist. You can use the crystal that has grab resist, and you can use the crystal that has ignore uh, stiff stun and freeze. So you'd be able to put two of these in, ten percent each. Um, resists are something that I think more and more people are are frustrated with dealing with ever since. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, there's kind of a couple of things. Obviously, the CC changes enabled it, but it wasn't really a major problem like it, it's become now where multiple classes have resists, um, resist passives. Um, people are running adamantines, and one of the reasons adamantines are so much easier to run now is uh, Garmoth Heart in your dandy. Just gave everybody yep. two additional crystal slots, so you can move the hooms somewhere else um, or whatever crystals you were running and run uh, resist. So... Uh, Vert, starting with you, first of all, your your thoughts and feelings on resists in general in the game, and then uh, your thoughts on these crystals. Resists are miserable, to to be honest. I I straight up just my kind of a bold, maybe over the top take. I think they should be removed completely from PvP, left for PVE, and just call it what it is. Um. In terms of these crystals, <laughs> I, I think these crystals are, you know, I think they're moving in the right direction. I think 10% might be a little low, you know, unless you're, if you're rocking the L car with Kudum, plus you pick up two of these crystals, you know, that gets you, what, 50% across the board? Um, so if you're running a full... I believe if you're running a f uh, Elkars and Kudum and food buff Villa, oh, Kudum is 10%, ignore resist. Are you talking yeah, about yeah. ignore resist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you're running the full set with Kudum, I believe you have like 40, it's either 42 or 46%. I forget off the top of my head. And then Nuver build is obviously minus 10 from that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the average DR build is running a 56% all resist. And then if mm -hmm. you're a Valk, it's 60 six percent and then if you're running mana shield or whatever that goes up and then if you're running adamantines then the whole equation <laughs> changes and just becomes insane yeah exactly um so yeah i think these crystals they're definitely a step in the right direction i don't know if 10 percent per crystal is enough to necessarily deal with the issue that's going on especially if you want to run nuver in your build and not get that extra 10 percent from kudum mm -hmm. Um, and then you're also losing out on just damage in general, right? Because you're more than likely dropping corrupted 
and uh, you know, plus three attack is not is not really going to make up for the damage that Corrupted gives you. So, yeah. I, I think it's the right direction. I think it's good, especially um, when it comes into like one v one scenarios. I think it's you know it's great to be able to pick up something like this and you know have a better chance of completing your combos, but. Just going back to before, I, I think it's kind of ridiculous that we have RNG on top of RNG on top of RNG when it comes to the PvP system. So, is this the point where I get to play Devil's Advocate, like with Armin last week? Sure. Okay, so, Vert, what do you have to say? Just know that I agree with pretty much everything you just said. But okay. <laughs> the argument has been made to both myself and Frosty, both on the show and off of the show, that resists are a necessary evil for slower classes to like capably fight in 1v1s against uh faster classes especially those with grabs and now keep in mind that that is a tame version of what is usually said which involves calling us a bunch of slurs but that's the yeah. tame version of yeah. it so what like what do you what do you say like to that argument that it's kind of necessary for the slower classes in terms of like their 1v1 capabilities against these like uber fast grab classes um well i mean i don't even think grab is like that that's not really in the equation right now like that people are complaining about is it like i don't think anyone necessarily stacks like grab resist right no no, 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 no multi is no. the only one <laughs> yeah so i mean there might be a couple people out there but i think the big the big one is kds and i think the issue lies on the fact that it's not necessarily the first cc that's catching you like kd like it's very rare that anyone would ever lead with the kd unless you know you get caught by like a grim or something like that but i i watch more specifically like i watch mac a lot you know he's the, he's the homie he plays sork and all of their their combos and their setup and a lot of the kit relies on KDs. And so to watch Mac out like consistently like outplay these quote unquote slower classes that are hate to break it to you, whoever's defending resist, crutching on resist and not getting comboed after they they fucked up essentially because they're running these crystals, I think is the most absurd thing ever. And so to whoever's defending them, I, I think it's ridiculous. I think, you know, if you want to play a good 1v1 class, you want to be good at 1v1, there's plenty of classes out there. If you're playing a Guardian, you know, we've seen plenty of Guardians flex in this tournament currently that are good 1v1ers, you know, get better at your class. And it's like, I don't I don't really want to sugarcoat it, to be honest. I'm, I'm pretty sick of, like, resist, and I, I can't believe people actively defend them in any sort of way yeah so one of the things that we've kind of talked about as a possible like um compromise with the resist system right mm -hmm. because if you say like well you know if we want to compromise between these two positions one compromise that we thought about and i'm sure that you've thought about it too at some point is what if we just make it to where resists don't work on the ground so while you're standing sure resists but the resisting on the ground, man, that is just the yeah. worst. Yeah, because that's where all the reversals come from in a, in yeah. a fight. So, yeah. like, what would you would you be like happy with that? Do you think it's still like just not enough? The whole system needs to be thrown out. Like, kind of, what are your thoughts around that? Like, proposal of a like a compromise. 
Okay, so again, similar to these crystals, <laughs> I think it's a step in the right direction. What I would like to see personally is instead of while they're on the ground, then resist become whatever, I think it should be after the first CC lands. So let's say someone catches you with like a stiff or a stun, and then they go into their combo, you know, as long as you're already CC'd, I think resist should be out the window because it's just as frustrating having someone standing and you go for a follow-up CC and they grab you right then and there because they resist whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I do think whenever Frosty, because I think it was Frosty who first came up with that thought, I think whenever he first came up with it, he specifically said, while you're CC'd, I'm yeah, the one yeah. who, who said while you're on the ground. But I it, same difference, yeah, 100% if you're stiffened, I would assume, or I would hope that it's the same thing. If you're yeah. stiffened, you don't have resist. Just like if you're knocked down, you don't have resist, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That just seems like a solid compromise to me that everybody can go home going, you know what? I didn't win, but, you know, at well, least I didn't lose, I suppose. Let me, let and me plus, know. like, everyone feels bad whenever you get resisted when somebody's already CC'd, man. Oh, 100%. Like that's, yeah. that's not even like a slow class versus fast class yeah, or versus yeah, like yeah. stacking resist versus non-stacking resist. If you were bad. PvPing in this game, when someone resists you, when you have them CC'd, you feel fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when you resist someone else. I, I, I think like, um, or when you, when someone else's CC is resisted, like when you're on the ground, like, all right, if I'm dueling my friend in BA and I'm on the ground and they catch me, I make a mistake and then they go to float me and I just immediately get up and smoke screen them because the float didn't work. Like, yeah, I won, but I don't feel good about it. It's not like yeah. I have nothing to brag about there. It doesn't feel good. I don't, I don't feel like I've improved or my skill got better or, or something happened there. Um, mm -hmm. So two things, one with the slow class thing, because I've also heard that argument a lot. Um, I, I actually think resists counter slow classes more than they counter fast classes because if a slow class resists, I used this example last week, like a, a succession Nova, for example, if you resist the re-CC from Fianchetto, like that's it, you don't have another CC. Like they're getting up and they're gra if they have a grab, you lose, That's it's over. Yeah. You just lost yeah. the match. And then um, the other thing is they already have this system kind of in, in place with potions where if you are under control impairing effect, uh, you gain additional HP when you use mm -hmm. a pot. Um, I mean, the same rule could apply if you're under control impairing effect. Um, all of your resists are zero. They cannot, you can't resist anything. Yeah. Right? That way it's like, because you can react. Like if, I, if I'm a hash and I go to block jump someone that clearly was open and they resist, yeah. I'm still, I still have time to react to that resist. Whereas like yeah. when they're on the ground, you're mid combo and you just did uh, Al's Dominion, Dune Slash, and they resisted both. It's like, oh shit, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I might yeah. be screwed right here. Now I get Mirage. I mean, we saw it last week when we casted the fights where like so many people just, that's Mirage. Just Mirage gets yep. it. Yep, well, 100%. And that's, I mean, it's heartbreaking, especially like, I don't want to go too in depth with with the tournament, but there's quite a few fights, especially with classes that have the like built-in resist where mm. you see the resist come through. And there's been a couple fights that have been lost by potentially the better player because of those resists. And it's yeah. it's, it's so frustrating to watch. Um so let's say these crystals came out tomorrow. Um 
if you were to run them yourself, Vert, which ones would yeah. you run? Like, what would you be putting? What which resists? So the let me remind uh, reread the option. So one of them is uh, float and knockback resist in the same crystal. The other one is knockdown and bound. Um, another mm -hmm. one is grab resist, uh, and then the last one is stun stiff and freeze. I mean, if if I'm on my hash, I'm probably picking up. I guess float resist if I was to go with it, since hash's kit, well at least succession doesn't really have any knockdowns in it but i i think this is the crystals definitely feel like they're more so targeted towards just directly countering adamantines because it's i mean you get the occasional like float resist here and there but it feels like the resist conversation in general is very focused around adamantines and knockdowns mm -hmm. and classes that rely heavily on them you know what's insane like I, I was like thinking about the math on these and i was thinking for me if i'm playing kuno and hash i probably would run um since i, I play awaken hash mostly i probably would run one ignore grab and one float because it would mm -hmm. bring me down to the average dr player would have 22 percent resist the average kudum player would have it would just be capped at the minimum 20 but yeah um and then super high resist players would have i don't know somewhere between 30 and 40 at most but the sad thing is if you run two ignore knockdown bound resist, like they still have a 50% chance to resist if yeah, they're running exactly. out of matching. It doesn't even bring it low enough. Yeah. And that's, that's where I kind of like talking about the crystals again, I think 10% is it's too low. Like if you're giving up either double, double corrupt, or if you have valor or whatever you're running in your offhand, um, if you're giving up all that damage, you know, you should, at least at the minimum get it be getting 15 to 20 percent per crystal in my opinion like ugh, i hate resist you think the the adamantine meta is going to change a little bit when um when the new alucas crystals come out that have attack speed i don't i don't think so i think at that point people will just drop hooms yeah i think i think adamantines are so powerful in the in the current meta when you have you know you're essentially denying like okay meteors don't really affect me which is massive with all the witch wizards running around um sorks if they catch me probably not going to be able to combo me i'll get back up you know it affects a lot of very very strong classes and mm -hmm. i just i i think people will continue to run them and they'll probably drop hooms um all right Rez, which crystals would you run if these came out tomorrow? Or would you even run them? Um, I don't know. I probably wouldn't run them in all honesty. Yeah, you got that busted passive. Yeah, <laughs> that passive, man. Nothing helps. I don't know. There's just, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I just don't think I would want to really move my crystals around. Um, I don't really, if we assume that these are offhand, then I don't really want to get rid of my uh, corrupteds. Cause that that ten percent crit man, or ten percent per crystal, so twenty percent. I mean, it's fucking huge. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I don't think I would. Um, I don't think I would run them personally. Um. All right, moving on. <clears throat> Here's another crazy one, like a really really crazy one. This, this is another one that I was like, hold on a minute, because I didn't even think they'd get to this. Like, I know a lot of people are out there complaining about wizard. I know a lot of people are out there complaining about which and the meta and like how it currently is. Um, and I know a lot of people complain about slow stacking, 
but I didn't know enough people complain about it that they'd at least heard um, something on it. So in this Global Labs, they released the note, the bullet point under all classes, the upper and lower limits of attack speed, casting speed, and movement speed that increase or decrease the character have been applied. Um, attack casting move speed increase upper limit is 250% based on 100%. So if you have your base character's uh, attack speed is 100%, after i guess popping like alk stone and uh mm -hmm. any skill buffs speed spell maybe even a pure black stone yada 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 the cap is 250 percent increase and then on the low yeah. end attack cast and move speed reduction lower limit is 50 percent, also based on 100 percent. so for example if i get hit by mystic slow which is 30 percent, and i get hit by guardian slow which is 20 percent um, that's going to bring me to the cap at 50%. So that if they have add-ons on both of those slows, um, I'm not going to be slowed anymore by those add-ons. The cap is 50%. Um, so starting with you, Vert, what are your thoughts on this cap, this change in general? Uh, I mean, again, this kind of similar to the crystals. I think it's a step in the right direction. I think the value is a little bit off. And... I'm just going to say that I'm I'm happy with it for now because I believe if if they say if they do what they say they want to do where they're going to implement some changes, test it on the live server, okay, what's the feedback now? How's it looking? And then they revisit it. I think it's a great change in the in the right direction. I think it it should be a little bit lower, you know, I mean, cuz you have you do have like attack speed add-ons and move speed add-ons to counter the slows a little bit. Um but I mean, I you hit, you get hit by a grave digging is which is thirty percent, and those kind of skills feel really really bad. So if the cap is you know closer to like thirty percent or maybe forty percent, I I feel like everyone would be pretty happy with those values. I I feel like it's enough to keep the assassin classes in check because without slows, you know Maywa Musa any assassin class is just going nuts, right? If they can't be slowed. Um, so I feel like more of like a 30 to 40% value is enough to keep those classes in check mm -hmm. while still having, like still letting those classes have fun. Yeah. Being slowed by, by even 50, I mean, 50% is paralyzed. So anyone that's been hit yeah. by paralyze or retardando from uh wizard knows like, I mean, you're just, you might as well be CC'd even at 50%. Um, yeah. But it is crazy to me that previously it went all the way up to 99%. To 99, bro. You could literally have 1% move speed. Now, yeah. the, the thing I'm curious about, um, because I don't know how it's going to work, but let's say if I'm at base 100, right? Mm -hmm. And because I, I was looking at this, I, I, did, I literally just am thinking about this now. I didn't even do this math in my head. But if they hit me with, if a guardian or a mystic hits me, I'm at the cap, but that's based on if I'm at a hundred percent. So if I have an Alk stone running and my 5% attack speed buff going on my Kuno and I have, um, I don't, let's say someone speed spells me. Does that mean that I can be hit by paralyze mystic slow and guardian slow and all of them are going to apply until I get brought all the way down to 50%. I believe it is, which means yeah, I, that slow is, basically going to be more than 50%. Like it is going to go above 50%, which makes me feel like that cap is definitely still way too yeah. high or low or yeah. however you want to phrase it. Um, uh, yeah, I understand it the same way. 
So that that's kind of unfortunate because I mean a lot of classes. I mean even Kuno's passive. I I don't know if they're um what the hundred percent is based on exactly, but like Kuno has just a passive in their pre awaken kit that you can't choose or unchoose that gives them ten percent attack speed. So does that mean that my starting base is one ten? Which means I could I could receive sixty percent slows. You know. Uh huh. Which actually makes me a lot more sad about this <laughs> change now that yeah, I think yeah. about it that way. It's, uh, I mean... So you think it needs to be, if you're starting at 110, you can only go down to 60, essentially. I mean, for me personally, I, I would prefer, like Vert was saying earlier, I, I think I think the minimum cap, if your base is 100, that the minimum cap should be 70% of your normal speed. That should be the absolute minimum cap. That way, if you do, if it is based on the way I'm saying, like you use some attack speeds and stuff, like if you get slowed, at, at worst, you're at 70% of your base kit move speed. Uh, yeah, Divya's just brought up uh, your five attack speed is equivalent of 20% attack speed as well. So that's something to keep in mind. Because Why would that be? I'm bad at math. Help. Well, you're saying if you have five attack speed, technically you're starting at 120. Oh, oh right? okay, okay, I got you. Yeah. Right. Ah, uh, so that means we could be slowed even more. That I thought so you meant, I thought slowed, it was saying five percent attack speed. So, let's say you have five attack speed. You have an attack speed buff on you for like, I mean, I don't know how much ten percent. So you're starting at like 130. That means you can be slowed eighty percent if we're assuming that the like the that is how that works. Yeah, that makes me wonder when this comes, if we'll even notice a difference at all. Yeah, I feel like it's rare that you ever get slowed more than 50%. So, yeah, that was kind of my thoughts, is that when this patch goes through, I don't think you're going to see any difference in terms of, like, like, oh, you know, it's not as bad. Like, there's yeah. the occasional, in large scale, if you're, like, you jump into the ball and every class in the world hits you. Especially... Man, the thing that kind of put it over the top for me is they keep introducing like like Guardians like unique slow or like the RP like lightning effects have slows on them yeah. for some reason. It's stuff like that just does not need to be in the game. It doesn't. No. It feels bad for the most part. A lot of it just feels I don't like slowing that much and having that many variation of slows and it just feels so terrible. I don't know. I mean, I always yeah. wished like I I just wished I kind of wished it was almost like AP buffs on your bar that if you got slowed, whatever the biggest slow was, that one took priority and all the others mm -hmm. fell off. Yeah, 100%. Slow, slow stacking should never be a thing. Yeah. Just take the biggest value. Well, if they're going to go with this system, uh, hopefully it moves up to... Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, Hopefully it moves up way higher than this because, yeah, this seems like we probably won't even notice uh res any thoughts on on the slow stacking cap thing i mean i'm glad they're doing something like doing something even if it doesn't have an effect is better than doing nothing and not talking about it and just ignoring that the problem even exists um but yeah i mean if that is 100 percent how it works uh then yeah hopefully that that number changes um i don't know i if it worked the other way, I feel like, I don't know, that maybe would be fine. 
So let's say if you're at 150 attack speed and you get slowed by uh, 50, like that's the cap. So the, the lowest you can go down to is 50. So now it's not capped by your speed. It's capped by the amount you can be slowed by. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it worked that way, I feel like it would be fine, question mark. But I'd still want to get my hands on it and, and test it before I really make the decision. Mm-hmm. But Again, like I'm, I am honestly just ecstatic that they are even recognizing. Oh, hey, people are saying this is an issue. Maybe we should try and come up with some way to fix it. You know. Yeah. And just to touch on going back to Mewa, and this is also applies to Musa, is that their their movement. So Musa Mewa dash is affected by both attack speed and move speed. So. When, when someone applies a slow on you, especially something like Grave Digging that has an attack speed and move speed slow, you're essentially getting hit for 60% in your dash rather than just the 30%, mm-hmm. which is a completely separate issue, but an issue that needs to be looked at with slows. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the movement abilities are considered just normal attacks and are affected by attack speed. And move speed yeah. slows seem to have a higher percentage on average. It's a lot easier to apply super high move speed slow. Yeah. Another reason why Mewa should just be removed entirely. Oh, okay. <laughs> save Whoa. us all. Save us all. Uh, no wonder now she didn't show up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, moving on to the... All right. So this DR. Um... So three new skills have been added that apply only to Node War and Siege. If you acquire one of each skill, you cannot acquire the other two skills. Basically, if you acquire one of any of the abilities, you cannot put points into the others. Um, Mm -hmm. The skill can be obtained by using a skill book obtained through an exchange for a Brilliant Medal of Honor, which is a new um, reward for Node Wars, which I assume we won't be seeing for a while until we get the Node War revamp. I believe that's only for them. Um, so it'll take us a little bit longer before we get this change. Uh, but basically you exchange those medals for points. Um, it's basically just a skill that has five levels. Uh, the way it looked on Global Labs, skill with five levels, every level gives you um, plus five DP of a certain damage type, either magic, ranged, or melee. And you can't have any other, so you have to pick one and keep only one. So essentially if you're going into a node war and you're against a guild that you think has a bunch of wizards and sages you're going to be choosing magic defense plus 25 um and then it it only affects you during node war and siege it's not has no bearing on rbf open world or battle arena uh so your guys thoughts on on this skill vert like do you think that this is a good um addition a cool addition interesting how do you feel about this um i i would say interesting i i think you know it definitely like you know the intention is like okay you know obviously which wizard and now sage are extremely powerful in these large-scale fights you know node wars sieges but my one kind of like issue with it is that those are not the only magic classes. So and inherently, you know, Hash is not going to hit as hard. Sork's not going to hit as hard. Uh, DK, you know, there's Tamer. essentially classes that are... Yeah, I see Tamer. this as an absolute win. 
Yeah, essentially, <laughs> there's there's classes out there that, you know, they don't necessarily play the main ball role, and they they'll get punished essentially by this patch, and it's it's rough. But overall, I like it. Overall, I think it's a step in the right direction. Being able to take less damage just in general while main balling, I think, is really good. I think it'll make for more back and forth fights. I think it'll make for more interesting fights. It just kind of sucks that there's certain classes that get caught in the in the crossfire, so to speak. Yeah. Rose, are your thoughts on this? Um yeah, I don't know. I I, I almost feel like I don't know. I, I almost feel like this actually isn't specifically targeted at Witch and Wizard and that this is the a weird attempt to just try to make everybody tankier in just node wars in general. Um cuz I don't know, if they wanted if they wanted to target Witch and Wizard with this, like you said it 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 crossfires so many other classes. And also, it doesn't affect RBF, obviously, which, mm-hmm. like, I know there's a very small subset of the population that RBFs, but they are very vocal about, like, dude, Witch and Wizard make this thing fucking miserable. And this doesn't help with that. So I I almost feel like, like we might look at it as, like, oh, this is for Witch and Wizard because it's, like, obviously you're going to take magic damage for Witch and Wizard. But I, I actually don't know if that's their intention with it. Um, but I don't know. I I think it's fine. I think it's weird. Um, I don't know. I feel like if you want to make people tankier in Node Wars, like why not just ramp up split damage? You know, I don't know. That that's just the way that I I, I look at it. Is it's like okay, if we want to take down like damage of these ball classes in like large scale fights, we want people to live longer in the ball fight, right? then just ramp up split damage and that way you can target it among specific classes too right so you can put huge split damage value uh values on uh witch and wizard less so on like other ball classes like the melees and stuff like that and then everybody just survives a little bit longer in the ball v ball engagements mm-hmm. so i don't know I, I i don't think it's a bad change um and i, I kind of like that they're trying to do something different uh and once again, I'm just going to point out that I, I think they're listening. Like, this is another example. Like, there's going to be a theme this podcast. I think they're yeah. listening. They're, they're hearing that people are saying, dude, these, like, ball v. balls in Node Wars are miserable. You just go in and die instantly. Um, and so they're like, okay, well, how can we try to solve this, you know? So, Again, I'm going to say that points for points for listening and, and trying to solve a, a problem that the players are saying they're having. I don't know if this actually does or, you know, to what extent, but, you know, props, you know, props where uh, they're due, I suppose, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to look at this a little bit more. Uh, I'm trying. I was like sitting here thinking, like, what could I what could I say that looks at this like a totally different way? And here's kind of my thinking on it. This is like, obviously balance changes are slow, right? Like they, they happen, it seems to happen in phases. Like we'll have a, a period where we get a bunch of balance changes and then a long ass drought where we just get nothing. And I'm wondering if this kind of helps with 
that chance that the meta changes dramatically one way or another and now you can at least temporarily until something's done feel like oh well now everyone is running archer in their guild or ranger or whatever um and it's really difficult to deal with so at least we can all throw on this range dp to help deal with it in the meantime until something gets changed like it's almost yeah. like a, a subtle way to like shift how uh, strong something is without Pearl Abyss actually making a change until they actually do make a change. Um, that being said, I really hope that they don't think that this means that they shouldn't make changes uh, quickly <laughs> because um, it, that would be rough. Like we, we've kind of been waiting forever for a lot of changes and I, I don't know. I don't want this to slow down their process of balance changing. Um, I know I've been saying forever, like I, I think changing metas is fine. Um, I, I always saw a lot when, when I, uh, sent that letter, a lot of people are like, well, it's stupid to complain about wizard or witch. Cause there's going to be something else that's powerful that takes its place. And it's like, yeah, that does always happen. But at least if it's changing, it's interesting and we can deal yep. with that for a little while. And then, you know, complain about that once it's bad and then that can change and so on and so forth. Like. That's just what happens in games with PvP mm -hmm. and group play. Like the meta should yeah. be ever changing. Yeah, I think I think that's where most of the frustration with the the whole suck witch and wizard thing came from is that it just it went on for too long. You know, like like originally people, you know, like three months into it, you're like, damn, you know, witch wizard, they're pretty strong. <laughs> three months later, you're like. Okay, this class is getting a little annoying. And then here we are like a year later, like, please, God, delete it from the game. I can't, my sanity. And you're just like losing your mind. But Well, and that's compounded with the fact that Witch and Wizard were uh, like top of the Node War food chain before Succession came out as well. <laughs> like Awakening Witch and Wizard were still top of the food chain when it comes to Node Wars, at least. Uh, before Succession came out. So, yeah, 100% agree with you there. They added a little note at the end of this that said, basically, if they feel like this change isn't sufficient or doesn't make Node War and Siege feel better and they get feedback about it, that they'll um, consider adding additional guild skills. Um, mm -hmm. I assume they mean the passive ones that are for Node War and Siege only to like help yeah. deal with this kind of stuff. So. We'll see. I guess I don't know. That's an alternative option to just changing modifiers. If they do can, if they do continue to add more active guild skills, please, for the love of God, I'm not a GM anymore, but I can tell you, GMs everywhere need this. You need to be able to hot park guild skills, please. <laughs> yeah. Please, for the love of God, you need to be able to hot park guild skills. Like I don't think it's as much of a problem now that anybody like any officer can pop most guild skills. So like you can try and have somebody else do it if it really bothers you that much. But god, it would just make life so much easier. Yeah. Trying to shot kill and or shot call and lead your guild while managing all the cooldowns and having to open your menu every time that that's just miserable. Yeah. So if I'm going to take the super positive, like silver lining of all of this so far, I'm looking at this like, okay, they've acknowledged that people are complaining about resists. At mm -hmm. least they know that people don't like it. They've acknowledged that slow stacking is a problem. They know mm -hmm. that people don't like it. And they've acknowledged that people are dying too fast in node war, whether it be because of whiz, witch sage or whatever. 
Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, the more insane news, though, is the class actual balance changes. So I'm just going to run down... I'm trying to think of the best way to do this. I, I want to start with the casters because it's the biggest thing, and then I'll go back to the top Wait, of the list. Yeah. Can we just can we just touch on a smaller thing first that I, I found kind of hilarious? What's up? As like a quick breather between the caster hate. Uh remember last week when I was like, should they implement a rule about this V glitch? Because there's no way they fix this before the finals, right? Uh-huh. And then Perlobis put on their fucking sunglasses and said, hold my beer. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> V-Glitch is, is now fixed the week after. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the thing that's crazy about it is how did this not come up during the KR tournament? Bro, they were cheesing it hard. They were cheesing know. it. So I don't... Did you guys watch the KR tournament yeah. at all? Dude, it was like every grab class would V and come out right next to their opponent every single match. And it's like, it's crazy that it, it didn't get fixed before the NA tournament, but you know, I'm glad they addressed it now. Did they curious, did they have like, um, like casters like they're doing with us, like community, like casters essentially. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And did those casters, because I didn't watch the tournament, so I don't know. Did those casters talk about the glitch and like kind of look at it as like in a bad? Because I think pretty much everybody that's been casting has kind of been looking at the V glitch and being like, dude, come on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I don't know about Frosty, but I, I don't speak Korean. So it's, it's a little hard for me to say on <laughs> yeah, that I one. Can't, I can't tell you exactly what they were saying, Reslar, but they sounded very excited. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, man, I didn't know if maybe people were talking about it on Reddit or something. I don't know. No, but uh, I don't know, because like, that's the only thing that I could think of is that maybe like whenever it happened in KR, you know, they, it was treated as like not such a big deal. Whereas over here, you know, people kind of look at it as like a super cheese, like, you know, yeah. I don't know, just like not really a fair thing. Maybe the difference was in KR. Um, the players watched it happen and they're like, that's crazy. What a good idea. And then we're over here. We watch it and we're like, dude, what the fuck is this? This is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, that's seriously what I'm wondering if maybe that's what happened or, you know. Something to that effect. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. I, it feels like every single time someone claims that the Koreans think extremely like opposite of what we do, it's just a lie. So they probably were saying the same thing that we were saying about it in all honesty. Yeah. <laughs> like, definitely. oh, wi uh, wizards and witches don't make up the majority of siege guilds in Korea. They don't think it's a big deal at all. Yes, they do. Oh, Korea doesn't complain about slow stacking. Yes, they do. Like every single time someone tries to make that argument, it, it it's always just not true. So who knows? Um, real quick, I, I Frosty and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, uh, Reslar, while we were doing the tournament. But do you think after the change to where V, like you know, you can't bug it anymore? Do you think V in its current state is like a a good mechanic? The so, way it worked. Let me let me give you an example real quick, Rez, because I, I think Rez wasn't able to catch the matches because he was super busy. But let me give oh, you an okay, example yeah. of some yeah. of the, some of the stuff that took place today. So, in one of the matches, Sork v Sork, well, <clears throat> a Sork v 
and they were kind of in like the smaller circle area, right? So the Sork yeah. Vs, um, and he's really low HP, and when he's coming out of V in the stun animation, the other Sork just throws Dream of Doom at him and he dies. Yeah. I mean, this is exactly what we talked about last week with Armin, right? Armin brought up the fact that once that circle starts closing in, if mm. you don't V-glitch, you're actually, like, so... You're fucking yourself, I mean, in reality, because you're basically... You're completely stunned for, like, a second. Just a huge fucking sign over your head saying, hey, CC me. And, yeah, I mean, it's 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 unfortunate. Um, I still think that and I think it was Armin who said this last week, like that animation just needs to be iframe. And then the second you come out of that animation, you need to be like weapons at the ready. Um, if you don't want to get rid of the animation entirely, that's probably the next best thing that you could do in all honesty. So you're saying um, while, while they're sitting there kind of stunned, that animation, the other their opponent should be able to see them visually and they're in iframe until they can actually use their weapon. Yeah, I mean, isn't uh, I believe Armin said something to that effect last week? Did he not? Something like that. I think as Which long I think, as there's I think a... that's a fair. I think that's a fair compromise. I don't think there should be any animation at all. Really, I I don't know. I it's such a hard thing to balance. The only thing maybe with you the don't iframe... have any animation at all, but you start with your weapons put away, so you can't just like instant fuck somebody. I don't know. I I don't know what the solution is. I was gonna say the only issue i have with the iframe that concerns me is there would have to be a very clear indication of when it is over yeah um otherwise like you're talking about either just completely whiffing or sitting there thinking you're safe and then they end up killing you anyway and then you're just kind of back to square one yeah have to be a very fine line in terms I mean, of animation well i mean could they just make the animation shorter like, could it just not be, like, a whole ass, like, you could go make a sandwich, come back, and eat half of it before you get out of the animation? Like, could they just do that? Would that be, like, so that... Are you, are you talking more, like, just, like, a traditional, like, CC break or something, like, in other MMOs? Or are you talking about the animation when they come out of V? I'm talking about the animation when they come out of V, yeah. So instead of it being, like, a stun, like, make it just, like, a stiff or slightly less than a stiff like duration essentially like way harder for somebody to like react to it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah i don't know like i i just don't know because it's like so it's such a fickle bitch to, like try and balance properly interesting idea coming from chat they said what if when you come out of v it's like a freeze where you're super armor and you have the like 80 percent damage reduction oh and then you see the little block of ice melt off or you have like a bubble around you that would yeah, be the indicator and then you could start, like, and then everything would be back to normal after that animation is done. But they fuck up the coding, and it actually is the block of ice, and then you're bound after? Yeah, it drops you to <laughs> the, the ground. The, the block of ice doesn't actually break, so now when you see a Maywall running across the arena, you just see this block of ice. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah I, I I like that idea. That's a that's a good idea. Um, I kind of like that. But I, I'm I'm okay with the way it is now because the way it is now it kind of means if you know how to play in Arsha, then you know when your V is up, you're probably better off playing aggressive early and not mm -hmm. holding your V all the way until the circle where it's probably going to get you killed anyway. 
Yeah. Is this question, is this is this whole V problem really just caused by the circle? And could we just solve the V problem by getting rid of the circle? Um, I mean, it's definitely easier to like line of sight when the circle's gone. And like like the older Arsha, um, people used to V like down into the gates, but now the gates shut. So it's I I guess the issue mostly does come from the circle where you're fo forced to be within 10 feet of your opponent when you come out of V and you're stunned. Right. The thing is... Is the circle a good mechanic, do you guys think? I think it is for 1v1. I think it's yeah. necessary. I I think the circle is super exciting. Like, there's something really awesome about that last few moments where, like, no one is just running away because you can't anymore. Yeah. It, it adds an intensity that just as a as a viewer is really, really cool. And you still have like, I mean, that, that last circle doesn't happen for, for a while. Like you have, what it's, does that happen at the one minute mark for at Yeah. You no, have two I, minutes of fighting. Oh, is it yeah. one minute? I yeah, thought it I was think like it's 40 at the one seconds minute. or something. So in the, in the rounds they're doing in this tournament, you have a three minute match. You have two minutes with no circle or the circle is like a lot smaller. Um, but, or a lot bigger. Now I could see it being, it could be tough for, um, it could be tough for ranged classes later on in a non-mirror match duel. Um, where, like, let's say, for example, a suck ranger gets locked in that circle against a ninja. <laughs> it's going to feel yeah. pretty rough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know. I'd, I still would want to watch it play out first before making a decision on it, personally. Yeah. In the in the mirror matchup, I I think kind of like you were saying, Frosty, it it very it's like extremely exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, essentially you you give these two opponents like they have a whole gladiator arena, and then by the end, you know, it's a cage match, and it's just like they're they're forced to trade, they're forced to fight. You know, one mistake loses it all, and it's the just excitement goes through the roof in that final circle. Yeah. Um. <sighs> I don't know. So the V thing is, yeah, I still, uh, it's better than it was last week. Let's just say that where, uh, yeah, poor Valkyrie is looking around like, where is the guy? Did he DC up? Oh, I lost. It's uh, oh. it was sad, you know, talking. So this has not been addressed still, even though this, I think was given in like feedback, uh, to PA, but the whole like flagging to extend your V definitely still exists and while casting a lot of the matches i see people come out flagged up and i'm like hmm <laughs> what were you trying to do there bud like where are you trying to go yeah trying to get the extended v get more health back so that's definitely something that needs to be looked at still yeah the v should probably be if everyone is aware of how long it's going to be no matter what i mean even if you want to leave the longest version of v and just that's the universal option there is no short version would be kind of nice i don't know some uniformity at least yeah um got all right one last thing before we get to the caster because <laughs> I'm, I'm curious now since we're talking about v your opinion on this yeah. part um your opinion on escape escape in node war and siege um in node war and siege i i kind of i don't mind it I feel like if you're going to escape, escape, you know, you want to blow that cooldown and put yourself all the way back in town. 
for most regions, I think that's fine. Personally, I I would just like to see escape escape removed. Like you're you're not able to use it while in combat. Like yeah. escape escape in my mind is a function for strikers and mystics that wolf fang or wolf <laughs> frenzy, whatever it's called, like into the walls of history. And that's that's why the mechanic is there. I I don't think it should be an in combat thing. Um so like if you're in a node war, for example, and you get stuck inside a rock, you know, that's fine. Escape escape. But if you're in a node war and you already burned your V and you're trying to save your perfume and you're on, let's say, like Balanos, where the run back to the fight is not that bad, then a hundred percent you should not be able to escape escape. I, I think it's kind of ridiculous. And oh my god, like just to kind of sidetrack here, the open world, like you know, it's it's gotten to the point where it used to just be V, and now it's V, escape, escape, swap channels, map to town, oasis map to town. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. good lord, bro. Like, how many second chances does this guy get? It's, it's out yeah. of control. So I think a lot of that needs to be looked at. But in terms of escape, escaping, and siege, I think it should be non-combat only. So... Here was a solution that I came up with. I didn't even think about it with the maps, but yeah, the map is an issue too. So it, it could apply to the maps the same exact way. But basically, if I hit escape, escape, because like you said, it, it's for if you get stuck. And I myself, I've been stuck uh, as a Kuno player. Tendon Cutter teleports you into walls all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you get stuck in a wall where you are still actually in combat because mobs, for whatever reason, can still hit you or whatever. So... I think escape escape would feel better if it was when you use it, there's like a countdown of five, just full seconds. So if you get CC'd in a node war and you escape escape, like that timer begins and the person still gets to completely go to town and, and finish you off. Cause otherwise it's like, yeah. Or even 10 seconds, you know, something long where like escape escape is designed to unstuck you in, in every other game. It's called unstuck. Um, and here it's like uh, I get to keep all my buffs and make my KD look better than <laughs> it should be, even though I keep getting caught. Yeah. That's actually interesting. So Divios just said, so for about a year on Global, Escape Escape has had quite literally what you just explained. It says now processing for about five to six seconds. And then, you know, as long as you're not attacked or whatever, then you are teleported. Yeah. No, what, he's not wrong. I mean that 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 would be awesome. I think that'd be great. Yeah. That's how it should be. I think it should have a time where, like, yeah, you can still be oh, hit and even stuff. If you're attacked. Sorry. Yeah. It, yeah. It's basically just you have five seconds, and if if you don't die in those five seconds, or I guess even if you do die, it'll just be your dead body teleports. But yeah, basically. So if you get caught on the ground, you don't just instantly get out of jail free, but you you're being hit on the ground while you're trying to escape escape for three to five seconds, however long it is. Yeah, that's so good. That's such a good change. Yep. Why do we not have that? That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be nice. I, I use Escape Escape to get out of Dodge once every, I don't know, maybe once every like two to three weeks. I'll use it. But I really hate it. And I also don't, I don't really like it for like, I'm not a big fan of it in Node War engages where Escape Escape puts you right next to your opponent, but your base is super far from them. Yes. Which happens that, sometimes in Valencia by like issue. sulfur mines, that, that node over there, like sometimes escape escape just teleports you basically right near their base. Um, yeah, yeah, so that'd be kind of nice. 
But who knows? Yeah, I always wondered what the Global Labs thing, because uh, I, I know what Divios is talking about. I didn't realize that that was for um, all of those things. When I go into BA and it does that, I thought it was just because Global Labs ping is so shit <laughs> <laughs> that I'm stuck for so long. Okay, so kind of to, to continue the side tangent, what do you, what do you think about having um, Node and Town Spawns in general during a Node War or Siege? Because there's certain like regions or nodes mm -hmm. where people will be like, oh, just spawn town because you're five feet from their base. Do you yeah. think that should ever be a thing or should it just be fort and your flag? Me personally, I, I would prefer just fort and flag, honestly. I mean, even with the, the town spawn thing devalues killing someone's supply depot um, because you just spawn town and grab your horse. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one feels, well, I mean, when they spawn town and it's super close, I mean, dude, there's so many things. I, I hate the safe zones. We just had to deal with the safe zone the other day. I hate safe zones in Node War and Siege. Yeah, man. I hate the town spawns, all of it. I, I marked into a Bauna Siege last weekend for like the first time in like three years. <laughs> That's the worst I was like, one. bro, how do people fight here? Like every weekend, this is, people, people are like, I was like in a safe zone. I'm coming out, block jumping someone, killing someone, fucking teleporting right back into the safe zone i was like okay this is so cheesy dude some of those farms like don't even make sense to be safe zones either they're like just in the middle of the battlefield yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think there definitely should be a reevaluation of like where safe zones are especially in the farmlands but i i actually hard disagree with the no town spawn thing in all honesty now the thing where you die outside of the node and now you get to node spawn five feet away from their base yeah i i don't think that should be a thing if you die outside the node you should have to spawn town honestly but i i feel like the whole yeah but if your base is next to town well don't don't build next to town I mean, you get to place the that's, fort. It's not like it's built. Yeah, I mean, that's you. true. Sometimes you're kind of forced into that. Yeah, right? like, dude. I mean, there's, there's, there's like advantage places and disadvantage places. That's like, I, I I completely disagree. Like, just not building next to a town because they could town spawn. Like, a better solution would just be remove the town spawn. Like, what if you want to go to the town, you should have to spawn at your fort and actually go to the town. It should be like a task. You should yeah. have to sacrifice like, oh, okay, we need uh, we need more, I don't know, supply depots or recovery centers. Like you should have to hoof it over to the town and get mm -hmm. your shit because you're in a node war. And the safe zone uh, thing is actually, or not, not safe zone, but the node war uh, being outside of the barriers should be fixed in the node war system because they're extending the, the you're no longer going to have a non-war zone during wars. Um, except for like towns, like actual major cities. So if you die outside, there's if, not like node war borders um, anymore. But here's the thing. If you remove town spawn, you're literally just going to like reverse what you have currently. You're just going to have guilds trying to build next to towns. Because here's the thing. If you are a f fucking 500 distance away from town, if your base gets stripped and you run out of rebuilds, you are fucked. You're telling me now that that person, that defensive person has to run 500 distance to town to go grab their shit, grab their horse, and then run another 500 distance back to base, whereas the person who's next to town just gets to walk five feet? Like, you're literally just reversing the polarity with that. They make it That's so you can't point. buy shit in town during wars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't really see 
it's it's not really like sure it's solving that problem but it's creating literally the same problem in the opposite direction i mean then just make it so you can't they should just the game should force that you can't build anywhere near town then i honestly like or or something because it's just like the town spawn thing like let's say for example i mean i don't know i'm trying to think of a node but the other problem is town spawns don't always take you to like a major city they take you to kusha or glish yeah i mean that's another problem right you know it it would be a different story yeah if it took you to velia or heidel every time yeah i mean i think there's a huge problem and i would tie that into the same thing with like like safe zones like safe zones just need to be complete like they need to take another look at safe zones at this point it's been a really long time since they were first drawn up and i feel like there's enough data and there's enough player opinions if you started asking people that you would end up changing a lot of things about like where safe zones are placed and i think towns are a part of that as well like what's considered a town and like what's not considered a town where you have stable keepers would probably be another one in all honesty yeah like there's just a lot of things that they added in the like at the beginning of the game and they didn't really think that much about it they certainly haven't thought that much about it since which is fine i don't blame them but like i don't know you you could you could definitely like there's a lot of changes that should probably be made um now probably give us the new node war system first and let us let us uh let us feel that one out before we start worrying about those changes but I have a feeling that it's still going to be the same exact problem post no door changes in all honesty. If you go to town, if your defense lead is like, I got to go to town to get supply depots. When you get there, you should be gutted by the town guards. Should just (laughs) slaughter your ass. (laughs) Have they like, honestly, outside of this massive global, um, global apps change that we're talking about today i haven't been paying attention too much to global or like other regions in general is there like a reason we don't have the nodeware system still like adjusted or anything in the other regions or the only thing i could think of so they had like a preseason. i'm doing air quotes by myself in in my office they they did a preseason that was like four weeks of node war and then after mm-hmm. those four weeks, they had a, a bunch of major changes to the war. And they're now, they had one week of no node wars. And then the yeah. node wars came back with all those new changes. And they're on like week three of that. So I don't okay. know if they're just waiting to see what their feedback is on that. But um, there were some pretty positive changes because there were a lot of issues before. Um, yeah. Like the starter nodes, for example, made it so like, I don't know. One of, As an example, one of the issues, if you want a starter node, and then you expand to another node north, and then you expand to a third node north, and then you expand to a fourth node north. Now it's like, because your starter node is four nodes back, if you lost, or if a guild like came, they're not gonna get to your furthest node for four war days, which is like <laughs> two full weeks. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's yeah, you potentially wouldn't have a fight depending on how everything else goes on the other nodes for, for weeks. So they got yeah. rid of the starter node thing, so now you can kind of like just jump on any node you want. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Hopefully we get it soon. Like, to be honest, like we're like yeah. a week or two away from me being like, dude, what the fuck? Like actually tilted. We don't have those changes. I, I still just feel like give it to us and we'll tell you like what we think about it, how we feel about it, what we think needs to be changed. Yeah. Like, it kind of seems like KR has become the, uh, global the, test uh, lab. the test server again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Like, why not just yeah. give every region and collect more feedback? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who knows? I, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it's like in a cash cow, so we don't want to give them something that like they're gonna hate and is gonna make people quit. Who fucking knows? I have no idea. I I just think the best thing you could do is give it to us. And we will gladly let you know exactly what we think about it. If you like it, then you will like see an increase in people node warring and guilds node warring. You're going to see people talk about it in a positive light. If people hate the shit out of it, then people are going to let you know exactly what they don't like about it. So yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't see. I don't. I don't see why not give it to us. Honestly. Yeah. Good point. I think enough people would just be excited that they're changing it. Honestly, I that something yeah. is being changed. I the original, I like. I don't know how they feel about them now. I I do think that it's pro. I would guess it's probably more positive. Um, but I was actually asking Koreans as best as I could in their streams for a couple weeks, like what they thought of the node war changes, and and they were pretty unhappy. And they had a lot of things from bugs where people weren't able to respawn at their forts, um, because of the thing, like they didn't go back to the correct fort, um. They had issues where, I mean, they had like two guilds that literally just owned six nodes and hadn't gotten a fight since the first week. So, Jesus. yeah, it, wow. there was a bunch of problems, but um, hopefully it's a little bit better now. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But let's move on to the uh, the the big fish, dude. Okay. Yeah, that was a quick detour. <laughs> yeah, quick little real, detour. <laughs> real quick before I Norelia, you guys, mm-hmm. um, I'm just gonna go make a a second drink. Okay. So I'll be, back like, I'll be back in like 20 seconds. All righty. Um, Thank you for reminding me that I need to drink mine. Let's go, turn up. Yeah. Reslar, fill 20 seconds while I bio. <laughs> oh, great. I just get left here all on my lonesome. Um, let's see. What can we talk about? Um, let's see. The uh, tournament is still going on. I think that is on the list for... Uh, later today so if you uh if you're listening to this live right now the second day of the uh round of eight i believe it is is going on tomorrow frosty will be casting i think he's casting almost the entire damn day uh and i think it's vert joining him for like the first half essentially and then i will be joining him for the second half uh so uh tune in for that should be a good time the uh if you are in frosty's stream Probably Vert has a schedule uh, link as well. Um, I know Frosty's command is exclamation point schedule, I believe. If uh, anybody can get that up in their in their chats, so uh, tune into that. It's a good time. The fights have been really exciting, and tomorrow we get to uh, do the shy bracket. So uh, <laughs> tune tune into uh, toddlers just annihilating each other's skulls with boomerangs and kicking each other in the shins. Uh, it was a pretty good time last week if you if you didn't tune in. So hopefully it will be a uh, a good time this week as well. We had a fun time. What? People actually died. I know you don't believe that, but uh, oh, the there were deaths in the shy category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they got farmed. Yeah, there we only had what two DP shies, I think. So uh, we were spared, and I think they both lost, if I remember correctly. I think. Um, so I, I think it's all AP shies going forward. I was told by Dreadspark that they actually had, um, or no, I think he commented on the, the podcast, but he mentioned something along the lines of, uh, 
the shies all shared their gear before the matches yeah 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 yeah. i saw that as well yeah Yeah, so that's kind of cool so everybody basically knew which i think there were other classes of like like you said like uh axe and ragen were like fighting a whole bunch before before their fight i think there was a whole lot of that going on which is really cool it's it's really just a cool moment of like good sportsmanship that you can be like hey we're uh we're supposed to fight in the tournament you want to get some practice rounds in it's like yeah sure or, you know, hey, what kind of build are you using? Oh, I'm, I'm going to be doing this one, you know? I think that's a, that's a, that's good sportsmanship at its finest. Mm-hmm. Bellsong, you, you got this, dude? You going to win? He's going to win, I believe. Yeah. Um, Shy God. <laughs> all right. Wizard and Witch. Okay, so let's start. Let's start here at the top. Um, Wizard and Witch got their first I'm trying to think of how to describe this because PA the PA nerf wasn't so much like I don't know and people get so offended by this but it it didn't like just affect wizard witch cuz PA kind of like benefited your entire ball right um yeah so they got that nerf a while back and then the healing nerfs in quotes which is like barely changed anything but the this they got their first like pretty for, big. Wait, nerf. wait, wait, hold yeah. on! You you left out the biggest nerf of all, the two hundred percent meteor. Nerf. All right, the two hundred percent meteor nerf. Right? <laughs> meteor <God. laughs> yeah, I forgot. I forgot about that one. Huge um, nerf. But they okay. So here, let's start at the top. Uh, the super armor defense, um, during absolute meteor shower, and prime meteor shower have been removed entirely. So Prime Meteor Shower and Absolute Meteor Shower no longer have super armor. And then what the the one that Wizards call the PvE Meteor Shower is already only Frontal Guard the whole way through, but it does not have a CC, um, the one that mm-hmm. does more damage. So uh, the Meteor Shower that we all know and love that stiff and ticks you 10 times and then knocks you down no <laughs> longer has super armor. Um, and then on top of that, um, they reduced the accuracy on Prime Voltaic Pulse from 30% to 12% and also removed the Super Armor from Voltaic Prime Voltaic Pulse. So this is both for Wizard and Witch, Prime Voltaic Pulse no longer has SA, Meteor no longer has uh, SA. Um, Vert, uh, your thoughts on these changes? Do you think that these changes are um, a good direction? And what was your reaction when you first read these changes on that fateful Thursday morning, which was, I don't ever want to forget this, April 29th, <laughs> 2021. Yeah, so without like, oh man, this is, it's such a tricky, like, I definitely built up, um, and I feel like a lot of the community did, like built up kind of a lot of hatred, um, almost like borderline witch hunt against Witch Wizard mm-hmm. because of how powerful they were overall um for so long right so it was it was hard not to feel some some type of way let's say towards that class um but i I think pro abyss came in and they made very very smart changes Mm -hmm. you know they didn't necessarily gut the class they didn't ruin the class that essentially and i know we're going to get to this later but including the valk and the hash changes i feel like these nerfs were very smart in the sense that they don't ruin the class they just make you like they require a higher skill cap now 
to use these skills that were adjusted mm-hmm. when it comes to meteor when it comes to voltaic you know you can't do these reckless dives anymore you can't you know in the middle of a, a zerg throw your hands up and drop a meteor um and same thing with air to salt and, and shield throw from valve but they in a very smart way they nerfed them without making them useless and i I think it's just, you know, positioning is going to become so much more important, both with Meteor and Voltaic. And I, I thought it was incredibly smart how they, how they handled it. You know, the class is still going to be very good. It's still going to be incredibly impactful in, in large scale and, you know, arguably smaller scale. I just don't think they'll have that um, insane ability to just rotate skills one through seven, have them all be protected and have no negative consequence essentially so i think overall pa did a phenomenal job with these with these nerfs roslar uh yeah so at first i kind of didn't like them I, I didn't think that they were enough and then the more i sat there and thought about it i was like this actually might be too much and now i've kind of gotten like i actually think these were really good changes i think Vert basically nailed it on the head. Like, I think that they were really smart targeted changes that while they're not going to like demolish the class, it's still going to be like the number one class in no doors, like by far, but it's not like exactly what Vert said. Like you're actually going to have to use two brain cells now. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, oh, I, is that I, what took, said? <laughs> I, I took, I took, I took Suck Wizard into a node war and got uh like thirty kills and like four deaths in like a fucking like forty five minute node war. My first node war, the only PvP I had ever done before was one GVG. Like that is it. I mean the the class as it is right now is just so brain dead easy. It's it's insane. And the amount of damage it pumps out, how protected it is, how much movement it has, mm-hmm. and I think it's exactly what Vert said. Like, if you are like a really good, like witch and wizard, you're still gonna be able to do really, really well. It's still going to be a really powerful class in Nodors, especially if you are a really good player. But you're not gonna be able to be like as reckless as you were before, is what I believe he said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it raises essentially, like in my opinion, it raises the the skill floor of the class while keeping the skill ceiling like relatively the same. Like it, essentially the good players, like if you're a sick wizard or you're a sick witch, you're going to take these changes. You're going to be like, okay, you know, I can't be an absolute maniac. You know, I'm going to have to position a little bit better, but I'm, I'm still going to frag out. I'm still going to dominate in this node war. I'm still going to pop off. And yeah. I, I think it's, it's just so incredibly smart how PA handled these nerfs uh that being said uh zerker is a dead class okay. uh it's not relevant okay. anymore uh uh-huh. <laughs> all right so the thing is um that's inter- that's cool to me about the meteor thing is is twofold is one you can't now if a meteor's using or a, if a wizard's using meteor from range um archers have a chance to knock them out of it Sorks have yep. a chance to knock him out of it. Mooses and Maywas have a chance to knock him out of it. Like, there's so many options now where it's like, or even rat classes. Like, I mean, I can't count the number of times that I 
I gap close on a wizard, like I'll be, I'll be on the the east of the map. The wizard's in the middle, and they're hitting my ball to the south. I see them doing meteor, and I'm like, I'm gonna save my guild, and I go up and like dive them, and just nothing. They don't get yep. CC'd. They resist the grab, and then they teleport yep. in after the meteor <laughs> yeah. already killed half yeah. my guild, and then just. Voltaic frigid. Dude, I was literally about to say, how many times has this scenario played out in your head? Oh, that uh, wizard is doing meteor. Well, I can just grab him. Oh, he resisted the grab. Now I'm dead, and so are ten other people. Yeah. <laughs> or, or that the meteor, like, I mean, even on like hash, like I'll, a block jump, like the I'm like, oh, okay, maybe maybe they haven't started the the stiffen part yet. Block jump, and then somehow it turns around and hits me instead, and then I get CC'd and I die. Oh God. Uh, yeah, feels bad. bad. That definitely happens. <laughs> but uh, it's it's exciting. Like that's a really cool change. So now that that skill has some counterplay. And the thing that always blew my mind about that skill is that one, it has insane range. Like this is not stub arrow. Like this is not a short range. This is not like their freeze. the The range on it is nuts. Um, well, it's, four guard it's the one super of the longest armor. range abilities in the game. <laughs> Yeah, it's super long. It has a massive AOE. Does super high damage, uh, multi-tick stiff, and then and then the knockdown at the end. It, it just was so loaded. Um, and yeah. on a thirty-second cooldown. Yeah, which is the same as hard snatch. It, it's it's literally everything, honestly. In yeah. its current state, it's everything you could ever ask for in a, in a skill. Um, so that. Losing its four or its super armor is really nice, and then um, the other thing too that people forget is meteor had a linger, like a, a decently long linger at the end of the skill. So if they did for whatever reason want to buy time for cooldowns or whatever, um, you had that option. Um, that's that's just not there anymore. So uh, that's exciting. It's super exciting. I mean, I feel it sucks because you don't want to celebrate like the nerfing of a class because it, it feels. Oh bad. no, I do. I know, I know, but I'm saying like it's just it's been so oppressive for so long, um, and then the Voltaic one is the one that kind of took me by surprise because I mean Voltaic Pulse since forever has had super armor, so yeah, I uh, I think it was kind of insane that that lost super armor. Now I I've heard arguments on both sides, some saying that that's way too big of a nerf. Others saying that that doesn't really mean much because the instant cast Voltaic is really fast and flows into uh, Frigid Fog really fast. Um, but, I mean, as anyone knows that that has that just brief little opening between two skills and a node war, it's really easy to catch that when there's a bunch of classes using skills all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, again, it's exactly what Vert said. Like, you're going to have to, like, if you want to go straight into the middle of the ball, and Voltaic Frigid, you still can because that animation is super fast, like those people have said. But you have to be aware that there is that chance that somebody's going to be throwing out a CC, maybe not even directed at you, just in that direction. And you're going to get hit by it and you're going to get CC'd. And now your entire dive is just dead on arrival. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if you still want to do the same dive, the, the Meteor Voltaic Frigid, like it, the option is there. Your positioning just has to be sick. Like you have to maybe hop off your horse and and flank maybe a big group that you want to to hit instead of like directly staring your your enemy in the eye, be like, hey bitch, I'm gonna meteor you, and then I'm a voltaic <laughs> yeah. frigid, and there's, and there's nothing, nothing you can, you can do, do about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, I was just watching. I, I also was really surprised that they took it off of Voltaic because it is protected, not protected CC and Awakening. If anything, I would have thought they would have done that to Frigid, in all honesty. I, I was kind of surprised they did it to Voltaic. But I suppose kind of similar result either way you look at it. Not the same, but similar. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, one of the unique things about WizWitch in their succession is their C skills, they have the option to choose between a, a couple of them. Um, so do you think that they will be taking um, Bolide or one of, the, one of the other abilities or changing out the abilities that they choose in light of this? Or do you think most will still use Voltaic? Um, just from the a couple wizards that I talked to, since the nerf was was talked about said bullet is essentially useless like they've they've messed around with it and the damage isn't there you know it's just compared to voltaic it's it's very bad yeah. even when voltaic doesn't have the protection um yeah the thing was i was talking to uh my good friend snoo about this he plays wizard yeah. he was saying that he at first was like oh i i could take something else potentially but then um, he was talking with another wizard about it, and the setup for Frigid uh, kind of requires Voltaic, just because you get the debuff, you get the cast speed, and if you do land that bound, it just makes Frigid much more powerful. Yeah. So, I think most of them are still going to run it. Um, I forget, Snoo, are you able to take either of the two, or do you have to unspec the other one to get, do you have to unspec the frontal guard to get Aqua Jail? No, um, so you you would have to you unspec. would have to Okay. So yeah. yeah. And and they need that frontal guard just cuz I mean they have well now now they only have one, right? Uh oh no, two. They have two cuz they have the lightning charge and then and then uh the C skill. Yeah, and, man, that's so crazy to me. They <laughs> Or no, they still have frontal guard on meteor, but now it's like it has risk. You know, like once you start it up, you know if you're if anyone's watching you when you start up that frontal guard on meteor, like now you just know like all right if someone sees me like they can catch me out of this. I, I'm not safe. Yeah, um, that's the for me. That's that's kind of the tricky part. And like I've I've played a couple of classes where have they have this like protection on on cast, but then as soon as you start to use the ability you're unprotected and honestly the skill the skills have felt really bad i mean the, i think the saving grace here is that meteor has literally the range of you know 100 yards and you know they they can bomb people from far away but in terms of like close quarters you're gonna be throwing your arms up have that frontal and be like nobody noticed me <laughs> like please don't come <laughs> cc me as soon as i cast this yeah. it's, it's gonna be interesting We'll see. So if I combine these changes, because isolated, like it, it might not seem to a lot of people that run into WizWitch, like I, some people think that it's not a whole lot. But if you couple this with the fact that some people are going to be running these new crystals, which means some of their CCs are actually going to be landing on WizWitch, yeah. plus that new magic DP stat that you can choose, um, kind of combined it, it I think it's going to be significant. Like if all of these changes came to our server, I think it would be very, very noticeable. Plus the fact that a bunch of classes got brought up um, as well. 
Um, now on top of this, uh, Awakening Wizard and Witch got a couple minor buffs. Um, so did uh, Succession, which got their magical, their prime magical evasion cooldown reduced from four seconds to three seconds. Um, Awakening, which got a damage buff on the flow to Gore Launch and Rage Tet. Um, just like uh, I don't know, a little bit of damage per hit added to that. Um, one of the more interesting change is Aqua Jail. Now I haven't tested this, but uh, on Global Labs, but the wording basically says while using Aqua Jail, you'll be able to use Magical Evasion, uh, which means I believe you should be able to cancel out of Aqua Jail with Magical Evasion now. You won't be locked yeah. during the entire animation, which is really nice. Um, and they also buffed, well, a couple. Um, they buffed Arn's Guidance flow. They buffed mm -hmm. Arn's Stream flow. And then they also buffed the PvP damage of Aqua Jail um, by 18.7% and Bolide of Destruction by 17.4% in PvP. Um, um, yeah. I just, this is this kind of a, has a little bit to do with the wizard, but personally, when Succession Wizard came out, to me, like, like obviously it's, it's extremely strong and a lot of people complain about it, but in terms of like mobility and the speed that they cast, to me, that play style and that form of wizard fits into BDO so much better than Awakening. Yeah. Like Awakening is this like, I'm not moving anywhere. I'm going to cast these massive AOEs in place. I'm essentially a turret. Like to me, when Awaken Wizard came out, it I was like, what is this class and why is it in this game? But Succession feels more BDO like it just feels like it fits the game better to me. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? No, I mean I, I agree. It was I don't know. It's just I just think it's not that some people obviously like it, but I mean, which maybe to a lesser extent because um, detonative flow can feel like kind of fast and they sped up Voltaic Pulse a while back. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It, it just, it feels like you're just sitting there and then you use another ability and you're just sitting there. Yeah. I don't know. It's not that fun to me. It, it, I guess except when you have uh, Sage's memory up. Then it kind of feels yeah, fast. Yeah, it a little bit faster. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. It doesn't like, it's just so... It feels um, like outdated for yes. this game. Yeah, one hundred percent. But Reslar likes Awaken Wizard, so I don't know. I do. He has a soft spot in his heart for Awaken Wizard. I am what you would call a fan of Awaken Wizard. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's. I think the fact that it is different is what's fun to a lot of people. I know that's definitely part of like the charm, I guess you would call it for me, is the fact that it's not this like super like zoop zoop quick move around back and forth and use a million abilities in 0.5 seconds like type class. I think it's the same thing that draws a lot of people to to Guardian as well, the fact that it's kind of this this slower like yeah, I may struggle to hit you, but if I hit you, boy, is it going to fucking hurt. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's just a play style that is different, and that's that's why people like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think you kind of see the same thing in, like, you know, people that prefer Guardian. It's, like, slower, but it hits hard as fuck, and people love that shit. Yeah, but Guardian has a lot of 
ways to within a fight move around. That just feels yeah, weird. yeah. That's true. That's true. Still way better than Wiz Witch uh, Awakening. Um. All right. So before I get to the top of the list, I do want to. I do want to talk about Succession Valk. Um, Suck Valk mm-hmm. had two major changes to uh, its kit. Um, Heaven's Echo changed their Shift Q buff that gave them accuracy and defense. Um, they increased the amount of defense they get, I believe, by five. Um, now at max level, um, and I believe that the that the defense buff still lasts for sixty seconds, if I'm not wrong. And then the accuracy, the hit rate buff that they had that lasted 60 seconds no longer does instead lasts only 10 um and they increase the cooldown by 40 seconds and um on top of that they made it so the um shield throw um the flow uh spinning shield no longer cc's on every hit it only applies uh stun on the first hit so um i'm curious vert you probably you have a lot more experience sieging than I do. Um, what? How often do you see Valks, and uh, how do you feel about these two changes? Like, is this something that affects large scale a lot, or is this only like open world PvP one v ones? Um, in in terms of the buff, I feel like that definitely affects large scale. I mean, it's like I, I played suck Valk for a little bit, and I was in flex when I was doing it, but essentially you know, it was my job to make sure that everybody on the flex squad had that, that extra accuracy and DP. And it was, you know, it's, it's massive. It's ma- absolutely massive to, um, to have that in flex. I think essentially what this does in going back to kind of the wizard changes where, you know, you have to use brain cells now as Reslar put it. Um, you have to use your brain, like be like, okay, there's a big push coming now is the time to buff my boys or okay there's you know we're about to engage on like now is the time to pop this like it's it's not something that you can have up 100 percent of the time now it's more situational and the good players are going to thrive by having proper timing with the skill while you know the you know kind of the noob valks are like oh i don't know when to like when do i press my buttons (laughs) type of thing because they can't keep it up all the time now so yeah. Again, I, I think it adds um, essentially more more skill and more finesse to the kit, and I think that's good. Uh, Rez, how many, have you even ever run into a succession Valk? Um, a couple of times, but not enough to really have like a, a hard opinion on the class or even really a hard like stance on on what should be changed if this is a good or bad change or whatever yeah so the heavens echo change um i don't know uh i don't hate the change i know a lot of alex are pretty upset about it um but it's not like a change it's not one that i would have really thought about um it is like a group buff so it's kind of a nerf to the group buff stuff like you said but um the shield throw thing i love that change because that multi-tick I mean, that thing, like, just finds your desync. <laughs> it, <laughs> it finds and hunts down your desync every single time. And if you have, I mean, you could yeah, go from the most, you could do the most protected rotation and it'll find the opening. Yes. It's, it's, it's the worst. Um, I also wish that they would change the, 
animation on it slightly and make it a little bit bigger to actually reflect um, the hitbox of it so you know where the CC is because it hits just outside of the hitbox and it's it can be kind of tilting. But Speaking of the hitbox, how many times, Frosty, have you been on hash and you've blocked jump behind a shield throw and still gotten hit? <laughs> and you got throw. stunned? It's insane, bro. It's, yeah. Yeah, especially with Judgment of Light. Judgment of Light doesn't even, like, it moves with their camera. They don't even have to mouse move it or anything, but it doesn't reflect the movement for any other player. I have a clip of me, um, like, moving, like, way behind a Valk that started Judgment of Light, and I get stunned, like, a mile away from him, behind him, while you see the entire Judgment of Light animation in front of them. And I was like, why? Why doesn't it at least show me that it's coming? Um... Notice that with a lot of new skills, people like mouse to move, like Ash is quicksand mm -hmm. in succession. They'll be like looking one way and then you get KD'd and you're like, hold on. Yeah. They're mouse to moving it. Yeah. They, I, yeah, they need to fix that. I, I mean, it's kind of irritating. Like just show clearly where it's going or mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, the thing is that's weird about the judgment of light one is not even a mouse to move skill. It's a, it's you can just, just camera, camera turn it and it still doesn't show you. It's like, what? It's like designed to move. It's yeah. strange. But um, yeah, this buff overall is uh, really nice. Um, again, coupled with the fact that um, we might be able to run some anti-resist crystals. I make Valkyries a little bit less tilting to deal with. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Warrior. Warrior got a spinning slash change um, that I guess only affects succession, not anything too, too big. Um, Ranger. Uh, Ranger got a 12 second cooldown added to their flow air explosion shot skill and a super armor added to it as well. It's the little hop that they do after um, uh, Call from Sky. Wait, yeah. hold on, pause. Did you just kind of brush over the biggest succession warrior change they have <laughs> ever gotten? Every warrior, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I, I asked every suck warrior and they literally were just pissed. They're like, I cannot believe that that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. Dude. I asked all one of them. <laughs> yeah. Dude, is Succession Warrior the most unpopular class in this game? I feel like it is, honestly. I mean, yeah. it's, it's quite literally called the moral inspect yeah. because I have not seen anyone else rock it. I was going to say, there's a, literally one player using it. So it, it very well may be. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, poor, Awakening poor. is just so good. It's poor like if you're playing Warrior, I don't know why you're playing Suck. Um, yeah. yeah, so Ranger got that super armor. Kind of nice little extension. Um, I, I'm trying to think if... Um, yeah, let's see. So, flow air explosion skill shot is activated when you right click and hold after flow call from sky. Um, when, let's see. So, they changed some of the, they, they did this with a few classes. We'll talk about the Mayo ones too, where some of these skills that if you used them while they were on cooldown, their cooldowns were getting reset over and over and over again. So, they never actually came off of cooldown if you were like spamming it. Um, they also changed, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, tearing arrow now has a uh, knockback on the first hit instead of the last hit. Um, and then the PVE damage. This is an interesting change to me. The PVE uh, split or the split damage on tearing arrow has been changed to apply to PVP only. 
I, okay. I, hopefully they do this to Archer as well. Um, some of the Archer skills. Is, is that is that Archer's issue when it comes to like endgame PVE? Is that everything has split damage? Mm, I mean, they have a no, lot of things. No, 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 no. I'm about. sure that Archer can't back attack. Yeah, it's because they can't back attack. That's their biggest oh. complaint. Um, yeah. I think it's just, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, it seems like with the range classes, the range ones are never really going to get back attack. I always tell Archer, <laughs> I always tell Archers that are complaining about back attack. Archers and Rangers. I was telling this to uh, Anfield the other day in his stream. I was like, I asked him about the Ranger changes, the PvE changes they got a, a few weeks ago, and he was like, well, you know, it would be nice if we just got back attacks. I was like, look, dude, I have back attacks on Kuno. It's, it's not that good. <laughs> I'd rather just have damage, dude. Even when I go to their back, I don't do any damage. So I don't know. Um, but the split damage thing would be a, at least a, a step, you know, to make the damage consistent. It In PvE, having your damage split because there's a bunch of mobs kind of does suck. Um, yeah. When using uh, Prime Razor Wind skill, uh, uh, is not on cooldown. The for, uh, forward guard defense has been changed to apply in the standby position. So you don't have to be shooting. So this one had like a wind up and I guess it didn't actually give you the forward guard until you started shooting. And now it'll give it to you a little bit beforehand. Um, but you you will consume stamina if you're just holding it. Um, so that's kind of nice. Uh, and then awakening, um, they got the evasion rate of their e-buff buffed by 5%. Uh, Cold Blade now instantly act activates the first two hits. Uh, Wind Step, which is their iframe, the R&B skill, when they use it, moving backwards moves them a lot further. Um, I was testing this on Global Labs with a friend of mine. I don't know. It's probably like they move like 15% further if they use Wind Step backwards. Um, that's just their iframe, right? Yeah, that's just their iframe. And it actually like connects together a little bit more smoothly when going backwards. There's less of a pause. Ooh. So. Okay. Yeah, so that was that. Uh, Sork, they also got a couple of the, the cooldown refresh rate uh, issue fixed. Their e-buff in succession um, now has all accuracy plus 12%. Uh, they changed their passive, um, their prime agent of Abyss passive, to now instead of just giving them 200 mana, it also gives them 100 stamina. So they have one more iframe before they're out. And uh, Awakening got 12% accuracy on their e-buff as well. Um, violation now no or violation will now restore stamina while using the skill when it is used not in cooldown or not on cooldown. So this is actually a PVE change mostly. Um, it still mm -hmm. has the stamina cost. It's just that while you're moving with it, you're recovering stamina when you're using it when it's not on cooldown. Because mm -hmm. uh, normally it does not hold keeps your stamina locked. Um, nightmare. They can now hide in nightmare for five seconds instead of four. I don't, I don't understand this change. <laughs> I, I honestly don't. I, I'm trying to think of what possibly Sorks were sending in to Pearl Abyss as far as complaints that would warrant a one additional second on Nightmare. Did you... Uh, <laughs> I was joking with Mac about this, but did you watch the KR tournament for Sorks? I did. I, I watched most of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Essentially, Mac thinks there's there's something bigger going on in KR where all the Sorks are throwing on purpose for buffs. And I believe that's where <laughs> they, I think that's where this nightmare buff came from. No yeah. way. Bro, there was 
in the finals of the Sorg tournament, they were catching CCs and doing combos that I like literally don't exist. Like they would CC <laughs> someone and then they would like iframe around and not like punish the CC. It, it was weird, bro. It was weird. <laughs> Either they're like four years behind on Sorg or <laughs> it just, oh, it was they were nervous. Uh, yeah, they're okay. in the finals, man. Is nerves? Mm-hmm. It's desync. You know, well, I always, I always like this. <laughs> whenever, uh, whenever I talk to Sorks, or like you see Sorks talking on Reddit, and they all say uh, uh, that in KR, that Sorks say that Sork is weak because they don't have desync, which I always just think is so funny. Wait, what? Yeah, who says this? It, on Reddit all the time. Oh, Reddit Sork, is phenomenal. Reddit, no, no, no. Reddit. The Sork Discord, they strongly believe that they're weaker in KR because they have less desync. It's really funny. What? I mean, kind of true. They got that nice connection over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zerker, Rez. Dead class. Uh, everybody's re-rolling off of it. Uh, completely okay. worthless. <laughs> okay. All, right. All jokes aside, <laughs> Zerker, Zerker got some interesting changes, and um, yeah, I'm kind of curious what you think. So uh, I'm just gonna read through these, and then I'll ask your opinion. One of them, I'm gonna stop and ask you what it means because I don't understand it fully. So during the use of other skills, the bug that the skill is not activated when using Absolute Storming Beast has been corrected. When using the SmackDown skill, the phenomenon that the abnormal state effect was applied intermittently due to the motion of the skill, even though the grabbing failed, has been corrected. So that's the the extension Glitch combo. Grab. Glitch grab, gone. Um, and then the three-second cooldown, or a three-second cooldown has been added to Ultimate Frenzy Destroyer skill. And the preceding action of the Ultimate Frenzy Destroyer skill has been deleted, and the last continuous attack has been improved to trigger immediately. So you want to explain that to me? What does that mean exactly? Read that to me one time. All right, so it says the preceding action of Ultimate Frenzy Destroyer has been deleted or removed, and the last continuous attack has been improved to trigger immediately. So it's like when oh, you use Frenzy Destroyer, got, so, Ultimate Frenzy Destroyer, it's going to use the last hit instantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Ultimate Frenzy Destroyer, this is what I I, I think that is. So you, we actually don't take Ultimate Frenzy Destroyer, which is what that's changing, right? Because ultimate, ultimate frenzy destroyer makes you do this stupid fucking animation that actually does less damage than just two like regular FDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nobody takes it. So what that sounds like is it sounds like they're getting rid of that stupid fucking animation ah, okay. that it makes you do essentially. So what will ultimate frenzy destroyer do then if those hits are gone? What does it add? Ah, uh, fuck, dude, I have no idea. Let me it, look. It's time to hit the BDO codex. I'm I'm literally looking at it right now. Just give me a second. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust your reading skills. I'm going to BDO codex right now. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't really add anything. In all honesty, it's just it's it's literally just that animation. That's all ultimate does is it adds that fucking animation. Interesting. Yeah, it just adds the stupid fucking animation. That's all it does. So I, I don't know exactly. I'm honestly not sure what that's going to do exactly. <laughs> Have you I don't know. 
global and like mess with it at all? No, I haven't. I don't have global. I haven't. Um, I haven't Frosty does. One. I do, but I didn't mess with that one because uh, I don't have a Zerker because they're ugly. Yeah, I mean that's fair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't. Maybe I, I I really have no idea. Maybe it's saying that it's going to change. <sighs> the only thing I could think of is maybe it's gonna say that oh yeah we're gonna add uh like the three hits because it's three hits I believe ultimate frenzy destroyers current animation maybe it's saying we're gonna fucking combine those three hits damage into just one hit so now you're gonna have an ultimate frenzy destroyer similar to like Chase's iframe where once in a while when you use frenzy destroyer off its ultimate cooldown it just does a fuckload more damage. Maybe so, that's what it's trying to say? I have no idea. Someone's saying that it's basically just making it so you can use it in succession. Because um, succession, the first change is Prime Frenzy Destroyer skill and Ultimate Frenzy Destroyer skill has been improved so they can be linked. So I wonder Ooh. if now it's just like basically, I don't even know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's confusing. Wait, 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 wait. I'm even more confused now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I, I, you're the Zerker. You tell me, man. Come on. I, but it doesn't, ultimate doesn't change anything. All it does is add the stupid fucking animation. That's what I'm not understanding here. It uh, that's literally all ultimate does. It's not like you get bonus damage. It's not like it's like protected. It's not like it CCs because that's a different well, thing that Zerkers also don't take. Hold on, hold like, on, hold it on. It legitimately what? just has a big animation. I remember when when Suck first came out. I remember uh, you sent me that video of Steve testing out Frenzy Destroyer, and you said that the Prime version was worse than the base version. Why was that? Maybe this has something to do with that. I think you remember that, that was eh, vaguely, but I don't remember the reasoning behind it. But um, I mean, it almost sounds like it's just going to let them use Prime Frenzy Destroyer back to back and still have full damage. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't right know, on. dude. All right, moving I, on. We'll, we'll figure it listen, out. Hopefully I'll, someone could test it out and, and tell us. If I asked you about a skill on your class that you have literally never used the entire time you've played it, would you would you be able to properly articulate what those changes know. are? Maybe not. Maybe they'll buff <laughs> Tragic Blade. Um, the cooldown of Shake Off skill has been reduced from four seconds to three seconds. Yeah, that's hey, huge. That's pretty nice. That's that, really that's actually big. really huge. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when using the following skill during cooldown time, they did the, the same thing. They had the issue where the cooldowns were being reset. And then Succession got some changes, that Frenzy Destroyer change. Um, the phenomenon that the jumping motion was awkward when using Prime Predatory Hunt has been corrected. When using Lava Piercer 3 skill, maintaining the Shift plus Spacebar command, if you acquired the Prime Lava uh, Piercer skill, the Prime version of the skill has been improved to activate in conjunction. Um... Uh, they changed the description thing. After using Lava Piercer skill, when using Prime Raging Thunder skill, the Prime Raging Thunder skill has been improved so that it can be maintained. Um, and the charge speed of Ancient Wave has been doubled. And then the PvP damage of Prime Devastation has been increased by 15.1%. So those are kind of big changes. The Ancient Wave speed doubling is kind of a lot. Does anyone charge it? Or is that like a succession thing? 
I think it's a succession thing. Like I, I'm pretty Sorry, sure. Sorry, say that one more time. Uh, what are you asking? The the prime ancient wave um, in succession. Like, do you have the option to not charge it, or you have to charge it? Right. Yes. If you cast it after certain abilities, it instant casts. So, okay. like, if you cast it after like stomp is one, it'll just instant cast, no charge. Okay. So they've changed it now to where the prime ancient wave skill has been doubled. The speed of the charging has been doubled. That doesn't really mean anything. Okay, and then prime devastation damage. That's like saying increased. reckless blows. Reckless blow, reckless blows charge got doubled. It's like nobody really fully charges it. Unless okay. they're just styling on people. Is doubled not enough to make you use the charging version? Uh, there's no reason to use it. I don't think. I think it's uh, not so much as charge, but the the damage. Like the the damage between the non-charge and the charge is like maybe like a hundred damage it's it's minuscule yeah yeah i don't know my thing is like even if the charge does more damage you quick cast it like even in pvp like listen i don't pvp a lot on Zerker, but the little bit of that i do i never just sit there and charge it i'm always quick casting it right. so i don't really know context you're charging it or where you would want to be charging it I, yeah. I just don't know does prime devastation already do more damage than normal devastation or is it the uh, same i think it's like relatively similar but the thing is is prime devastation's damage comes out way faster okay because regular devastation is a pretty long animation right okay so, so this one is uh it's also getting its damage increase so it should be pretty big so overall, uh, Zerker's viable now. That shake off thing is the biggest is the biggest change, obviously. And it, I don't know what you're talking about. Huge. They removed glitch grab. It's a dead class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Tamer succession. Um, after using Prime Void Lightning skill, the Prime Lightning Averse skill has been improved to enable three strike connection. I asked Balance about this, and he said that's a skill that no one uses uh, really. Um, maybe a PBE thing, but that makes no difference. Um, and then the they added a bound to flow ascension and fixed the conflict between Garuda and flow ascension and um flow or cloud ride. So I asked him about this as well, and he said that that skill will remain locked. <laughs> so <laughs> tamers, tamers, poor tamers. <laughs> I felt so bad reading that. I felt so bad for tamers. I was like, oh my god, that's that's so unfortunate. All of these like pretty significant changes, and then the tamer one is just uh, so sad. Uh, Musa, hold on, yeah, real quick, just uh, touching on tamers, yeah, outside of like PvE bus, like maybe a more comfortable grind. Mm -hmm. What do you think tamers need? Because they're honestly like, I know, a high skill level tamer is insane. Yeah, I think they need a second dog, honestly. <laughs> you know, I think uh, you know, one dog isn't enough. Well, okay. the thing with Tamer is that they're really <laughs> insane in 1v1, 2v2, 3v3 style fights, and then like the second yeah. there's a lot of people, they struggle. Um, I was talking to Balance about this, and he also said that he just wishes that they had um, something, either like an increased AOE size on Beast Rampage and or all-around spinner, so that if you took the Bond skill for Beast Rampage, which is uh, Frontal Guard, you could actually like kill a person or two, because he says like Basically, in a, like if you end up in a 1vx on a tamer, you can only kill one person because your AOEs are so small. You're like, everything is basically single target. 
So he just yeah. wishes you he would be able had the chance with like all around spinner and beast rampage to trade in a group and hit more than one person. Um, so mm. maybe something like That's that. Fair. And he was saying yeah. that that wouldn't really affect one v one at all because those skills yeah. are like combo skills. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then obviously like their PV, the, I, I don't know. I mean, they just straight up need a pull ability. They need something to be able to pull mobs is, oh, is like man. their biggest thing. Um, I, felt, I felt so bad for Shade. Like watching watching Shade grind when he was going for Penn Blackstar and he, I think he got it on like 47 attempts or something. But he was just, just mashing his keyboard trying to combo like a crab in underwater and I'm like oh my <laughs> god you poor thing you poor poor man that's right you can watch me do the same thing on Sakuno, trying to save 100 bill for a pen block star as well it'd be great <laughs> <laughs> um oh it's rough all right so musa um it's been approved to uh connect stub arrow evasive shot after using blind thrust kyrim told me that he doesn't really see many scenarios where that'll be viable because you could just yeah. chase I guess. Would you ever do that? Yeah. So weird. I don't know. And then um, they fixed an issue where um, now this it's significant with them and also Valks. Um, I, I was told, but they fixed the basically absolute carver, stub arrow, stub arrow double shot, and stub arrow triple shot, and then all the kicks where their cooldowns reset while they're on cooldown if you use them is mm -hmm. now fixed. And he was saying that that means when you're fighting Moose's and Maywa's that, or uh, I think Maywa has the same changes, right? Um, oh no, maybe not. No, because they don't have all those arrows. No. Uh, no so idea. he was saying when you're fighting Moose's, they're gonna have, um, you're just gonna be getting shot a lot more. It's gonna allow them to just shoot more arrows and instead of like it keeping the cooldown on, like up, which is interesting. So they'll be able to be a little bit more aggressive with their shots. Um, mm -hmm. Succession after using Chase linked to Prime Carver has been improved to be smoother than before. Uh, Awakening got some legit changes here. So Awakening got uh, 10 more AP added to their e-buff. So they now get 30 AP for 30 seconds. Um, when using Crosscut after 4 Chase, the issue of Raticate being activated first has been improved. Um, super Armor effect has been added to their BSR Flow Dash Slash, which is their 10% BSR, which is actually kind of insane. Yeah, that's good. That's really, really good. That's really good. And then Spinner has been improved to activate the attack speed buff upon use instead of with the third hit. And um, the number of Fiery Crevice PvP hits uh, has been increased. The details of the number of the hits are changed as follows. Um, basically, a while back, they buffed Fiery Crevice in PvE only, which by giving it PvE only hits. Um, now, I guess it has... Um, let me get the exact number. I think he said it has two or three more hits now. Because um, the skill didn't actually match. It had it has that tooltip thing that's like reduced hits in PvP or whatever. Um, but essentially just buffing the damage of Fiery Crevice. Yeah, so it's 19, 12 times 5. And the number of hit count was reduced in PvP. He said it was by 2. So it, right now it only has 3 hits, I guess, in PvP. Now it'll have 5. Um, and he was saying that that already has pretty decent damage. On top of that, Flow Dash Slash's PvP damage has been increased by 17%. Uh, Below the Belt's PvP damage has been increased by 13%. And during use of Crust Crusher has been improved to connect more smoothly with Eradicate. So what is Eradicate? Eradicate is their new skill. The, oh. Yeah. The I see. Super Armor, like... 
two hits of damage and then gives them the accuracy buff. Yeah. Oh, two. Someone's saying that Fiery Crevice has two hits. So it's going to have five. So adding three additional hits, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, these buffs are kind of significant because one, I mean, Black Spirit Flow Dash Slash has, uh, has additional hits and AoE size. And, um, and it's getting buffed by 17% and it's going to have super armor. It's actually kind of nuts. It's kind of fat. Um, Maywa. All right, Vert. Here we go. You got the big changes. The big, big changes. Prime Red Moon has been improved to allow the usage of Prime Decapitation and Prime Sticky Snowflake after the first hit. Um, that'll be good for Shade. Uh, <laughs> next week. Uh, fix the bug where Red Moon 2 and 3 would not activate via Shift Q after the last hit of Prime Divider um, without having learned Ultimate Chaos Red Moon. Um, for Awakening, after using Petal Bloom and Flow Moonlight Dash, it's been improved to connect to Chase and Stigma. Is that, uh, something? <sighs> Not really, bro. Like, that's, it's kind of been the, the TLDR of Mewa changes for, like, the last two years. It's like, oh, now you can combo this a little bit smoother. It's like, okay, well, I'm gonna combo those a little bit smoother into my death. Fantastic. It doesn't yeah pretty much gives you nothing yeah unfortunately well they fixed the bug where the black spirit sticky snowflake all evasion rate was not being applied so there you hey, go you love to see that uh, you, do. you do um so valkyrie we already talked about the suck changes the awakening got a couple little buffs here um the speed linkage to hastolidium and deathline chase has been improved um verdict lancia i don't know how to pronounce the other word loose to loose to tay uh, skills last hit PVP damage has been increased by 11%. Um, after using Terra Sancta skill, linkage operation to Blitzstab has been improved, and the speed of linking Blitzstab to Promptness uh, has also been improved. A couple little minor buffs for Awakening Valk. Um, I yeah. I was just going to say, I don't know if it's me, but I think... Awakened Valk is so cool. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see that class like as part of the meta. I, I, would, I wouldn't. I don't want to get vacuum drowned and ulted. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't want to get vacuum <laughs> ulted more. Please don't. No. I also agree. It's a really <laughs> cool class. Like design-wise, I think it looks so badass. And yeah. I, I've been like tempted to try it and and yeah. play it, but mm -hmm. it's one of those classes that I think is really hard. So I have to like actually invest a ton of time learning it. I don't think it's an easy class to play. You guys afraid a little of a little suck? Hmm? A little. F I think the problem well, is it's not a little suck. It's it's quite. <laughs> it is quite the suck, dude. It turns you around and then bounces, <laughs> yeah. dude. It's so tilting. You start just break dancing as soon as that vacuum hits you. It's hilarious, dude. The thing is that's crazy. Is like that the whole like your character spinning around is like a PVE mechanic. It turns you into a mob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how oh. powerful it is. Yeah. Uh, Kunoichi. So, uh, Kuno, you can now put Suicide Fall on the hot bar. That's um, pretty big, isn't it? That is big. Uh, in, for Awakening, that's going to be huge. So, in Succession, um, they increased the PvP damage of Prime Shackles today um, by 12.8%. Um, in the entire Kunoichi tournament so far, Shackles has been cast three times. So it'll be really nice. And then uh, in, Awakening, <laughs> in Awakening, it's been improved that you can now use Suicide Fall, which is their grab, from the Awakening state, which is actually really nice for 1v1. 
Um, like really, really nice. Uh, even I guess for large scale, if you're just picking people off on like the edges, um, like basically you can go, I was testing this on global labs. You can spin into grab. You could go dance macabre into grab. You can do half moon slash into grab. Like you basically can grab at the end of any of your abilities in awakening now. And Kuno has a lot of lingering essay. So if you just trade with them now in their awakening state, there's a chance they're just going to grab you. Yeah. Which is nice. And you could go step grab too. Um, or lunar dash go step grab. I have to feel it it felt a did, little bit delayed. Yeah, I was testing it. It felt a little bit delayed on Global Labs, but I think the ping on there just feels so bad. Yeah. So I don't know. It's probably gonna feel faster when it comes to live. Yeah, that's that's one of those tough ones because I've I've messed around with that a little bit, like hot barring a grab on a couple different classes. And it doesn't quite feel as good as like, you know, if you just had a traditional press e grab yeah but hopefully like you said it's just a global thing and it ends up being pretty smooth i i really i was talking to um luna about this and they were saying they just wish that they would remove like make the e buff a hot bar skill and then put the grab on e you know because that yeah. that's the skill it conflicts with like it, you i mean subclasses have e buffs that you can't even use it yeah um that would be really nice um ninja uh now ninja got the same thing with suicide fall um they can use the pre-awakening grab from awakening um they changed their rebomb skill so this is a little bit confusing so i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try my best to explain it and hopefully ninjas don't get mad at me but the 10 percent effective increasing attack speed for 10 seconds when using ghost claws changed to plus 17 percent and then the phenomenon that the attack speed effect of Prime Shadow Slash um, 2, 3, and Ghost Claw skill overlaps has been corrected. And when using Prime uh, Shadow Slash 2 and 3, the attack speed increase has been increased to 10% for 10 seconds. So um, here's kind of best how I, I could explain this. is basically like if you used Ghost Claw, which was 10%, and Shadow Slash, you had a 17% attack speed buff anyway, so they're kind of like consolidating that. So now, if you yeah. just use Ghost Claw, you have 17%, but it no longer stacks with Shadow Slash, and Shadow Slash itself kind of got buffed a little bit, and now it gives you a 10% buff instead of five, uh, instead of seven. And I think that the reason for that is because I was testing this on Global Lab, they don't note this here, but Ghost Greeting, attack speed on hit, no longer stacks with Shadow Slash either. Oh, okay. So I think that's why the Shadow Slash change happened. Um, yeah. The little buff there. And then in Awakening, uh, Asura's skill has changed from 15 to 20% accuracy for 30 seconds. Um, they can use Suicide Fall from Awakening State. Uh, and then this change, which was kind of interesting. So... Um, they sped up the connection of flashing light to katana shower and drastic measure, but they made it so flashing light, which is their new skill, where they iframe backwards and then do kind of a hit in front of them. If you yeah. hold spacebar from awakening, it'll go straight into instant cast shadow stomp. Yeah. Did you see the clip of this? Yeah, I did. It looks really it cool. Looks so good. It looks really fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the using stomp from awakening is kind of crazy. Um, now obviously, you know, if you see flashing light, there's a chance that they can stomp, but, uh, yep. 
it's still like they're not going to do it every time and the cooldown on flashing lights pretty low i i believe it's nine seconds mm -hmm. so yeah they kind of you have to think about a shadow stomp every time they use this skill now because it could come yeah. out whereas normally you're only looking at pre-awakening let me see if i could find uh a clip of this there's um, a there's a clip of someone doing the uh the new skill into stomp and then did you see the block jump clip where he like tests the new attack speed uh yeah it was like was it super yeah. zoomed in um kind of i, th I think that's just block jump being a weirdo and like <laughs> zooming in super far but okay it looks like he like insta cast serpent which <laughs> obviously is very very strong with the new attack speed change that they got yeah no, it looks so fast. Yeah, because mm -hmm. Ghost Claw, that's the thing. Like Now Ghost Claw is just going to be a pre-engaged skill. It has a 15-second uh, a cooldown, and the buff lasts for 10 seconds on Ghost Claw. That's 17%. But Does it have any protection on it? No, it's unprotected. And I can't okay. remember if you can cancel it or not. I'm pretty sure you can. You can like le exit early without having to do the whole animation, I think. But I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, so you can pop the buff. So basically, it's like a little pre-engaged buff. Um, that's sexy it's pretty nice yeah uh, a lot more um, skill expression added to uh, <laughs> added to ninja because they did not have enough options Everyone yeah they were, you know, they were kind of limited before yeah, it felt so limited <laughs> <laughs> alright so the wizard and witch changes dark knight like dark knight's list of changes was nuts this I can't even okay dusk which is their iframe their side dash iframe and and the flow um had their skill invincibility time effect increased so again I, I tested this as well um but basically the iframe it I mean it lasts all the way until the end of dusk and even for a, a split second after so you can you can iframe to the side and go directly into another ability completely smoothly now. Which is really nice and something that DK has been asking for forever. Um, and then they changed uh, the way your camera uh, acts when you fail Nocturne. Um, I guess it's not going to turn your camera anymore. Um, they adjusted the PvP damage of Absolute. So this is the pre-awaken enforcement by 8%. Um, the pre-awaken camouflage by 21%, and the pre-awaken wheel of fortune by 11%. Um, in succession, they changed the e-buff and gave it 5% more accuracy. Um, they also changed the the nocturne thing, where if you fail nocturne, it it does its the, the camera is less irritating. Uh, and then they added, and this is both for awakening and succession, but they added super armor to twilight dash. The prime version That's and the normal version. Big, 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 big. That is so big. Like, actually so big. Okay, so talking about these changes real quick, do you, with all these damage buffs, like, do you think that was DK's issue? Like, is this going to fix the I do not understand the succession DK damage changes. I mean, all it's really doing is reinforcing that it's like a jump in, kill someone as fast as you can and potentially lose your life as well um yeah, because your iframe sucks 
because <laughs> your iframe sucks. But now their iframe is good though. Like that's the thing. And they can they can disengage with Twilight Dash completely safely if they want to, or just use it as a finisher. Yeah, true. So um TK's yeah. looking real solid. So here's the damage changes to succession, DK. So their slanted balance, I think, is gonna feel more consistent because it had that damage type that was like eleven twenty times one max five hits, so it does its damage across the path. And now its damage has changed to just 11, 20 times five. So I think it will, no matter where you get hit by it, you get full damage. Um, yeah. Prime Airstrike has increased by 15.8%. Prime Camera Slash has increased by 18.2%. Prime Wheel of Fortune by 11.5%. And Prime Spirit Legacy by 14.1%. Uh, that, yeah, that's so scary to me. I mean, my experience is fighting like rugs and and multi where their wheel is already like half healthing me so <laughs> i'm just like uh-oh that's kind of scary and then uh awakening got uh their e-buff got buffed um from 15 to 20 percent accuracy super armor on twilight dash for them as well um spirit hunt, uh spirit hunt speed of linking to other skills is increased uh when the flow spirit blaze skill hits successfully and the knockdown effect has been removed and a down smash effect has been added. So Spirit Blaze no longer has a KD. Um, and then the PvP damage to Spirit Legacy increased for Awakening as well by 14%. Uh, Shattering Darkness and Flow Bombardment PvP damage has increased by 16%. And their new skill, Dark Nebula, PvP damage has been increased by 8.3%. Uh, the damage changes on Awakening, I'm... I'm less sketch about. Um, I think that the damage changes on Awakening are okay, are good for them. Uh, coupled with the iframe and the Twilight Dash, I think that's a uh, pretty awesome change. Rez, you have any thoughts on the uh, the Dark Knight changes? Uh, cost us too much damage. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's another one of those classes that I really don't fight enough to like really have like a hard opinion on. You know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think their damage is. I actually feel like they're they're pretty well balanced already. In all honesty, which I know is probably a very very unpopular opinion. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think the awakening doesn't make it, them happy. Oh, it's dude. I'm pretty sure that is like the best day in DK land since like the launch of DK. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure like. I mean, these buffs are pretty significant. The iframe and the super armor is, is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think that DKs are pretty excited. They're pretty happy. They have, a, they have a feeling of positivity about them. But the DKs are going nuts, all right? They're, it's like Mardi Gras. They're, they're losing their shit. There's parades, dude. there's fireworks. Like, they're happy. Yeah, they're super happy, which is cool. They should be happy. I'm happy for them, mm -hmm. to be honest. <laughs> uh, Striker, uh, the movement distance on Nimbus Strike has been increased. I was told uh, by Hunter that it was a, by about maybe 10% further, which didn't, it doesn't make too, too big of a difference. Um, this, he said, actually did matter, though. He said the effect of Martial Spirit skill has been improved so that it can be activated in the following skills. Prime Wolf's Fang, Prime uh, Rage Hammer, Prime Wolf's Hunger, Prime Adamantine, uh, one through four, ultimate crush. One through four, ferocious assault, autumn blaze, and flow crosswind, which is basically the thing that gives them the, um, 
it just it like buffs them. I think it also gives them the move speed. Um, I can't remember now. I think it gives them the accuracy and the move speed buffs. So now just more skills give them that buff. Um, so they're not having to pop a skill they don't really even want to use. Um, and then succession, they got a uh, slight buff in PV. Suck striker is struggling here. So they got plus 20 AP on their <laughs> oh e-buff. Wait, what? Yeah, they got plus 20 AP effect added to their e-buff. Um, and then since the la it says the since the last blow of Prime Wolf's hunger skill, the speed linking to the massive suppression skill has been increased and it has been improved to enable connection to the next skill while using Prime Wolf's hunger skill. Rage Hammer, Knee Hammer, Adamantine, Crimson Fang, Prime Rampaging Predator, and Twisted Collision. Um, so that's kind of kind of interesting. And then Awakening got, uh, their e-buff got buffed. They now have an all evasion rate plus 15% effect <laughs> added to their e-buff. Bro, what? Yeah. Like, uh, bro, who is smoking that good shit that's balancing striker? They weren't taking like, They gave they more dying. AP. They gave more AP to the succession. And they gave more evasion to the Awakening on a fucking striker. Like, what <laughs> is going on, bro? Yeah. It, it's a little bit crazy. Um, the phenomenon that the movement distance of the skill is shortened when being hit while using Ferocious Salt has been fixed. Um, the duration of the Invincible Effect has been increased during the use of skill Black Spirit Echo Spirit skill. I believe that's their 100. Um, right? Echo Spirit. That's Shift Q. After using Twisted Collision skill has been improved to connect to Flow Crosswind. Which is kind of interesting. So that that is the Striker buffs. Um. Yeah, their e-buff engage is going to be a lot more potent right now. So what do you? So a complaint I hear a lot, just in my stream, and just you know, I'm working other streams, etc. I hear a lot of succession strikers complaining about lack of protection. What do you? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's because in a node war or a large scale situation their combo is not safe and then if they just do their protected rotation it's just not enough damage to like actually kill anybody so it's not necessarily like a lack of protection as a whole i think they mean just their combo yeah since you're kind of but stuck I mean, like what? single targeting someone um yeah i don't know but with all the damage they have like adding protection to that it seems yeah it'd be scary kind of crazy i don't know they're in that weird place where tamer is where it's like i mean if you gave them a bunch of protection they'd be super scary they'd actually become like an insanely good flex class yeah 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 um yeah i don't know i don't know it's a i mean it's hard to say the leg drop ain't what it is in awakening <laughs> do you think they're just like power chasing at that point like they're nuts at pve so they just want to be sick at everything type of thing yeah, they're greedy bastards. Greedy bastards. I mean, they're way. I mean, the playstyle is so similar. And thing is, with this class, is I, I don't know why you wouldn't just be. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say that because suck should be good in large scale too. It's. I mean, maybe they could use an additional protection or two. I just don't know what it would be on that it wouldn't be too much. It, it just feels like their kit is literally meant for just attacking like one thing at a time you know and deleting it completely off the face yeah of the exactly planet. exactly yeah yeah like if you get caught by a suck striker in pvp and it's just a one-on-one -on -one scenario 
you're dying on like three skills like that that yeah. class hit that class hits so hard bro it's crazy uh mystic got a lot of changes so mystic uh starting with succession prime flash step has been improved so you can use it twice in a row even backwards um prime silent step uh skill has been a improved so that you can use it two additional times after going left or right similar to prime flash step so you can silent step silent step silent step and it goes iframe sa sa like back to back mm -hmm. to back which looks really weird and I, I don't know if anyone will ever actually use that that's like one of those things where like the round of 32 just like a really bad mystic you'll see him spamming it um improvements have been made so that the fighting spirit shard has been further recovered by linking succession skill three or more times is linked more than two times it's like just the worst translation ever so i i think that just means if they use like maybe consecutive skills or if they use certain skills they'll get more shards back um but then the big changes there we go pvp damage of the following skills have been increased thunder pound 30 percent, and now um <laughs> Dude, the thing the crazy thing, yeah now i think is this hmm you know what's weird is this one doesn't say yeah i don't know i i'm assuming it's pvp only but i i actually don't know i assume it's pvp only because the damage number would change oh yeah the pvp damage i'm stupid yeah okay yeah, so says, uh thunder pound has been increased by 30 percent sea burial has been increased by 21 percent wave orb increased by 21 percent rage hammer 19 percent roaring tiger 26 percent tornado kick 32 percent and Soul Basher, 30%. These are, now you played Lawn when Succession came out, right, Bert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These numbers going up or what Suck Lawn got going down when it got nerfed? But it, it to be fair, it also got these going up. <laughs> yeah. Early. And that's when it was like ridiculous. Like you would fly into a Zerg, start spinning and kill like seven people and fly away. So. It was so much fun yeah well I, I don't know when everyone was done dude that's how do you remember the salpuri mouse move engage and it was fully protected yes. oh my god yes 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 <laughs> i don't know like i don't know bro as as a class you know hash does not deal well with mystics already seeing these changes i'm quite literally shitting my pants because already mystic is like terrifying they do a lot of damage in a proper combo and so seeing these additions to mystic it's like oh my god like i'm i'm screwed i'm screwed yeah the damage good and it's getting better the thing about these changes is it doesn't help them against any of the classes they sucked against and it makes them even better against the classes they were really good against yeah that's what it seems like to me i mean maybe they'll be able to trade more maybe like getting hit by just the mid like neutral game sea burial and and wave orb will actually be like oh shit like you don't want to get hit by this anymore but yeah i don't know i mean kermy says they're meant to help with mid to large scale uh-huh but i mean i i could kind of see that in some of these skills but yeah they honestly it's like it's like oh they're meant to help large scale but <laughs> you know for 1v1 now you're just even more screwed like they you know i used to have a hope of getting up after a cc but it's you know it's looking crazy so thunder pound is a forward guard stiffen with a knockdown on the last hit 
No one's now going to do 30% more damage. Sea Burial is just a super armor damage ability. Um, Wave Orb is... It's a stun, but I know every Mystic probably just wishes it didn't have a CC and it was just fully protected. Um, Rage Hammer is super armor with no CC. Roaring Tiger is unprotected, but has the the KD, I believe, still in Prime. That one got the damage both. Tornado Kick is just super armor, uh, and Soul Basher is just super armor. Soul Basher yeah. one is so weird, too, because it's like not a damage ability. It's like they're like by time ability, the kicking. Which one? Oh, Soul Blaster is the kick. Yeah, that's the one that they just they grief hashes. Thirty. That's the that's the four second super armor on a three second cooldown. Yeah. yeah. With damage. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna get kicked in the face with super armor consistently. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Awakening got some interesting changes too. Awakening got uh, plus twenty AP added to their e buff, which I think is well deserved. Um, They've improved the connection to Flash Step and Silent Step while using Infinite Fortitude, which is really interesting. So you can pop Infinite Fortitude and cancel out of it immediately with Flash or Silent Step. And then you have the, the PA buff and the Grapple Res on you for five seconds, even when you're not in the bubble. Really? Yeah. It remains on your character after you jump out of the bubble. So you can start the bubble, end it immediately, and you have about actually like four seconds, maybe three and a half to play with that protection. Do you guys know what the cooldown of the bubble skill is? Just the like off bubble the skill here. cooldown, I believe is 40 seconds, but I can double check just to make sure. Okay. That's, I mean, that's kind of nuts, but also very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I actually kind of like I, it. Yeah, me too. Like in a, in a weird way. Like, I don't know what really happened. Mystic went from like being just nuts and then it it definitely fell off. So I yeah. think that's a cool change. So 30 second cooldown. Uh, 40 seconds is the tranquility buff. So yeah. Um, came out, true. That one is kind of interesting. Yeah, well, the other thing too with Mystic is like they lost the prey hunt stuff and they lost the protection on... Um, Wolf's Hunger, or sorry, Wolf's Frenzy, which made a big difference. And then just gear was different at the time. You could kill people because they had tech gear. Yeah, true. Um, and then on top of that, they gave their vacuum 30% uh, all-speed reduction effects on Dragon Rip. Not just, not Dragon's Pit, but Dragon's Rip. The actual vacuum itself, which a lot of people actually confuse the two. Everyone thinks that the vacuum already had slows. But it's just because most people like throw the slow and then vacuum you, yeah, um, into it. But yeah, now it has its own independent slow debuffs, uh, and then they buff the PvP damage of Wave Orb by eleven percent, Sea Burial by ten percent, Rising Dragon by fourteen percent, and Flow Wave Orb by thirty-one percent. And then the flow is like it's not anything crazy; it's the dragon hit, so it's like eight sixty-four yeah. times five. Um, but I think coupled with the Wave Orb buff might actually be pretty significant. Um. Mm -hmm. But the big one to me is Rising Dragon. So I don't know if you've messed around with Mystic at all with when the core skills came out, um, but Rising Dragon's core skill adds a float, which means you actually get that air attack from Rising Dragon, uh, which uh -huh. makes it hit pretty yeah. hard. So with this damage yeah. buff, might actually be quite nice. Interesting, okay. If I looked at, like looking at this at a glance, the damage buffs that Suck got feel like that's what Awakening should have got and the damage buffs Awakening got is what Suck should have got. So you, you think it'll just be more of the same, just 
people staying succession with Mystic. Yeah, Suck's still just going to do way more damage. Yeah. Just so much more, yeah. Um, all right. Any, uh, Rez, got any thoughts about these Mystic changes? You afraid of, uh, Suck Mystic meta? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Suck Mystic, I, I feel like Suck Mystic is one of those classes where it's like, if it's a good one, it'll annihilate you. And if it's a bad one, it's super easy to beat and deal with. So I don't know. Does this really change that? I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe maybe I'm uninformed. Um All right, Lon. Lon says uh the stamina consumption or Lon says uh Lon has uh the stamina consumption of dismemberment uh 3 through 4 and absolute dismemberment skill has been reduced from 250 to 150. That's the uh, ability A or D and R and B that gives them the AP buff in pre-awakening. Both Succession and Awakening use this buff from time to time. I think Awakening uses um, forward R and B more, so this probably affects Succession more, but either way, it costs a little bit less stamina to get the AP buff. Um, the skill Stately Dignity 1 through 3 um, has been given a new effect. It increases attack and movement speed by 3% for 15 seconds. When using skills so that's their q the pre-awaken q aoe that like pulls mobs so now when you pop that it gives you three percent attack cast speed and this actually stacks with the attack speed you get from um crescent pendulum is that what it's called the a or d and lmb skill in succession or the attack speed buff from rmb in awakening um it has a different so icon a that goes on your bar stack. so both it does stack that's yeah, confirmed it does stack yeah Ooh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nice. Um, Prime Crescent Charm skill. That's their await or that's their uh, e buff. Now has a twenty percent critical hit chance added to it uh, for thirty seconds. The PVP damage of Bleeding Hearts has been increased by twenty three percent, and the Prime Salpuri Purge PVP damage has been increased by eleven percent compared to the previous one. Um, so that's actually really crazy for No Dwarf. So one. The Bleeding Hearts one, I'm, I'm actually not surprised. They buffed the Awakening one by 23% a while back, and they never buffed the Prime one. Yeah. So I think this is just catching it up. And then Salpuri Purge, 11%, is like nice little, uh, that's their opener after flying yeah. in. And then 20% uh, crit chance it buffs Blooming a lot. Yeah, they they a while ago they took the protection away, though, from the Succession Salpuri, right? Yeah. So, so it's like faster and I mean, a bigger AOE, but it's um, yeah. unprotected, yeah. I mean, I guess better than giving it everything, right? Better than giving it everything, yeah. It's now lined up with Bull Take Pulse. It just needs a, an all evasion minus 15% debuff added to it, and it'll be good to go. Uh, Awakening got uh, the effect of... They now have 25 AP added to their e-buff in Awakening. Which I think will help their grind a lot. 25 AP is a lot. Yeah, I think grind and PvP, that's pretty huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, 25 AP, you're going to take that where you can get it. So, And then the Added flow... Yeah. The flow vice skill cooldown has been reduced from 18 seconds to 15 seconds. Which I may not seem like a lot on paper, but 18 seconds is so long. That's like... That's the difference uh, from being able to use it basically every single pack and not being able to use it every pack uh, when grinding at least. Um, plus it's a super armor damage trade skill, so 
or a finisher in combos. Archer. Archer, Archer, Archer. Oh, so you're considering going to Awakening. Do these kind of, uh, or going Awakening long? Because you said you were getting a little bit bored of Hash. Do these kind of entice yeah. you to go a little bit more? Or? Um, I mean, I, I, it's nice, honestly, but it's not like game-changing, right? It's not enough to make me like want to go to the class or stay away from the class. It's I kind of have the same viewpoint on it overall. Yeah. Um... Archer, Glissade, Glide, and Flow Zephyr Leap skills have been improved to smoothly connect with Tactical Strike. Uh, the charging phase of Piercing Light has been reduced. Um, it has been improved so that it can fire faster after the charging motion when using the Piercing Light skill. Um, the bug that the range where the knockdown effect of Core Piercing Light skill was applied was less than the actual range of the damage has been corrected. The PvP damage of Righteous Smite has been increased by 36%. And the animation speed for um, before the attack of Bolt of Radiance skill has been increased. So you both have played Archer. Um, how how impactful are these changes, if at all? I mean, just from my opinion, I think like you know they they're okay, but it's nothing that's. I I don't think it'll bring Ranger into the meta. But I think people that are on Ranger already will appreciate the buffs. I guess. Do you think, though, coupled with the fact that they can now CC a wizard or a witch that's using Meteor might make a difference if there's fewer casters? Like, what, what makes Archer, like, out of the meta? Is it, is it the casters, or is it something else? I mean, for me, when I was on Archer, it's... Oh, I said Ranger? My bad. Yeah, um, did. <laughs> we knew what you meant. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, Archer in general, I just... I feel like the overall, like, survivability is just it's an, it's lacking like right now i feel like if you're an archer you get hit by a meteor by like a witch that's like 301 305 um it's like 90 percent of your health and it's something that's you know it's been that way since the class came out yeah it just it cannot survive under under pressure res um I think you're not wrong. I think a lot of those problems got fixed with the new skill, though, honestly. I, I, I felt like when I was an archer, my biggest problem was staying alive. Because not only are you having to deal with like range damage from other archers, suck rangers, and most importantly, witches and wizards, but also the melee gap close. And like, you know, you can't just like double TP 5 million yards away and go straight into a, a meteor. You know, um, but I feel like the new skill alleviated some of that. I still think it's probably an issue, although I can't be certain because I don't play the class. Um, I don't know. It's. I think it's very possible that like Archer could become meta, especially with all the nerfs and everything. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I, 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 I don't see it happening, honestly. I, I think we'll see more of them. I, I don't see it becoming... I think better. we will, yes. Yeah. I think people will have a lot more fun on them if there's, well, one, these buffs, plus some of the other changes and the WizWitch changes. People will feel less bad on it. Um, I was told by Cine that the new skill now connects properly with Radiant Explosion, which was one of his biggest gripes. That's good, yeah. Because that new skill is, like, really nice. I think, like, the comboing would probably be my main concern. Like, what does it flow into and out of? 
And like, I, I just don't know that because I, I haven't played the class since the new skill came out. So I just don't know that information. But I honestly think if you put a lot into that new skill, into like making it like a really stable and useful part of the kit, I don't know. I feel like it's probably fine. Um, all right. So Shy got a couple things. Um, Florin, <laughs> Florin leaves has been, I, every time I read these, I just, I feel like I'm trolling <laughs> every time. <laughs> Uh, everything I say here is actually written in the notes. I'm not making any of this up. It says Florin Leaves has been improved to recover additionally when hitting the Sprinkle Sparkle skill. All defense reduction effects <laughs> of of the Come Out Come Out skill has been changed to last for 30 seconds from up from 10. Fix the problem where the name hiding effect is not uh, released within the range of Come Out Come Out skill. It has been improved so that health is slowly recovered if you remain in the play dead state kind of nice uh shout three has been um skill has been added to restore 150 to yourself and allies every two seconds for 10 seconds it's kind of nice and uh the attack power reduction of all hit rate reduction effects have been added to the delusive light skill um so i think they can apply the debuffs a little bit easier with another ability i guess mm, yes <laughs> um yeah Shies, I, I asked a couple of Shies their thoughts on this, and they said, "Make us a real class." So, yeah, range of yeah, all right. <laughs> bro, I, <laughs> Start with yeah. renaming some of these abilities, because yeah, Jesus. Um, Guardian, I spoke to Guardian. They said that mostly these don't really do a whole lot, but basically, um, some connection improvements with their new skill, um. Cleansing Flame now, the speed linking of Fireborn Rupture has been increased, um, which I was told is uh, probably will never be used. And the bug that the super armor was not applied on the first hit when using Searing Fang skill after switching from the main to Awakening has been corrected. Um, so there's that. And then Hashishin. All right, so Hashishin has some big ones. Um, let me see if I can grab this clip just so we have it as reference so you guys can look at it. I'll link it in... The chat um i'll link it in the discord for you guys let me just find the clip real quick but um basically their arid assault has changed um it now has a preceding animation oh where is it? i just clicked it by accident here we go um so this is the one this is one of the clips that i watched let me see i actually took one myself that is like really clear and easy to see the difference. Let me see if I could find it. I was standing in Velia. <laughs> I was just looking for context clues in the images. Oh no, I can't find it. That's too bad. Um, anyway. You, you should be able to get the idea from, from that clip though. But uh, basically, Arid Assault now has a preceding animation, and uh, so whenever you cast the skill, you have to do basically the same animation as um, Hourglass of Death, um, or at least similar animation. Not maybe it's not exactly identical because uh, it's a set time. Like whereas Hourglass of Death, kind of depending on what you do before it, it changes the animation of it. Um, this affects both Prime and, uh, or sorry, both Succession and Awakening. The other thing is 
if so i tested this out of descent on global labs and i tested it out of uh al's breath and it it'll actually so in descent you still have to do the crouching animation just on top of that first hit of descent you'll see the crouching start and then out of al's breath it actually will just pull you out of the tornado to start this animation and then do the leap um so your your thoughts on that change because this one i actually saw a lot of ha a lot of hashes in in my chat and a lot of people on reddit and discords i was reading through some of the uh i was reading through some of the the <laughs> hash discord stuff and people were saying yeah. like all they had to do was make it so like do blah 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 they didn't have to kill the class completely and i'm like oh my god so uh vert does this make the is this a d dead class now no not at all and uh to me i i talked about this i think it was actually in your chat mm -hmm. when you're having a podcast with armin but to me again it goes back to the the wizard changes where you're gonna have to use brain cells now before you air it assault you know you're not gonna be able to just instantly appear behind them cc them uh, in my opinion air to assault is a like a really bad game mechanic and i think this kind of pushes it in the right direction you know giving it a tell you know allowing players to react i think is very good unfortunately a lot of hash was based around this so it's going to make it it's definitely going to make it worse in 1v1 i think it's still perfectly viable in large scale mm -hmm. um and I, I think the happy medium, if they're going to give it this animation, is maybe put a forward guard similar to Hourglass of Death on the beginning animation because get it, having a tell and being able to be punished in the tell for a class that has no protected CCs is pretty rough. So I, I think the, the happy medium would be adding a frontal to it and leaving it as it is in their global changes. Do you think this affects uh, Awakening as much? Uh, I think, honestly, you can kind of use it as a bait. And now that they, I'm sure we're going to get to this, but you can can cancel out of Air Assault now with Awakening, which mm. I think is a massive buff. And so being able to kind of bait with with you know that or Hourglass having the, the same animation is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. In Snaring Sands, the, the movement speed reduction. Uh, Rez, do you, well, let me ask Rez real quick. Rez, do you, how do you feel about this change, the tell that's added to Air Assault, the block jump? Yeah, I mean, I, I like it personally because it's just, it's instant, man. You just, you can't react to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it's really frustrating, honestly. I don't know, especially when, like, and I know that this is just like because I'm a grab Andy, so I'm biased. But like people complain all the time whenever like I go and grab them because you know I'm Zerker. It's kind of what I do. They're like, oh, just press E to win, and it's like, yeah, I mean, sure, I guess. But like there are other classes that have like those types of abilities as well, and like that's one of them. And on the that's same like, button. Yeah, and on the <laughs> same button. But it's yeah. like nobody like I don't know. It's just, it feels like there's a lot more hate for, like, grabs than there is for, like, that, honestly. I mean, obviously, you probably disagree because you're the one using it, but I don't know. No, it's I just, like, it's the fact that it's so completely instant, and it's such a range as well. Like, that's the other part of it. 100%. There should never be a skill like Air to Assault 
that has the range that it has allows you to get to someone's back instantly and have no animation is it's plain and simple just poor game mechanics so i think adding a tell to it is is phenomenal i i do believe it's going to make it much weaker in 1v1s mm-hmm. but in terms of group play i think it'll still still strive yeah i was messing with it on global labs where the shadow slicer into air assault definitely feels weird <laughs> now yeah because no, it has I, that I, little pause it has that mm-hmm. little pause now yeah um but yeah i overall i think it's a good uh a good change and um yeah, as you were saying, you can now cancel out of the out of Arid Assault in Awakening with Silent Breach, which again, Silent Breach is not a protected skill. I I like this skill a lot. I heard someone told me that you don't like the when we were dueling uh like a few weeks back, yeah. someone told me that you don't really like the new skill. I use it a lot. I actually really like the new skill um yeah. personally, but I think it's it's cool after Arid Assault and it still has some risk, so it's not like a free completely safe yeah. cancel out yeah I, I think it's good in the sense that it it's used as a cancel my issue w- with it was that like i don't know i was kind of just being a salt lord in the fact that you know you you look at some other classes and it's like oh they got a <laughs> super armor cc nice <laughs> yeah. i got like an empowered auto attack that cancels some things okay nice it's got a little air attack on it sweet you know, I, I was just being salty, but overall, I think it's you know it's a nice addition to the kit. Yeah, it's like I don't know if they ever made ensnaring sands powerful in PvP, it would then the skill would make more sense. I was I was like thinking like as far as like the kit getting it from scratch, it was like well, it doesn't really help with the major issues that the class has. But yeah. then I like talked to Kyrie, and he's kind of like I don't know what it is about him, but he's a very positive thinker. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he he enlightened me. He was like, dude, it first of all, it moves you further from pre-awakening to awakening if you use it from pre-awakening. It does not yeah. cost stamina to use. So it's a like just a mid-range like movement ability that you can kind of spam every four seconds that costs zero stamina. It's, and once I kind of got used to that and using it, like I actually use it a ton in 1v1s. Yeah, yeah. To manage stamina. Um all right, so as far as Awakening, uh, in Snaring Sands, they just changed it so the movement speed reduction now applies on the very first hit instead of after a couple of hits. Um, the cooldown of Flow Condemn, I'm just going to call it Condemn because the chat can't handle the full name, um, okay. skills changed from 15 seconds to 12 seconds. Again, that three seconds I think is huge because now you're going to be able to use it every single pack. You're going to have it, if you're in RBF or Node War, you're going to have it off cooldown a lot uh, more often. And yeah. you can now use it instantly by holding LMB after the first hit of collapse. So I can go SRMB, LMB. It'll do the very first hit and then jump right into Flow Condemn. Pretty, pretty nice, pretty comfy. It feels good because that skill hits hard in PvP yeah. and PvE. And, and something like people will look at the patch notes and be like, oh, it's only a three second difference. But, you know, if you take a Node War, for example, you know, you're potentially out there for. A couple of hours, three seconds, it, it it adds up over the course of that Nodor. One hundred percent. So I, I'm I'm so excited about those changes because I, I I even grind on Awakening because I'm weird. Um, so I <laughs> wanted to uh, so you you got to head out. It's getting super late already. Yeah. I wanted to just ask your opinion. So Sage got its uh, core skills and its BSR skills mm-hmm. and its Elvia skill. What are your thought? Earlier you said that you felt like Sage Awakening was 
was pretty shit. But what are your thoughts on it um, after the most recent changes it got, plus mm-hmm. it getting core skills? What are your feelings on Awakened Sage so far? Uh, I mean, Awakened Sage, to me, unfortunately, there's like, I don't know if it's a different um, developer team or what's going on, but the new skills, or the new classes, sorry, rather, have a kind of a heaviness to them. I don't, that's about as best as I can explain it. But they they kind of have this heaviness and this a little bit of a clunky feeling that doesn't make them feel as good as some of the older classes that flow really, really well. Um, outside of that clunkiness, I think the kit is extremely cool, really well thought out, and I just hope they continue to improve on it. Yeah, I actually hate fighting them in 1v1 on Awaken Kuno. On, on Suck Kuno, it's like, it feels so free. But on Awaken Kuno, yeah. where my movement's a lot more limited, I feel like I'm just dying standing yeah. up. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, they're kind of crazy. With their R&B cancel after or before everything now, it's like, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's interesting. Yeah, I played it the first day, and I, I was like, yeah... This isn't for me. I don't know. I, I really <laughs> yeah. don't like the feeling of the dash on a two-second cooldown. It does not feel fun to me. Yeah, man. There's, it just kind of leaves you like sitting there. It's almost like like hash can feel like that in certain situations where you're stuck like S-blocking. And S-blocking never just feels good. Mm-hmm. Just backpedaling in an MMO, it just feels super newbie and not smooth at all. Yeah, the thing too about Sage is that they remove the Q block from pre-awakening. Um, I don't know, you give up your ground. Like you gap close a little bit and then you have to block, which means you go backwards again. Exactly. Um, and then lastly, before I let you go, I also want to hear your thoughts on uh, Succession Sage because Succession Sage has become very, very popular in Node War and uh, Siege yeah. in large scale. Um, yeah, how are you feeling I, about Sage? So succession, succession sage, holy English. Um, just kind of rewinding it, I feel like this is the primary reason why Wizard got nerfed. Pearl Biz said, okay, we have a new mage. It's viable. People are going to roll to it. People will spend money on it. We can finally nerf Wizard, right? <laughs> yeah. And to me, that's kind of what it feels like. I feel like succession sage is incredibly powerful. Yes, like the argument is like, well, it doesn't have the utility that Wizard has, but good lord, it has damage, it has survivability, it has mobility. The uh, stamina change that it got recent recently, I think, needs to be reverted. You know, three to four iframes on that class, I feel like is plenty. The six to seven to eight iframes it has now is disgusting in in the sense that. You know, let's let's take RBF for for example. They can be in your base, and this is you know this is me watching Divios, watching Zethian. They'll be in your base, in your spawn, deleting your entire team, and they can use their dash, use their stamina to get all the way back to their side of the map without like there's minimal gaps in between that are mostly protected as well. So it's like just I don't know. The class overall makes literally no sense to me. I, the concept yeah. of the class is is crazy. The oh man, I we, don't know. we have a guy. We have a guy in our guild named Drooling, who's he has a lot of gear, but yeah, 
he uh in our last two wars the guy under him is like 70 has gone in the two wars combined if you add up their scores is like 72 and 35 or something and he is yeah. 96 and zero bro it's crazy. he's like literally just not dying it's so absurd that class I mean, is so crazy yeah that's literally the power that they've given sucks age is like if you do not want to die you will not die on that class do you think the rift chain uh changes will make a difference that are on these global apps where the stamina now will reduce regardless of whether you're not whether you're moving or not and being able to see them if you have skill effects on i mean a little bit but you know, it's like the the stamina changes. Like, there's only a couple people that were actually cheesing that, and then being able. Oh my god, I got another narc from Monchams. I'm molding. Congrats. Um, then the ability to see them requires you to have effects on, and it's just like, eh, you know. Yeah. Like, sure, it's nerfs, but is it nerfs enough to to have any impactful effect on the class? I don't think so. All right, and with that, I'm gonna let you go. Um, we're gonna continue. Uh, we gotta get to the uh, uh, the comments. We gotta get to the comments, which are gonna be long. So, Vert, thank you so <sighs> much. I mean, this was kind of a big one because the global labs were so nuts. So, thank you so much for hanging out yeah. with us for the last <laughs> three and a half hours. Um, yeah, I know we're gonna be casting together tomorrow. Um, for the people that may not know. Um, or are out of the loop, where can people find you, Vert? What's your YouTube, your Twitch, and, and all the places to find you? Um, Twitch.tv slash Vert. The YouTube, if you just type Vert and uh, BDO, you'll find me. Don't just type Vert because you'll find some Fortnite fraud or the rapper, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. It was an absolute blast. I enjoyed this conversation. You guys are a pleasure to chat with and, uh, Thank you guys for, for real, for having me on. For it was sure, a fun man. conversation. All righty. We'll, uh, we'll see you around, Bert. I'll see you tomorrow. Yep, sounds good, man. Have, Have a, a wonderful day. night. All right, and bro. if you guys uh, want to watch more Vert, please do. Uh, the links will be in the description for the people who are watching either the YouTube video or the uh, MP3, the audio-only versions, uh, after we are recording this live. So All that'll right. be in the description. So the couple things I wanted to address before we get to the comments, uh, Nova Succession, they can now move, they can now recover stamina while moving in their block, which is interesting. And uh, Wait, say that one more time? Nova Succession can now recover stamina while walking in their block. Really? Yeah. That um, is interesting. Yeah. It is, I, I don't understand it, but that's now a thing. Um, and awakening, um, the range of the stars that appear when using the star ring skill explodes and attracts nearby targets has been changed to gradually decrease and the pulling force has been reduced. So when you, when their vacuum procs and actually begins to vacuum, the AOE on it now is a, is a little bit smaller. Um, or sorry, the AOE starts at the normal size and then shrinks over time. Mm-hmm. Um... And also you can get out of it easier. I and believe. the pulling force isn't as bad. And if you have like, uh, if you can link together two dashes, it, it was relatively easy for me on Global Labs to get out of. If you can link chain together two movement abilities. Um, and then uh, they, they changed uh, some connection skills with their new skill. 
Um, so the vacuum change very good. I don't understand the Nova succession change though. It's very confusing to me that that would recover stamina. Yeah, that's a weird one. I don't. I'm trying to think in what in what situation that would be like super useful. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I still just feel like, dude, if you get slowed on that class, holy shit. <laughs> It's it's crazy. So Sage, real quick, here are the scores. Uh, the core skills: Spear Bolt, Core Spear Bolt got um, Forward Guard. That's their Ford F, where they dash and do the stiffen. Um, okay. The Core Enlightening uh, got Frontal Guard. Um, Enlightening Bolt is the let me let me codex this real quick. I actually forget that one off the top of my head. Also, it's so it's late. You know, I can't I can't handle it, dude. Um. Do, do, do. Enlightening Bolt is SLMB. So that's the float. That one I actually really like because at max oh, yeah. level, it's only an eight second cooldown. Um, that's a good skill, too. Mm -hmm. That's a really good skill. Um, Shift LMB. That's Frontal Guard, you that, said? Yeah, that one got Frontal Guard with the core skill. Damn, yeah, that's good. Because I, I actually, whenever I was uh, playing Awaken Sage, I was kind of thinking, like, dude, this skill would be such a good thing to just kind of like throw out there to try and get a catch because it's a fairly low cooldown. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's unprotected is kind of like monk-ass. But if I had Frontal Guard, that'd be super nice, honestly. Um, Rift Storm, which is Shift LMB, has a bound on it. That's super armor, like the AoE lightning around you. Um, Core Executioner, which is their block jump, has a bound on successful second hit. Um, I don't like either of those, really. I, I still just think that shift LMB. They just need to move it like three character lengths forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, core upsurge, which is the shift RMB ability, is a stun on last hit. That's a super armor skill that they added a stun for the core skill. And then core lightning prison is a stun on the first hit. And I actually now lightning prison is kind of a long cooldown, right? Uh, -huh. uh fifteen seconds. So there. I feel like that's a big factor when choosing core skills, but I do think that it's powerful to be able to stun a group that large because that AOE is so huge, and that skill is cancelable. You can get out of that skill anytime. So you can land a stun, have enough time to like... Actually, you can land the stun, let the lightning hit for a little bit. If you're like in a 1v1 especially, you can land the stun, let the lightning hit for a little bit, and then disengage out of it and finish a combo off. So I, I think it's pretty good. And then their BSRs are just, I don't know, they're whatever, but, um, so... <laughs> they're, they're whatever, who cares? Well, they're on kind of odd skills, I don't know. What's the 50? The 50% the BSR is, um, uh, Ator's Spear, which is SF, and I believe it gets, I think it, it's Forward Guard, let me make sure. No, maybe it's Super Armor, it might be Super Armor. Um... Yeah, I can't tell. It's either Super Armor or Forward Guard. And a couple extra hits. Which, uh, you know, I don't know. It's That's nice. That one is kind of cool. Um, but it's not like massive range. I don't think it's like game-changing or anything. Um, Maybe in 1v1. I don't know. But, uh, so that is that. We gotta get to two episodes of comments. Are you ready yeah, for we this? we got a lot. We got a lot of comments. I think we, right. we might... Maybe because it's eleven thirty p.m. for me. Mm -hmm. I normally for ref for reference. I normally go to bed at like eleven, right. uh, like 
12 if I'm like staying up super late. A normal comment section, like on average, takes us maybe, fuck, dude, I don't know, like an hour and a half, maybe? Does it? And we no, have two of them. No, no. Well, dude, we'll, we'll yes. speed through these. Dude, we'll speed yeah. through these. We don't have Nayashi. You know, sometimes That's Nayashi goes on. Rapid fire through these. Yeah, he goes on long. You gotta, you gotta delete a couple comments on some of these too. I do. Okay, hold on. I can do that. Let me run to the say yeah. something real quick. I've been GVGing for the last like forty-five minutes. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, there's two you have to delete on the episode one hundred and seven, and then you'll see them. They're pretty obvious. Okay. Let me look on this one. We're getting more and more <laughs> of these super inappropriate spam ones. comments. Yeah. yeah. So frustrating. Doesn't look like there's any in this one. Should be okay. None um, in the wait. Yeah, one away. It seems clean. Okay. Clean and fair. Seems one of them is clean. A, well, it's like a dating site and something else. I don't know what the hell, dude. I um, like the fact that the phraseology is seems clean. <laughs> it's an STD or something. Uh, let's um, see also, here. I was gonna say if if you could take a break, since I read through that whole global doubt, I wouldn't mind. I'll follow along on my screen so they're on there. But if if you want to read at least one set of these comments, I can go through all of them if you want right. me to. Yeah, I'll take a little break. I gotta save my voice for tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. Dude, okay, you... those two have been removed, and you said one hundred eight was clear. Yeah, one hundred eight's clean. Alrighty, so oh. let's start with one hundred seven. Yeah. All right. Yep. And we'll go all the way down. It was first so scroll to the, the bottom. Down. Yeah, scroll to the bottom. First, uh, oh, let me open up all the replies and whatnot, I suppose. Read Moyers and all that stuff. All right, here we go. You guys are being treated to something today because I'm reading the comments. All right, here we go. So <laughs> Sixens says, hi, smiley face. Alrighty. What's up, Six? Uh, Will Motto says, First time ever that I agree with Reslar, I view this game as a game with user-created contents. Some of the best contents during the pre-Valencia days were GVGs and ganking people at world bosses. They took that away so you can't PvP during world bosses anymore. The world is huge since Pirate Island came out. Everyone is so spread out across the world. It's hard to gank or PvP people. This game was marketed to have a PvP-focused in-game. Yes, the Nodor system is great, but some people like open-world PvP content. You do not have to participate in PvP if you do not want to. You can stay at level 49 or be in an undeckable guild. If the devs really want to cave for the Care Bear Steamies, they should have just made some PvE servers like Arsha. I don't like these half-assed changes that wouldn't solve anything and make the game less enjoyable for people who enjoy it. I agree. I, I mean, I agree. I agree with the sentiment for sure. I mean, I just think, I just don't think it's steamies. I actually wanted to talk about that and I'll try and keep it brief, but essentially what, what I wanted to talk about is whenever I talk about like steamies making the game worse, I don't literally mean like if you play steam, you're making this game like worse by being a Care Bear. Right. I mean that like in general, I think that there was a major shift in like the, like I don't want to say ideology, but I guess ideology of like open world PVP whenever Steam release happened. And that's not because, oh, if you play Steam, you think a certain way. No, it's because everyone who played on Steam at Steam release was a new player and all new players look at the karma system and look at the fact that you can be killed in open world and go, wait, what the fuck? Right. So you had this huge influx of players that were like, 
oh, like, this isn't, like, cool that you can be killed in open world or whatever. And then it kind of, like, it shifted, like, the ideology of, like, open world PvP. At least that that's that's yeah. that's how I see it. And that's what I feel like has happened, honestly. I mean, the game became more discoverable. It was kind of niche before Steam. I mean, it really was. So the, the the type of audience was probably a little bit more hardcore. I could see that. But I just think that it's like after Steam, the game got big. I mean, you had Summit streaming it. We, you had Shroud streaming it. You had like even recently, like I'm a cutie pie streaming it and a few others. And yeah. like, so it, it got people like know of the game and it's a lot more casual people that are coming into it and it caters more to casual people. But the thing is that re- one of the reasons why I don't really want to blame them so much for these changes is because I don't think these changes are benefiting them. Be- they're not like quality changes that are even helping those players. Like this GVG change is so bad. It's so bad. I, I can't even like describe how bad. It's crazy because this whole patch we just read through is like really awesome and amazing. And it's like the complete opposite of the last patch we just got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's move um, on. I I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't think it's the fault of the people who played on Steam. I think it's just it was just a natural thing that happened because you had a huge influx of new players, and so I don't know. It's it's not necessarily their fault. It's just kind of what happened. It, every new player thinks that. And so when you have a huge influx of new players, I don't know. I, I think that the general consensus kind of like shifted a little bit. Dude, but anyways, Hunter is a steamy, you know, Hunter loves PVP. Hunter is a steamy. Yeah. <laughs> he hates well, that's it, why though. I say like, you can't like, whenever I talk about like steamies, I don't literally mean like, if you're a steamy, then like it's your fault or whatever, because not all steamies think like that because you can't take a huge fucking group of people and say that they all believe in like the same thing. Right. But, um, I don't know. That's just, that's my opinion. It was the fact that there was such a huge influx of new players and new players always think like that. So, um, Fits good says for casters, reduce the range on heals, reduce the range on meteor, reduce the range on teleport. No class should be able to heal an entire group without being near them. A single class shouldn't be able to drop meteor outside of render rage, teleport in and instantly wipe a group. Also, cap the total damage dealt in their AoEs and PvP. It'll still allow casters to do well in 1v1. Um, I think healing is an aspect that people don't talk about mm-hmm. very much with that class. Um, I I honestly feel like and I think we've we may have talked about this before, but I, I really feel that they shouldn't have AoE heals, honestly. The only class that should be able to heal all the other classes is Shy, if that's gonna be the support class, in my opinion. I don't mind the AoE heals for allies. I just think it should be subtle. Like well, like a heal subtle. over time type well, thing. Like, so what is it right now? If you use Lighthouse, um you heal allies. I don't even know whatever amount, but it, it should be like, I think it was like 30% of what they heal themselves. Yeah. 1500 times three right now. Like if it's going to be a hard number, like it should heal your allies. Like, I don't know, 400 times three instead of 1500, like something where it's like one additional ability has been healed back, you know, yeah. not like the entire life pool has been reset. Yeah. 
I would go through these replies, but we're trying to go a little bit quickly. Yeah. Uh, Talented Sniping says, I'd like to add, some people have even less chance to participate in PvP because Nodawar is always every day. Some people work nights and have family shit, so can't participate in single Nodawar ever. Just need arenas or something. Also, getting discovered on YouTube that isn't personal experience, just what I've heard could be a complete miss on my part. Also, the getting discovered on YouTube that isn't personal. I don't know what that part's about. Do you know what that part's about? No, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I, we yeah, probably said something, but this is two weeks old, so we uh, our memory's a little shot. But yeah, uh, make ladder. <laughs> it's yeah. that simple. Svar Svarnir Chun says another Guild Wars two podcast. I see. Wait, PA was all they were good for. What the fuck are they doing on console? Did the <laughs> Maywa think PA was North Korean? Oh my god! Dude, Did, I, didn't I, I actually think that it was North Korean? <laughs> Dude, because remember he randomly just said North Korea. He made that super awkward joke that left us all sitting like, okay. <laughs> Um, like I said, I defended console in that they didn't have succession as early as we did. So their experience was with awakened casters. Now, I also don't think awakened casters were PA bots either, but I could see that makes more sense than calling suck wizards PA bots. And I think that's why. So for them, it was like, they nerfed PA and then got succession right around the same time. And they're like, whoa, look what PA just did to casters. Yeah. Um, the Musassin says, I'm not chasing gear and spending brain cells going around in circles to get geared as fuck for PA to turn around and try to nerf GVGs and PVP in a sense from those patch notes. Execution is very poor, like suck whiz. If you're going to nerf PVP, then make enhancing easier. PA still hasn't fixed the broken karma system, and now they want to nerf GVGs. Also, hashtag nerf fucking suck whiz. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did. They finally so. did. I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward did. to seeing the comments on this. On today's yeah. episode man jj carver says i think i'd think it would be a javelin since they have a spartan type theme with the armor it's a projectile weapon good call i suppose <laughs> yeah uh xxx harambe says i'm doing my part boys tagged came out on xbox so i tagged my witch 278 287 302 just stand on walls using lightning and hitting people in rbf also working out the most toxic slow stacking add-on build slash combo so far i've got paralyzed lightning skill with slow add-on says electrocuted enemies are slowed i don't know how much but i had a striker hitting his life walking slow as a snail nice you're a kind person harambe we all love you <laughs> Uh, Ali Speed says, add equalized 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, 6v6, and tag team arenas to end all whining, but we all know PA won't do this. I mean, yeah, arenas would help a lot with the PvP community, I feel like. It's something that people have asked forever. I think for arenas, people would also want both equalized and full gear. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Because if you don't have them both like separately, then you're you're gonna piss off somebody. I mean, you're gonna piss off somebody no matter what. But I, I think this would placate a lot of people if you added arenas, one set that is gear, one set that is trial. Um, wow, that's a name. Okay, I'm gonna really fuck this one up. Uh, Fetongchai Sangsi says the only podcast I like with a uh, okay. And symbol, nice. which I believe is also uh, a white supremacist symbol, according to certain people now. So, 
Uh-oh. Yikes. Harryboy3000 says, Nashi thinks Pearl Abyss is from North Korea. Korea is a communist state. On paper, communism equals equality. Not all classes in BDO are equal in PVE crickets. I remember all <laughs> the times I felt bad for Nashi while he was bullied by Frosty and Rizlar. This kid isn't bullied <laughs> Exactly. That's what I'm saying, dude. Fucking Nashi. Dude, I'm screenshotting that and sending it to Nashi right now. <laughs> Oh my oh, god. My. That's good, dude. Uh Alexander LaFortune says they have speed spell. Memes aside, the GM is not wrong that Witch and Wizards had their times as PA bots. I hard disagree. I win. Fucking win. Uh I however disagree in the time scale that that might have been proposed. The era and the true PA bot isn't an ancient time some two, three years ago during the DK meta, most apparent during the striker mystic bruiser meta. A caster focus guild would get steamrolled in Valencia Desert. Black Rose was full of Strikers and Mystics being supported by a minimalist core of casters. Joe Nason had plenty of skirmish classes. Snakes had lots of wizard po perched on top of Medaya Wall, so it worked there for range poke. Barcode was full of witches, and there was an enormous gap between them at rank 4 and the rank 3. Describing which wizard is PA bot is accurate for the period when Voltaic Pulse took ages to cast, when wizard skills got ninja nerfed for numerous months, not talking about flow accuracy bug that lasted a month. There was, a def there was definitely a time when Witch and Wizard had troubles justifying their place in Siege. This is when people started to describe them as PA bot, because you needed to keep them around for the essential engaged PA and the possible second PA. During that time, you made exception for Witch and Wizard, not because they were so strong, it was because you needed to force some guildies or have some new blood into that class to provide speed spells, heals, and PA to the group. And of course, after that, the gear exception was made because the class became so good again in Siege, still pre-succession time, and made that situation even clearer during the succession mage time. But qualifying mages as PA bots during succession era is not accurate at all unless the gm got some pretty unique data that we cannot see i still disagree that it was a pa bot during that time period like i see what you're saying and like i agree that it wasn't as like powerful because of the like striker mystic like magic dr mm -hmm. meta thing that was going on but they were still like really powerful i mean yeah you still wanted at least like 40 of them in your siege guild minimum. Yeah. Like, if you, I mean, you still wanted more. It, that's the thing. Even in the bruiser meta, like you still did want a lot of casters. Yeah. So, so I, and I don't think it's just because of the PA. I don't, I don't disagree know. with his timeline. His timeline is right. Like the yes, times he described them right, as yeah. like the least amount of effectiveness that they were is correct. 100%. Yeah. 100%. You are correct. It's just we disagree about whether they were a PA bot in that time, but that is definitely when they were at their weakest. Lossel says best way to fix karma is to not have a chance of degrading your gear. Imagine degrading a pen black star. Can let me say this. It, here's here's where things kind of changed for them. And it, it did change for everyone, but it made a big difference with them is um there were bombs and absolutes. Blizzard became strong, Meteor became strong, they got Rabom Fireball, they got the Rabom Heals. All of the the Rabom skills and the Absolutes is what made it, suddenly that class just went from like, you're a support class with some AoE to like, oh my god. This is kind of scary. Yeah. Um, Alexander Auxier 
says the new node war changes are cancer. This is going to be a small benefit to smaller or less geared guilds getting rolled. In reality, this just gives all griefers another method of griefing your guild. I play this game for the combat. I'm not that good at PvP, but I do like it. If I want to avoid it, I don't need PA to care bear and protect me. PA just wants to cater to the quote wow unquote genre of MMOs and their players. Now, while I did say that I'm not good at PvP, I'd go red slash negative karma. Good lord, I have to change that thing. Uh, it wasn't, if the penalty wasn't losing my expensive crystals in the gear enhancement, it would be more appealing. Even with the most people eventually killing me, it would be cool if we had an alignment system instead that had NPC penalties like the current Karma one, similar to Mass Effect with the Paragon or Renegade system for NPC dialogue. You could still interact with some NPCs as a Renegade, but non-Renegade aligned characters will not work with you. Oh, you linked that. Right. You linked that comment to Nayashi. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's too funny. Um, uh, yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. Yeah, I don't. Are they catering to WoW players? I, I think they kind of are, but is that a bad thing? I don't think so. You know, this is like a super niche game, and I think they've they've taken a lot of steps to try and open it up and bring new players in. And it, it's not like it's it's just that they're trying to like protect new players from PvP, although that is definitely one of the things they're doing. Unsheathed197 says, so his weapon could technically be a spear and a javelin. Spear is a broad term that covers many types of pole-type weapons with some sort of blade on one end. Given his more Roman aesthetic, it is more than likely a hosta of sorts or short spear, which would be used for thrusting in melee combat or thrown as a ranged weapon. Either way, his costume, weapon, and ability look so badass, uh, badass so that's all that really matters. That is true. That is all that matters. It does look really cool. Uh, Frank's 80 says, can we just nerf Suck Sage already? I'd quiz any day. At least you can actually hit them back. Yep. The Awkward Ninja says, I would like to point out that at 18 minutes, the Awakening versus Pre-Awakening time discussion had been done a lot over time. People were already talking about this when DK came out 10 classes ago. Seems like it ebbs and flows between classes using both Awakening and Pre-Awakening exclusively Awakening. Like, release Awakenings were pretty Awakening only until Absolute Skills, and then both skill sets were used. Yep. Um, yes, but no. Like, a lot of classes, when they got their Awakening, use pre-Awakening movement still, even if they weren't using pre-Awakening damage. So, like, like Zerker, you still used Lava Piercer, right? You still used Shake Off. Granted, you can use it in Awakening, too, but... Um, I don't know. Right. It has kind of swapped back and forth. DK is kind of like that, I suppose, where you don't really need to use much pre-Awakening, if any. Uh, Triconic says, guys, I got a question. Recently reached 300 AP. Finally, 303 Nuver, but I'll change both the tongue guy and the neck to accuracy for 301 with one accuracy accessory back Zarka following that DR build. And I realized that my archer doesn't scale as well as I thought. I hit like wet noodles while sages massacre RBF. I'm looking to pick a new side class for 1v1 GVG RBF. I want a class that would deal some proper damage. I'm a slow guy who can't handle high APM like Awakened Warrior Ninja, but I'm all good with APM like I had on my old mains like Musa, Lon, or Archer. Current picks are Musa, Awakened Striker, Awakened Hash, Awakened Lon, Awakened DK. Main Lon and Musa would need to learn the others from scratch. Can you help me picking out a decent class for the build of content that will hit hard at 301? I can always also pick my Guardian, but she isn't a class I'm looking forward to much to go back to. 
after DK gets its buffs, it's going to feel pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. DK. And it can go back two years in the podcast, and guess what we're saying? DK really turns on at 301 AP. Yeah, dude. Starts really popping off. So. Kashira says, PA wants to distinguish itself from North Korea by making the different <laughs> classes' income streams as inequitable as possible. Quite an interesting thought from the Maywa. Question for next podcast, Maywa moment. How do you think the Russia-Ukraine conflict relates to BDO? Similar to Snake taking a break, perhaps. <laughs> I had to link that one to Nashi too. <laughs> Minaria says, the thing about the dungeon that you can only enter once a month or so and that gets progressively harder is not Ataraxion. They said Ataraxion is supposed to still be open world-ish where players from different groups can meet each other. The other thing is another dungeon they had announced called Terror of the Deep Sea where you get Sakraya-like mobs. They showed a clip of GM grinding there a few months back in a passion on Kara, but I haven't seen anything else of it and I couldn't find a clip anymore either. It's a dungeon where you lose part of your loot if you die and you can only see a very limited area around you. The rest is all dark. Oh, and yeah. finally, for this episode, Killer one says, so assuming each grind spot has a few established rotations that give money, what if they split said grind spots based on these rotations into zones? Now, let's say you're the first to arrive in such zone and start grinding. Now the system could say this zone is claimed by you. Maybe the monsters only drop loot for the one that has claimed the zone. Maybe that would not be enough to stop griefers entirely if they are really only there to disrupt you, but it's a start. If someone wants to take over the zone, they would have to duel you for it. If you feel like you are fast enough to extend to a different zone, maybe you could claim a second one, either by dueling the owner's set zone, or if it's unclaimed, you get it just like that. Of course, there needs to be limits for how many zones you can get and such. Maybe they show zones on the map, and you can see if a zone is free, claimed, or contested. If you read this, sorry for making you read this longest post. Just throwing ideas out there. That was a lot of ideas. Um, I mean, the the basic idea, I think, is that you have a system where the game actually sets rotations, and those rotations get claimed, right? Right. Um, so this would go to the whole <clears throat> argument or idea that I hear from a lot of people where they'll be like, you don't own this rotation, or you don't own this spot, or like whatever else. And it's like, well, you're right, but you don't either. But, and you know, I'm grinding here, and you can go somewhere else. So you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so this this would basically allow you to quote-unquote own a spot. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I think probably wouldn't happen seems like a lot of work. Not a bad idea, except for the fact that, like, I think the fact that rotations are player-made things is, like, a really important part of grinding, honestly. And if you make it to where now you have the company dictating what rotations are, I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of, like, one, not good, and two, kind of boring. And what's Suck Striker going to do when they want two or three rotations at the same time? Well, that's what he's saying, is that you can go to two or three rotations as long as you can like properly hold them essentially i think this system could be something like if you if you if you so whenever you start grinding a system uh so let's say each rotation is broken up into a system right here's how i would do it i would make it to where each rotation is a system you grind the system you claim it it's now yours if someone comes in they have two ways of taking it away from you they can either also grind the system, and whoever grinds it like fastest, like at any point in time, has the claim on it essentially, or they can duel you for it, right? 
And then it has, you put like a fucking, I don't know, like a five minute cooldown on it on swapping essentially. And you make it to where if you don't, if you don't have ownership of that system, then you get like 50% loot or something like that. Ooh, I got a simpler like, one. What if a person comes up to, let's say you're grinding stars in main. Uh -huh. Person comes up to you and they can ask duel for spot. A little interface pops up. You can either decline, um, but it costs you 50 mil, or you can <laughs> okay. accept, and if you lose, it puts you in jail. Oh, I see, I see. And and takes all of your gear off and puts it in Heidel's storage, so you have to make your way back with nothing. I, I honestly feel like if you walk up to somebody and duel them, it should just disconnect them from the game. I feel like that would be the best way I, I do, to solve these issues. I'm, I'm joking about the jail thing, but would you... Maybe, I don't know how much it'd have to be, but if someone asks you to duel for spot, you could pay, I don't know, 25 mil to say no or something like that. But it doesn't, you don't pay it to the person. But it's just taking... Here's, here's the thing, though. I, I already just say no. <laughs> it literally happened earlier today. We were grinding Castle Ruins. During the podcast, someone walked up, a group of three people walked up and said, duel for spot. And I literally just typed in chat, no thank you. And just kept yeah. going, and they just left. <laughs> GGX brings up a good point that you could grief really hard with that. So, if if the person, how about this? The person asking, since he's the one that doesn't have the spot, the person asking to duel for spot, he can ask you to duel for spot for twenty five mil. And then if the person accepts, when they lose, they go to desert jail. <laughs> I, I love the idea that you would just be punished so severely <laughs> it's like you still have so much time on your loot scroll and now you're suddenly in valencia jail oh it'd be awful dude how about how about how about this how about this just make pve servers yeah that'd be nice just make pve servers so that all that don't want to pvp and just want to grief each other to eternity can just go there and they won't have to fight anybody for anything ever you just grind there's no pvp allowed whatsoever on the pve servers like just just do that i don't know it's just it, it seems seems fine just let them go do that to each other and the rest of us will be on normal servers or on our um all right moving on to episode 108 that was 107 107 is now done 108 this was last week's episode. So Lincoln Johnson says first. Indeed you were. <sighs> Fucking hell. I am sorry. I'm going to... Once again, I apologize for mispronouncing the shit out of this name. Uh, Fatongchai Sangsi. Perfect timing. Also with another uh, hate symbol. We don't appreciate your, your hate emblems here. Um, I'm joking, obviously, of course. The fact that anybody would claim that that's a white supremacist symbol is absolutely hilariously ridiculous. It's Pride. He says, just in time for my shower. Man's is taking us into the shower with him. How about that one? Uh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah, okay. I, I guess. I mean, Instruction Instruction87 says, you're correct, Frosty. You have to use free awakening for come along, especially during for setup and rift walk mm -hmm. to GTFO. Use correctly. It will flow seamlessly with awakening. Yeah. Your mic's cutting out a little bit. I'm not sure why. 
just goes quiet. It's cutting out? Yeah, it's cutting out a little bit. Um, Let me try reading. Did you hear the comment? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Have you... Uh, it's been a week. Well, not really, because we recorded on Monday. It's been a little less than a week. Mm-hmm. Do you Have you fought or played with or gotten opinions from people that are still playing Awakened Sage? And have they confirmed that you do need to use the pre-awakening to really have it come online? Yeah, I mean... Because I is... haven't talked to anybody and I haven't fought any, so... If if you want to be effective with it, Rift Chain is too powerful to not ever use. Um, Ator energy, Ator's energy has some use. Like you being able to go into pre awakening with form shift. There's a lot of different ways to utilize pre awakening that makes it feel a lot more powerful. It's just that I think that for most of the people that are excited about awakening, they don't like the pre awakening at all. So it feels bad having to use it. Yeah is the thing like it's just it's not that it's not good it's just that it's not fun because it's not a style they like um but yeah you definitely well, need to use pre-awakening to maximize that kid's potential it's so different is mm-hmm. like the main thing like the two are just so and it's it's not like nova where it's like if you're an awakening nova basically you just go into pre-awakening for like the grab and like the wall that's basically it i don't know Ah, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I like, um, how can I switch servers in the trial PVP? You just go to server swap. I guess I'm pretty sure you can. Uh, Svarnir Trun says, I want a class that legit revolves around dots. It'd have to scale off AP so people don't just run DP, slowly bleed, poison, burn, whatever you down, but I'd be keen for it. Waking Ninja E-Buff is pretty good catch when people dive you thinking you're nearly dead. Sometimes I mindlessly pop it in BA. It's just reflex. Suck Kuno, big shrunk, no buffs, please. Awaken Kuno, wet noodle. Yeah. I mean... Awaken Kuno is not a wet noodle. It's almost there. I I would give Spin a slight buff and Lunar Dash. I just wanted to point that out. That has nothing to do with the rest of his comment, but I'm just saying that because that's the part that matters. <laughs> uh, I also want a dot class. I, I think that that would be really fun if done right. Um, yeah, Ninja does the, the Suck Ninja e-buff kind of plays around with this a little bit, and so does Suck Ninja just in general, but the idea of bleeds is, is can be fun and and cool if done right. Yeah, Jay Adams says I knew he would untag it when I played it for a bit. Yep, so did I, buddy. So did I. <laughs> mm-hmm. He also says Res is right. Sage grab is ridiculous if missed. Lock animation and it comes out like shit on a cold day. It's oh, an interesting phrase. I haven't heard that one before. Have you? No. Nope. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard that. I, that uh, I that still don't before. really agree that it's that bad. I think it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I I also think it's a little ridiculous, but who knows? I'm biased because you know OP grabs. While seriously says TLDR Sage need buffs and tweaks towards. Prot? Protected. Protected movement slash stamina regeneration on top of bonds they will get, but very 
very fun, good potential class. This class is a clear established mid-range class with most of its abilities, but still being assassin type playstyle while not being too close for long, like Sukhash slash Valk. Uh, main difference is that Sage is missing. Mage main difference that Sage is missing is consistent iframe or frontal guard movement for large skill, making them elusive slash tanky. Bolt two seconds, go step infernal nemesis is 17 seconds, more SA than iframe despite being in the air. Lightning surge, spacebar unprotected five second. Pre-rift chain is four seconds outside her bomb. It's hard to switch to pre to use those without dying in SA. Pelling flash eight seconds, shift E, spear bolt seven seconds, unprotected WF. There aren't any moving skills that regenerate a good amount of stamina like hash tornadoes halad assault while moving also not tanky enough like valk to sit in sa rift storm shift lmb forced animation and region stamina my music keeps pausing range of the skill needs help too it's basically archer spiller sylvia but you imagine you can't cancel it yeah i think we just said that last week too is that that fucking skill needs to move forward slightly Bonds could alleviate this issue by giving frontal guard to space bar or spear bolt. Honestly, doubt getting frontal guard probably just SA, which doesn't solve the issue of being squishy. But cooldowns for its good skills with iframes are just too long to really be able to stay mobile in large scale without dying for AoE damage. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know. It's movement. The only thing I would really do right now, I mean, right now I want to wait and see how the core skills feel when we get them, but the most I would do is maybe reduce Bolt's cooldown to 1.5 seconds. Um, outside of that, it's actually really mobile. Like, it, it's quite, it's more mobile than you would think. Um, the more and more I'm fighting them and the more people are getting used to their mobility combos, it's, it's, it's not completely protected movement, but it does have very jarring and hard to track movement. So I don't know. I, I'm scared to buff its mobility in any meaningful way, to be honest, until uh, we see how it is with the course. Yeah. Uh, the Moosassin says, I almost got Google docked because I read the entry thing was like, where's this dock? Till my mouse hovered over the entry line and it highlighted. I was like, oh shit, I almost missed it. Edit one, I was... I was checked the site every day just to make sure I didn't mistake the day I was scheduled for. Yeah, that would be quite embarrassing, wouldn't it? Mm hmm. Dr. Mahara, Ma Mahara says, Frosty, my boy, that was a hasty decision. Just like how you dismissed Awaken Hash very fast. Join the class. Awaken Sage is like a cross between Ninja Warrior and Awaken Hash. How you might say you need to move around with the class like a ninja, engage like a warrior, aka solar flare, to grab, and it's as vulnerable in its movement and has the side dash and space movement similar to an awakened hash. Would rate it as the second strongest 1v1 class after ninja. I'm, let me make sure I'm reading this right. You're rating awaken sage is the second strongest 1v1 class after ninja am i just tired wrestler is that what he just said that is in fact what he just said which like i i actually kind of agree that people are kind of selling it a bit short ones i i think what you're seeing is a learning curve happening people are still learning how to properly play it but second strongest in 1v1s yeah when Sukuno exists you're crazy when Sakuno exists, Sork, Awaken Hash, Tamer, Lawn, there's no way. I'm sorry. There's yeah. just no way. Now, I do yeah. think that it's better than people think. 
But uh, no, it's not. And obviously far superior than Succession. Yeah, I think for 1v1, it's definitely better than Suck. Yeah. Um, I can't tell if that's a L or an I. I'm going to assume it's an I. Yank310 says, so Moro versus Biceps wasn't a gear check? Question mark. I have to watch it. It depends. Yeah. I mean, again, our, our definitions of gear check versus a having a gear advantage is a gear check is when you're just killing them standing up. A gear advantage is like, okay, if it takes you more than one combo to kill someone, but they can finish you off in a full combo, then it's like, all right, they have a gear advantage, but they didn't just gear check you. Yeah. Gear, gear check, again, I'm going to point out, if you want to see a gear check, you need to go watch Berg. Who? Berg's Sorry, fight. you cut out for that. Go watch who? I think try, lo try lowering your... Uh, do you have it set to the, the threshold thing kind of high? Uh, it's pretty low, actually. Oh, is it low? I mean, yeah. I can lower it a little bit more, but... Yeah, I can't tell if that's what's causing it to cut out. Yeah. Here, I'll lower it slightly. I mean, you don't have any background noise, so you could probably just move your mic a little bit away from your mouth and just turn off the threshold entirely, because I, I don't hear anything back there. Well, that's because... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but... um, Again, I'm going to point out, like, if you want to see a gear check, you need to go watch Berg's fight. Yeah. Berg's fight against that other Nova. Here, like, the perfect example of a gear check. There, No matter how many times that other Nova could have caught Berg, he would not have won. And Berg literally two-skilled him standing up. That is a gear check. A gear check is not someone having to CC and full combo somebody, like, two times to kill him. Right. Like, that's, it's just not. I'm sorry, it's just not. Now, that's a gear advantage, it's 100% a factor, if not, like, the main thing, right? But it's not It's not a gear check. You're crazy. I'm sorry, it's just not. Um, now, whether this Moro versus Biceptimus was a gear check, I don't know. I'd have to watch it. Did the same thing happen in that fight that happened in Berg's fight? Didn't sure. It was a gear check. But if it was, like, so many of these other fights that Twitch chat was claiming was a, a gear check when it's literally just like somebody has to combo somebody two or three times to kill them. Like, no, it's not. Um, Adel Monette Rivera says, Blackstar armor weapon must have a Caphras-like upgrade, but monster damage less resist to reward players who choose a Blackstar set. Frosty, we're on the same boat regarding Blackstar cap. Yeah, and it just needs a path to go beyond. Yeah, I think that's why I was like super disappointed whenever I saw the four set effect being a hundred HP, because I thought it was going to be something cool like the two set effects or the three set effect, right? Monster damage reduction and resistance to debuffs from monsters. Like I thought it was going to be something like monster related, something PV related, something interesting. And instead, they just went like the laziest route possible and slapped a hundred HP on it. Um, JJ Carver says on Awaken on Sage Awakening, there's also an infinite iframe when you jump LMB. Infinite iframe? Infinite IF. That means iframe, right? I'm not yeah. crazy. That's what they said. Let me test this real quick. I can test this right right now. I don't, I don't that skill's not iframe though. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm pretty sure it's like just you, their auto you disappear, attack. but it's not iframe. Right. I don't think it's protected at all. In fact, a skill that no. actually is iframe, night nightcrow. 
on Sork when you jump and use it is not protected. So I highly doubt that this one is. Yeah. I think he maybe thinks that because you disappear, oh, and for a lot of skills when you disappear, it's iframe, but I don't, I don't think that's iframe. I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah. Um, Something Void says they should just let you put more than one of the new items into Black Star Armors. So, like, if you put on, you get the equivalent to C6. Oh, put one. You get the equivalent to C6 pin boss. If you put another, you get maybe C9 and so on. Um, what do you think about that, Frosty, since you're the one who's on this crusade? Yeah, there's no way there's, an, there's not an iframe. <laughs> there's no way in hell that's an iframe. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry. Um... They should just let you put more than one of the new items into Black Star armors. So if you put yeah, like put two obsidian. So one obsidian puts you up to like C six, mm -hmm. and then a second obsidian up to like C nine, and then I'm assuming so forth, right? So like a third obsidian to like I don't know, like C thirteen, fourth obsidian C seventeen, and then a fifth obsidian C twenty. I mean. It'd have to be, if it takes you all the way to C20, it'd have to be super hard. Like, ridiculously hard to get. And at that point, then why not just cap for normal boss gear? All, all, what I think is, it should take you to C6, and then, if you put in more, like, maybe it makes it so it reduces the, the, or increases the chance that you succeed at a pen. Or something along those lines. Or maybe, um... I don't know how like you have Kafir's breakthrough where once you put enough in you can go straight to pen, but it they'd probably yeah. make the number insane. So I I don't know I don't know what the path should be, but it should have just some path. Yeah, um, cryptic villain says they just removed the Tuvala awakening weapon from the awakening quest. Pretty sure that season's dead at least for a long time. Really, th I really think that's a bad decision by PA. It only hurts the new player base and reduces the incentivizes the veterans. Reduces the incentivize, I think, incentives veterans have to make new characters. Also, ripped console players. Seasons died before it ever got to them. <laughs> I think I still, someone said that uh, something with the Tuvala weapon is, yeah, the, the awakening weapon's gone from the quest, but I still think Seasons going to come back because they literally said it's gone, but not forever. Like that was like in their note. So, I, yeah, I, I think it's going to come back. But Ochacho that is a funny says, concept that <laughs> it disappeared yeah. before console ever got it. Ochacha says, for Mystic, even with my minimap, all six is fairly free compared to Awakening due to them being pretty predictable when they go into a rift with an ability loaded, lol, we grab those. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I agree. Pretty easy. Battle Hot Dog says, speaking about gear check, I watched a friend of mine in the tournament doing a combo with a double KD as a follow-up. Enemy resisted both KDs. Also, probably would have lived through the combo anyways. Instead, he got up, grabbed, and killed my friend with a scuffed nowhere burst combo, which had no debuffs in it. That loss must have been devastating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, resists are, uh, resists are fun. Dude, I... Yeah, like we talked about. I mean, I lately, like it used to be there's a lot of people defending it. These days, like, I, I don't even find many people defending it at all. Like, most people just want it out. It seems so weird that such an overwhelming amount of people don't like it, and it's still a thing. Did Danny Destroyer yeah. just came in here earlier? Because he his match, uh, he was the only Suck Zerk left in the tournament. Let me see if I could find uh, his comment. Hold on. He's still in the chat. It made it sound like he's not here anymore, but he's still there. He said... <laughs> 
He said something like he had like seven consecutive KD and float resists in his match. Jesus like, Christ. That shit sucks. No one likes that, dude. Uh, Chibi Neko says 10800 when the realization hits that your friend is doing something dumb. And I believe this was a timestamp. I think I clicked on it and it was when uh, you <laughs> yeah. told Armin that I was like full black star. I yeah, believe. his response was so funny. Well, no, it's when I told when he asked like, um, God, let me, let me, I'm going to just play it. <laughs> that reaction is amazing. It's though. so just good. That, Did you hear oh. it? Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if they go pen, the obsidian people um, don't do anything. One sec, one sec. Unshi yeah, they don't do anything. Oh, dude. <laughs> Have one sec, Frosty. Yeah, they literally do nothing. Oh shit, I I closed it. I'm an idiot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely hilarious, dude. I, that shit, <laughs> dude. He goes, oh. He, no, it's not even the oh. I think it's the dude that gets me. He's like, oh, yeah. oh dude, dude. Like, <laughs> poor guys, dude. Oh man. All right. Unsheathed one ninety three says, "Here's what I do for flame towers: make them have both options to be automatic or manned. Having them set to automatic, however, means that the flame tower would consume more fuel. It'd be required to be launched and refilled at fairly consistent basis. What y'all think?" I mean, I think I, you I would like see that. a lot of automatic flame towers. Yeah, which I think is fine. I, actually, I, I like the idea. I don't know why we didn't even think of that uh, when we had the discussion, but I actually like... Like an option? Yeah, because they said, like, well, they don't want to remove the option for someone to s sit in a flame tower. So if you could be like, well, it costs less fuel if you have a player in it, and you have a player that's like, oh, well, I'll happily go in there. So that way I feel like I'm doing something productive, then cool. I actually like this but idea. But you can also just put it on automatic and just let her, let her fly. Yeah, but then you'd still have to have someone refilling it based on the way he right. described this. Like pretty often well yeah obviously yeah because it would be just like shooting as long as there are people around essentially so you'd probably burn through ammo faster than if there was just a, a person manually in it but yeah i mean you could just have i mean every defense has at least minimum one person just chilling at the base at all times uh so shaky bones and chat saying in siege on console tonight all the top five players in each guild that sieged were on sage <laughs> Sage putting in work on console. Suck Jesus. Sage, that is. Suck Sage. Uh, Remy says, it's an RPG. Resists are fine. This isn't Tekken. Yeah, no. It's not Tekken. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, it's not Tekken, sure, but it's also like, I, I don't know why it has to be Tekken to dislike Resist. It's, so, it's such a weird thing. Like, if it was, like, yeah. it, the thing is, if it was a tab target game where you couldn't avoid people's abilities in any way, so resist makes sense in those situations, so that way there's, like, a chance that you don't just die. But it's not a tab target game, and you can avoid people, uh, people's CC. So, like, you have super armor and foregrip. You have so many ways to protect yourself. Resists are, no, they're not fun. They're not fun. Most people are frustrated by them. Yeah. Uh, Judd Sparks says, thanks for casting AOA fights. Also, many thanks to my competitor in the Shy community who organized themselves on the Shy Discord. Everyone was very forthcoming with their builds, and this let us know what to expect so that we could bring fair and competitive fights. GS Apple, look mom, I'm on TV. Yeah, um, that's very kind of the Shies to rally together in their circle of misery and share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Let's see here. Touch my weasel, which... Okay. Uh, says, been a suck Valk main since the day it came out. The shield throw nerf needed, but my accuracy nerf, yeesh, that hurts me the most. But I'm really happy about my DK buff. Love the essay on Twilight. Actually, fucking crazy. Yeah, it's... Oh my god, dude. That that's what it dude like like uh, Vert said, man. DKs are throwing a party right now. I saw some DKs saying like, I mean, it's a nice start, but it's uh, there's a lot more problems, and this doesn't really address them. And I was like, dude, I don't want to hear it right now. These changes are insane. Dude, I just like I don't know. I feel like DK is fine. <laughs> I I really feel like DK is fine. I don't know. I I maybe I'm the only one. I I feel like they're pretty well balanced actually. Um, Frank's 80 says, I think they should just remove the stumble animation after V. So it's the same for everyone. Some of us don't know how to do it. It just makes it fair. Also, I think that V should just work at any time and stop all incoming damage more than 50% of the time. I V, it goes on cooldown and I just stay on the floor getting hit till I die. Yeah. Um, well, they removed the bug entirely. So now nobody can do it. They did. Now, when you pop up, you're a little bit at risk. You got to find a safe place to come out. Yeah. And uh, I think we've advocated for a long time now that V should just work whenever you press it. It shouldn't be based off of circumstance. I believe we have said that for quite a while now. So definitely agree with that. Uh, Lost Soul says, I would say they need to add stats to, to the Nuver outfit, like 1 AP or DP or even more. I should if I I should if join tournament to print screen noobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god hey maybe they would actually fix print screening if somebody did it in the tournament Lossals spent a lot of time making sure that that whole thing was uh, readable yeah right Thanks, Lossals. I feel like he does it on purpose <laughs> <laughs> me too dude me too uh, uh, Minaria says gear check is when I needed two skills to break the full block of my opponent and all of his HP. Hundred plus gear score difference. That's one big gear check. Yeah, that I mean, it sounds like that is what a gear check is. If you are breaking a block and killing a man in two skills. Yeah, gear checking is what Reslar likes to do in Tier One Node Wars when he pulls people out of the war zone. <laughs> Just grab toxic son of a bitch, dude. I use I use T one accessories, man. I don't know what you want from me. Are you guys doing T ones again? Yeah, we are. Uh, I am two thirty two thirty two AP. I know dwarfs on T ones, so there's not there's not a lot more damage coming out of me if I go outside the no door zone. Yeah, Danny Destroyer said, a good thing to remember is if resists are removed, they have a chance to balance classes like Zerker by changing their 30% grab ignore to something like percent DR or percent HP damage. Um, yeah, yeah that I sounds, don't think they That sounds busted, that. though. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound like balance. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, I kind of wish they would give Berserker a Dr. Mundo passive, honestly, where you regenerate a percentage of your max health. So it's basically just increased health regeneration, but it's based off of your max health. So if you stack like a bunch of health, your regeneration is actually quite a decent amount. So you want the, you want the wizard he heals nerfed, but the Berserker heals buffed. 
Uh, yeah. Hypocrite. Goddamn hypocrite. It's because Zerker doesn't scale well with anything, man. It's kind of its main problem. <laughs> that's why yeah. Stri That's why Choice went to go play Striker because he's like, dude, I I use evasion on Zerker. I use DR on Zerker. It doesn't matter. I still just die. But if I use evasion on Striker, now I'm fucking unkillable. Yeah, and that's why no one can kill him in this tournament. Yeah, because the I mean, poor guy doesn't have anything to scale with. Man's is geared as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's skilled. I think that HP is actually quite powerful. I, I think he'd probably feel better if he wasn't evasion. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't mind That's a little bit of a passive, but I just am like, heals? I don't know. Just resetting a fight is different than scaling well. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the comments. That's the show. That was a long one. That was four hours and 27 minutes. Yeah, that was a long one. That was a very, very long one. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, everyone who came to watch live, thank you to Vert um, for coming on the podcast and, and talking BDO with us. That's It's always fun having... Dude, Vert's been around for a long time, so... Cool. Yes. We finally got to have yeah. him on. Now I just want to—I want to get Masilas on too. His Bert's, Bert's brother in arms. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you want to check out Vert, links in the description. Obviously, um, he's an awesome fucking dude. He's been doing this a long time. He has a lot of knowledge uh, around the game, PvP specifically. Uh, so go check him out. He's a fucking fantastic guy, entertaining streamer, and really smart dude. So go check mm. him out. Uh, we're gonna be calling it there. Yeah, we're gonna be calling it we there. Gotta, we, are, we are doing the 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 uh, this is tournament. Well, yeah, the tournament tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, which this will go up on Monday, which means the tournament. Happens yeah, yesterday. so no, we we will be doing the <laughs> tournament yesterday for those listening on on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hopefully that goes well. Uh, shy fights. Looking forward to it. I know you are as well. And uh, analyst desk afterwards. Me and you are doing the analyst desk. Yeah, dude, that'll be else fun. Wants to show up. Yeah, that'll be fun. Did you have a good time with uh, Vert today? You did yeah, it with Vert. Yeah, right? it was cool. I, we were like learning as we go. I was like, all right, well, let's see what what should we do here. Um, so I'll try to come up with some better stuff tomorrow if I can. We'll see. A little yeah. short notice, we'll, but we'll go. We'll put the shy fights on half speed and go through every one to make sure that we get all Hell of the, yeah. like in in like all of the little things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> dude there's some cool fights we got tomorrow man I, I actually cannot wait hell yeah dude alright well that's gonna be it uh, thank you again to the patrons uh, thank you to all the twitch subs and, and followers and all that on our respective streams if you want to check out those streams you can find us in the description of the podcast uh, frosty twitch.tv slash so frosty nayashi who unfortunately couldn't join us today at twitch.tv slash nayashi underscore na and myself at twitch.tv slash not rizlar thanks again to vert uh check him out as well also in the description and we'll see you guys next week